to the Pulp MX Show, presented by BTOSports.com. Coming to you live from Las Vegas, right outside the Lion's Den, with your hosts, Steve Mathis and Chris Kiefer. I just don't like the guy. The guy's just a douchebag. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah. Welcome, everybody. The Pulp of Mech Show presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. Coming at you. It's Monday night, February 19th, 6 o'clock Pacific. What's up, everybody? Lots to talk about tonight. Dallas Supercross has come and gone. What a nutty, nutty 250 Supercross East opener we saw. And we are going to talk about it tonight here on the show. And a 450 class that's getting more and more injury and worn, war-torn every, each and every weekend, people. Thanks for coming along, though. Appreciate it. PulpMXShow.com. Sponsored deals. All the codes, all the things, all the ways you can save by listening to the show, by helping and supporting our partners out. Jimmy Dakotas will be on the night. JGR Suzuki's Jimmy Dakotas. First ever podium. He will be on the night. And looking forward to talking to Jimmy. RMATV MC KTM Benny Bloss will be on. Benji's been killing it lately, riding better and better in his rookie 450 season. So we are going to have Benji on to talk about uh, life in the 450 class for him. Chris Wheeler, head of Suzuki Moto uh, Racing. Uh, former pro racer Chris Wheeler will be on. Talk about RM Army, the JGR effort, Hanny's effort. Gary Sutherland, much more. Chris Wheeler will be on 702-586-7857. You got something on your mind, something to talk about, please give us a call. Maybe later on we'll do a little after Kiefer after dark. BTOsports.com tweeted Travis segment, X-Brand goggle tear-offs, the race tech rant, the gear alloy, cold call of some sort. All that coming up here on the show. And you. And your phone calls, 702-586-7857, BTOsports.com, Fly Racing, Race Tech Suspension and Engines, Vortex Racing, Gear Alloy, Roost MX, Vertex Pistons, X-Brand Goggles, Michelin Star Cross 5, Maxima USA, FMF, Works Connection, Atlas Neck Brace, W Wheels, Guts Racing, Get Data, all on board with us tonight. And uh, we thank those guys. We thank them for their support over the years. Many of those guys have been with us many years now. So that's really cool. It's nice to have them um, on board. Uh, we are going to give away a Maxima oil kit, two-stroke or four-stroke tonight. Ron Lachina's authorized that from Maxima, MaximaUSA.com. Uh, we're going to give away a Weston Pike signed helmet. Race Warren signed helmet from Weston Pike. He uh, signed it for us, and he also put Pulpamex Sucks on the helmet itself. We're going to give that away tonight. Maybe a set of Michelin Starcross 5s even. An Atlas Brace. Last week in the Newf was here. We're going to do the drawing for the Atlas Brace that we had a ton of entries for. And, uh, yeah, thanks again, people. Appreciate it. Amazon banner on pulpamex.com. If you are going to shop at Amazon, go to pulpamex.com. Click on the Amazon banner. It takes you right to Amazon. Click on that. Make your purchase. We get a small slice of that. And we thank everybody. How's your Pulpamex fantasy going, by the way? Weekly draws. This week, Chad Reed. Signed jersey for the winner of this week's race in Tampa, pulpamex.com. I got 255 last week. Killed it. And it was awesome. And Mark's over there in the corner is very, very upset. With me in studio, 
to talk about Dallas, to talk about Alta, to talk about home life, to talk about what he's been doing lately. Jason Anderson scrubs. He's a PubMex employee. KieferIncTesting.com as well. You know him. You love him. Chris Kiefer, what's up, buddy? How are you? Thanks for having me back. On a scale of 1 to 69, okay. how excited or surprised were you that I went riding twice last week? 69. Yeah, it's that much. I get excited every time you go riding. No, I know. And a little piece of me is very happy, and I feel like I was a part of that to you getting back into it, because I've bugged the shit out of you, you so much. You just won't leave me alone. Right. Yeah. So are you having fun with it? No. Yes, you no, are. No, it's not. It's not fun. Why not? I'll get into it more later. RM Army's back. Yeah, I'm a shitty media guy. Oh, no God. Doubt about it. It, it, it's terrible. I can barely hang on. My arms are pumped up. Yeah, it's what happens when you like, don't ride for I 15 feel like I'm years. I eat shit all the time. It'll pass. <laughs> It'll pass. <laughs> It'll pass. I hope it does. Uh, it's, supposed, it's supposed to get better from here on out. Hey, you got to ride now. You're on Suzuki's website. so I am. I'm an RM Army <laughs> member. It's fantastic. Uh, thanks for coming, Kiefer. Appreciate it. Lots Thank to you. talk about with you. The guy in the corner over there, he's taking your calls. He's producing the show. His name's Travis Marks. What's up, Marks? Hola. Como esta? Good news. What's that? You beat your score of 88 uh, this week. <laughs> I did. Bad news. You didn't beat it by much. No, I doubled it. Wow. That's still not that good, though. No, that's not. But that just says something about my 88 the week before. How many angry people at, at Brandon Hartnoff or Hartnoff or whatever? Hartramped? Hart 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 um, quite a few. Yeah. Quite so a few. What did, he, what did he do to get docked? He uh, didn't. He, in the first turn, crashed into 50 class. Yeah. He just went on the next lane. He got pushed off okay. to the right. Yeah. And he just went on the next lane and hung a right. Got it. And then he was in first place by 50 feet. And then he slowed down and let like four guys by him. And then he started racing. So he started like in fifth? Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, it was a... Uh, it was uh, I mean, he deserved a penalty, Marks. Yeah, huh. for sure. I mean, I don't think as big of a penalty as he got well, was justified. But the I reason... Mean. I talked to the AM, FIM today. And what they said is coming into the first turn... He was right by Lorenzo Lucrucio coming into the first turn. Mm -hmm. So then, big crash. Lorenzo has to stop in the crash and kind of go around the crash and keep going around the turn. Mm -hmm. And so they said, well, you would have been right around where Lorenzo was. And he got whatever Lorenzo got. Mm -hmm. And they put him back one spot sort of as a penalty. And Lorenzo got 11th. Right. So then they said, listen, you started around where Lorenzo was. That would have been your race. and That's it. That's it. Lorenzo got 11th? Yeah. But they put him to 19th? No, Lorenzo got 11th. Yeah. But they put him penalized, like, right right by, behind Lorenzo, like, they timed Lorenzo, what Heart he had to wrapped. do and everything. Yeah. Uh-huh. So they said that's what you would have had to do, because you were by Lorenzo. Oh. What did he physically get? Do we know that? Seventh. Eighth. Eighth. Oh. Yeah. That is bad. Yeah. He got eighth. Yeah. He was fast all day, though. Hmm. I mean, he qualified in the top 15, I think. Cycle Trader Roost MX Rider, bro. He rode um, well. I'm just mad because he was on my team. Yeah, of course, right? 16% pick trend, though. Not not super high, but no. I mean, that's enough yeah. people to be upset. So, Eli Tomac did it for all of us fantasy owners. <laughs> I, I hate. The, did you pick him? Yeah. No, I hate yeah. you so much. The cow. Crash. I picked him the week oh, before. Oh, you did? Yeah. Cash. Congratulations. Crash or win. You knew he was going to win. Like, he's, it, I mean, was, you it, didn't. Was, it was due. Yeah, let's miss a couple races and then win a couple and then miss a so, That's I what's going to happen, right? Maybe he just won't be an all-star all year long. Living that, 
that wave life, that fantasy roller coaster Gosh, life. The bipolar I, I game. I hate this game so much. Uh, it's so, so many people. So much. I love the gifts we've been getting. Oh, they're great. Oh, they're good. I was yeah. I was laughing on my couch, like going yeah. through them. My wife looked at me like, what is so funny? So uh, I started showing her and she's like, okay, that, that's, that's but, pretty but good. But nobody does it when they're doing well. They just, all the ones that are disasters, they just do Yeah, because that, that's, so, right? that's the funny ones. I mean. Yeah. So please check it out, Pulp Mex Fantasy. Uh, we have the love. I lied. I lied. There was a good one, though. Someone tweeted about when they had all eight riders in, yeah. and it was from the office where they're spraying champagne all over. In the oh, office. yeah, uh, yeah. That was a good one. <laughs> so it was positive. So last week, we had a uh, new Finn from atlasbrace.com. He uh, took a bunch of emails from you people and uh, a lot, answered a lot of questions this week. So thanks for that. He got really tremendous response from it. And so we also gave away a kid's Atlas Brace on, on Instagram, and we did that already. And we also uh, gave away an adult Atlas Brace to somebody, to a lucky winner. And Heather Kiefer is in studio here, so let's get her there you go, babe. to pick up. up a name out of the hat. Here's all the drawings on RacerX Facebook Live. Yeah, yeah, you like that? Yeah, we do, Heather. Uh, keep digging in there and pick Whoa. it up. And we have just one. I don't Read it out. Read it out. Chris Brandon? Chris, Chris Brandon. Let me make sure. Chris Brandon. That's it. All right. Congratulations, Chris Brandon. You are the winner of an Atlas Brace. We will be uh, in touch with you, and uh, thanks for all the entries, everybody. Appreciate it. It's been uh, it's been good. So we got a lot of a uh, lot of feedback. So Jimmy D, Benny Bloss, Chris Wheeler, all on the show. Jason Thomas as well. And uh, like I said, we're still going to give away some stuff later on the night. So keep on listening for archives and for live, and uh, we will make it happen. Chris Kiefer's appearance here in the studio brought to you by RoostMX.net. Speaking of Brandon Hart Raft, Hart and Raft, Hart and Raft. There you go. I, 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 trust me, it was really hard to spell on 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 Twitter on Saturday. Heart and raft. That's what you heart got. and raft. Yeah. All right. Just put heart. Well, he Carry rides heart. for Cycle Trader, Rock River, Roost MX team, as well as our buddy Alex Ray. Do you have Alex Ray? Yes, I did. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. First time I picked him all year. He was in here on Monday. Thanks, and he could Ray. barely walk. You saw him. He looked fine in practice. Hey, did we ever figure out what the f- fudge cut him? No, he thinks it was. A uh, foot peg or a lever. I don't know. He couldn't really figure it out. Hmm. Anyways, um, Cycle Trader, Roost, uh, Roost MX uh, team is sponsored. It's a big part of that Cycle Trader team. Use the code Pulp Nation to save on the whole Pulp section of the website. And if you don't like Pulp, if Pulp is dumb, and that's fine too. Uh, Pulp, Pulp Nation will save you, you no matter what you bet, whether it's the Cobra products, whether it's uh, customized graphics, wraps, Pitch shirts, trailer kits, trailer wrap kits, anything like that. RoostMX.net has got you covered. Please check them out. I've got a whole Pulp Nation section, like I said, on the website. So that's great for those guys. Really appreciate them um, stepping up and uh, get your backgrounds even. I should get some backgrounds on my on my bike. There now, you go. Right? Your new number. Yeah. 762. Yeah. That is my pro, that was my old pro number, by the way. Kudrowski? Is that why you got it? Yeah. I had a Honda's and it looked good on Kudrowski's bike. And I got said, it. ah, let's just do that. Okay. Because I didn't want a pro number. When I turned pro, I didn't want a two-digit number. I didn't earn it. Did you ever get a two-digit number? Yeah, I did. I, I in Canada, I I got like 14th in a moto, and that got, got that got me a number. You got like 70 something. <laughs> something I don't even yeah. know. Yeah, it was the week series back then. It was only six <laughs> rounds or something. Uh, so yeah, everybody, thanks uh, thanks again for listening. Jimmy D, guy you've you've known over the years. Yep. You like him. Yep. Um, where's FXR gear? Yep. And you went to the FXR opener. Ride day. Uh, ride day. It's like a dealer meeting. How was like that? Freezing balls. And I like how you, every one of your tweets was just about how cold you were. I've never experienced it. I mean, I've been, I take that back. When I worked for Yamaha, I tested snow plows and I snow plowed people's freaking yards and it was 15, 20 below, but it, I felt like this was way colder, which it was 15 below. 
So these snow bikes, I've never ridden them. None of these guys that I was with has ever ridden them. Dude, the, the track was 20, 30 seconds long. I had to pull over every two laps to put my hands on the on the pipe because it was so fucking cold. And uh, they have gloves. With warmers, I mean, yeah, they had, I had all the warm stuff on, but it, dude, there's no fighting that cold. It's insane. I don't know how people live out there. It's, that's Manitoba, bro. Dude, it's so gnarly. That's south of Manitoba. That's you were south of Manitoba. It's just really cold, and the locals say. Now I can understand it when they go, "Oh, a warming trends coming. It's going to be 28." Now I get it. Like, that would be warm. How's the snow bike and how was the new gear? Snow bike's very fun. I would think that you would ride it like a dirt bike, but it's different. It's like a quad and a dirt bike together because instead of turning with your front tire or ski yep. to make it corner, you've got to lean with the throttle on. You turn the throttle off, it stands straight up. Yeah. So you've always got to have the throttle on. So it was fun because I sucked at it, and it's cool to learn and see progress a lot of progress in a short amount of time, which all of us got really good. Um, Mike Brown. Mike, Cade, a um, couple other guys were there riding. And, of course, all the good FXR um, snow guys were there. Um, Lavalli and Brock Hoyer. It's amazing what Hoyer can do. He can rip on that thing, so it's pretty cool yeah, to see. Yeah, he's a good motocrosser. Yeah, he was. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's a top yeah. 10, 450 guy. Yeah. But uh, he really rips on that snow bike. And, uh, yeah, it was cool that FXR... You know, kind of released their 2019 stuff, and it wasn't no embargo, which was kind of weird for me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was cool. I got to meet a lot of good people and have some fun and freeze their ass off. So it was cool. What else you been doing? Uh, riding Husky FC350. Yeah, did a podcast on that. Did a podcast on that. Um, getting ready to go to a 60 intro tomorrow with their new helmet. Um, I had a lot of confidential testing last week that we can't talk about that I did. And uh, next week, I'm getting more time on the factory edition. So I get that bike for a few months. So I'm stoked about that. What about Alta? Alta Life? Alta's, I got Alta testing this week. Yeah. So well, you did it the week before. Yep. Right? We had some 2018 spec um, that I'll be doing a podcast on as well. So all that stuff will be out there. And uh, the last three weeks have been really busy. I think I've just, had time one day off. Really? Yeah. Just riding. Riding just, all the time. And you go to Atlanta in a couple of weeks? And I go to Atlanta. Heather, it's funny because Heather's like, oh, yeah, I get to go on a trip. And I'm like, fuck. No I trip. Go. <laughs> no trip. So she's stoked. I'm like, it's cool, but I'm not too pumped on it. Um, Yeah, well, welcome to media life. What bro. are you going to do on the weekend? What are you doing? I wonder what you're always doing. I'm going to enjoy <laughs> I'm gonna, uh, Well, first of all, I moto down now. That's what I do. Oh, you're going to moto in? I moto all now, the time. If you actually were going to go moto on Saturday and I was in Atlanta, I'd be like, I'm fine with that. That's cool. Well, you're not going to do that, though. No. No, I'm not. <laughs> um, hey, by the way, I, I went out this past Wednesday to Western Speedway. Yeah. New, new track out here. Cool. I want to thank Jason for letting me out there. Uh, Berluti came out there. So where it, is it at? It's about 30 minutes past the dam. A Hoover Dam. Hoover Dam. Okay. Uh, it's in Arizona. Okay. So it's an hour ahead. Okay. Arizona time. All right. Right now. Um, it's only open on Sundays right now. It's open Sundays, uh, 8 to 1. It's 80 acres. There's three tracks there and a, and a, and a 50 track as well. How's the dirt? Four tracks. Dirt is... Uh, like loamy? No, dirt is hard pack and rocky when it's not groomed. As, as you ride more, it gets pushed off. It gets a little hard pack. Um, when we went out there, it was mint, though, because we were the only guys there. So they rip it and all that, right? Uh, he puts dirt on it and kind of, yeah, doesn't really rip it. because Backdrag it? Backdrags it, yeah. Okay. Um, 
Yeah, it, it's really good. And so. And did you ride the main vet? I rode ride? all three. Okay. And I settled on the intermediate track, the oh. B track. Me and Berlut liked that one the best. And why don't you tell Mostly because it was mostly sandy. It was like the, the loamiest. Right. Sand. It was the most fun to ride. Tell the people what you told me in the text message about you've come to this conclusion that you are not going to jump anymore. You're just going to yeah. focus yeah. on. Yeah. No. And I went out Monday with, with Noof out to this open riding area out here. Right. And we found, we made a little track. No jumps though. You're just. We just rode this little. You're like a soul rider. Up and. <laughs> I just I just chased the sun, dude. I just chased chase, the, chase the sun. Sounds gay. Um, but you're on the vet track game, then. That's well, what that's what your jam is. This the track that we rode had jumps. It okay. had jumps. It had a double. The safe. Yeah, had a table. Had tables. Had a double. You know that kind of stuff. Cool. Roll, some sand rollers that you could sit down and like kind of seat bounce over. Awesome. But uh, yeah, I don't really like jumping. Okay. When I was peak. Steve Mathis in my in my fighting way title years in my title years okay. I didn't like jumping okay. I jumped everything I would have to follow somebody off of it I never had great style I was never the first guy to jump anything I'm always like fuck I got to jump it you know what I mean yeah and I now that I'm getting back into it again I like jumps even less you know what you sound like so, what you sound like an off road guy maybe I'm off-road deep down guy. you're an off road maybe off-road I'm off road guy now you are maybe me and Gary. Put some hand guards on that thing. Yeah, maybe me and Gary need to get together. Yeah. But uh, thanks to Jason from Western Speedway. If you're if you're in Laughlin, if you're in Kingman, if you're in Vegas, uh, please check it out, uh, Western Speedway on Instagram, and uh, follow them, and you'll see the hours and everything else. Like I said, 8 to 1 on Sundays. WesternRaceway.com is their website. Um, I loved it. Thanks to that guy for letting Jason. I got to come out there and try it then. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We maybe, maybe want to do a Pulp Mix ride day. We were already talking about having a Pulp Mix ride day out there. And it's cool that the, so, you guys have other tracks to ride out here now besides. Yeah, well, there, was, there was nothing besides Mesquite, and that's over an hour away. And there was that one that closed down up. Yeah. What was that one? Boulder. Called? There was one in Boulder that closed down. There was a Sandy Valley. Sandy Valley. That's which what it was. is that one closed down as well a while ago. So cool. Western. Check out westernspeedway.com, everybody. Uh, and we thank Jason for letting us happen. And Berlute and I are going to go this Wednesday. How's Berlute ride? Good. Does he? I remember. I remember when we rode before. When I had a bike before my Cowie, I was faster than him. Yeah. On Wednesday, he was faster than me. How much? Not much. No lap times at all. No, we don't. No, no, we're not. We're not lap time. Wars. No, we're not. We don't have Heather out there with a with a watch and a board. We can. <sighs> we need to make, that, make dra- that happen. We can drag Pookie out maybe, but I don't yeah. think I don't think she'll care enough. <laughs> but Marks, we should hit. We should hit it out there if you want. I'm down. Your your bike's ready to go or what? What what's happening? What's the status no. of the CRF? No, it's not good. How long has it been since you've ridden? Backflip? No. Oh, okay. Close. Why don't you get on his ass? I didn't know he even was well, riding. Start texting him. Okay, now this I know. This fucking guy won't stop. He won't stop harassing you. Hey, I, I want people to ride. I wouldn't trust my bike on a track. What? Yeah. What are you riding? It's, it's an 06 CRF. 450? Yeah. That's a great bike. How, what do you but mean you wouldn't trust it? it? It's, bu- it's busted, dude. It needs it needs some serious Maybe love. Maybe have Berluti put some OT in it for you. It needs some serious love. Like, what What are you talking about? Like, when you say you don't trust it, like, what do you mean? Dude, dude like, just the motor's clapped out, suspension needs done, like... Yeah, well, is the motor so is the motor making noise? Like, how do you know it's clapped out? What what tells you it's well, clapped I out? I mean, it needs oil. It needs okay. That's easy. That's it oil. It probably is... needs a, a full run through, honestly. But he's using these weird words like run through <laughs> and all these. Well, when you say you don't, <laughs> dude, tr- it, dude like, it hasn't it hasn't been. I don't. I think you underestimate when you say you can't trust the bike, dude. You, you can trust the. Do bike. Do you have an hour meter on your bike? No. Okay, you're fine. Change the oil. Get some chain sprockets. Drain the fuel, put some new fuel in, and we'll ride get, the We'll summit. get her set up. 
We'll get her set up. I'll go. Hey, you know what? So I can show you. I'll bring up. you a bike. To I'll ride. show you what's up. I'll bring you a bike to ride right now. Okay, you could definitely show me what's up. Everyone <laughs> could show me what's up right now. I just like. I just like. I think that. a sixty rider could show me what's up right now. I'm so depressed. But oh, what did you expect from not riding for fifteen years? I don't want to talk. I don't know. I don't want to talk about. It. I, I rode for. I rode in two thousand nine. A lot, like 08, 07, 08, 09. I was riding. That's still. We're still nine years. It's not fifteen though. Damn near. It's terrible. It's absolutely terrible. I'm just garbage rider. I'm just this blob on a bike that gets arm pump and hand pump, and I hate my life. Forearm strong. I think I need. I need maybe eight arm strong. Some panther piss. Is, to there, rub a, on is it? there an eight one that like is gnarlier than the four? We can rub <laughs> some of that panther shit it, on it's it. It's so bad right now, and this, I guess people listen this to this. This is getting weird. A lot of people can relate, maybe, who are listening to this, but... I still got it. It's really depressing. I'm, I'm not worried. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. It's, it's really depressing, <laughs> really. But thanks to Jason at westernspeedway.com. Uh, we, we appreciate it. All right. Let's get into... Um, and Send me an email if you want about Western Speedway. I'll direct you, and you can uh, go there and, and, uh, and go ride. Sweet. Um, so, okay. Dallas Supercross. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk Eastern Opener. Yes. Marty was so good. Dad. Marty was so good. I watched daytime qualifiers at home. He was so solid. Yeah. He'd, he'd be on the board, one, a couple guys would get him, he'd come back, number yeah. one again. Yeah. And he looked what was like your... he wasn't even trying. No, he, he was good. If he had gotten the start, and he almost did have it, he was gone. Yeah. Um, but Zacho won. Dude, Great job for Zacho. Okay, I wasn't there. But no. when I watch him ride, it looks like he is riding... 150 percent like scrub 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 how about when like, before the finish he couldn't triple that thing so he would double it and then he would manual the third and yeah. stay on the ground and still pass the guy anything anywhere he wanted to turn right he could turn outside he could turn inside he could do any obstacle anytime he wanted and that i'm pretty sure the rhythm before the finish where they had to triple would, on that would, tall one like some guys were double triple out no in that, that was before the star strike okay before yeah. that one yeah. that one looks sketchy because if they were tripling yeah. on that yep. thing that was steep yep. and oh, he yeah. would butter it all the time like he was fast what do you make of that first turn crash osby not turn shutting off obviously osby wanted it he didn't have it. he was a half a bike length back he still pinned it and then that pushed um oh, jordan smith jordan smith into him yeah. and then his helmet went into martin boom martin went yeah. straight done yeah do, do was, we know about martin i think he's fine concussion i don't know I that looked I, like concussion status to uh, me. Yeah, maybe his goggles blew off when he hit. You know. Um, so Forkner gets taken down by Osborne first lap. Can we talk about the Forkner uh, Hampshire thing? Yeah, I, I felt like you guys blew it out of proportion. Okay. So I saw the tweets and I'm like, oh shit! I wasn't there watching it at night, and I came back home thinking it was going to be a gnarly heat race. It wasn't even that bad. Like Hampshire, yeah, pushed him out a little bit in the first corner. Hampshire Fork- admitted it was aggressive. Yeah. Okay, but then yeah. Forkner got him, but I thought Forkner would have blasted him. He didn't do nothing. Forkner tried to blast him. For, he, he for, really? For a lap and a half, he was cutting inside and trying to get him. Yeah, but I felt like it was going to be worse than okay. it was. Uh-huh. I thought that was just right. good racing. Okay. So Well, Forkner was very angry. Yeah. And then, and then he ends up on the ground when Zacho passes him. Right. And that was Forkner was really pissed about that. Um, I watched the pass from a few different angles. He Forkner turned down. Osborne was on the inside. Forkner turned down into Zach and ended up on the ground. Uh-huh. I didn't think it was as a takeout at all. It was more just racing, but he was not happy. J-Mart was not happy with Jordan Smith for blasting him off the track on the last I lap. I saw them talking to each other. Yeah. Jordan Smith got a, got a warning. Um, Hart, Hart and Raff got penalized. Uh, Marty got, out, got knocked out. 
Um, Ferrandis was in the mechanics area for repairs. Because he got first corner pileup. He was in the first turn pileup. It was a nutty race. It yeah. was a nutty race. It looks and, like East Coast. Honestly, watching West to East, East Coast guys are just sending it out there, and the, the West Coast guys look smoother. The first round was very aggressive out there. Yes. Yeah, it was. It was. Everybody needs to calm their balls a little, a little bit. bit. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Uh, in the 450 class, well, damn it, Barsha got lucky. Could have been way worse, but Barsha broke his hand. He's out for a while. Bum. Josh Grant broke his leg. We think, not officially yet, but we think he broke his leg. In practice. In practice. Mm. Case the jump. He's out. Of course, Roxon's going to be out. How about Roxon? Dude. How about if you're Kenny, one year and two weeks later or whatever, you're at the same doctor in Colorado getting surgery? So I wasn't here for that conversation, so I'm sure you guys talked about it last week, but uh, that whole thing stems from, from pussy, and I think it's bullshit. Um, you need to get over it, right? I think Webb came in on him a little bit, but yeah. Roxon screwed himself, dude, because he death want he tried to scare Cooper with come in the corner, and then instead of letting off of the throttle when he turned, he he kept it on and dumped the clutch and looped out. That was his bad. That wasn't Coop's. You think he tried to scare him, dude? Watch the slow mo. I did. It looked like he his body he was off the bike, charging the turn. Mm-hmm. Fell into a rut. Mm-hmm. Fell back because he was mm-hmm. in the rut. Correct. In the falling back, the wrist goes. The wrist never came the back. The wrist goes on the, on the throttle. Then his hand slips off the clutch, and then it's curtains. Yeah, so. But I don't think he was going. You, right him. after the last whoop, watch his throttle hand and watch the clutch. So last whoop, he pulls the clutch in, throws the throttle wide open to say, let you know, hey, I'm going to yeah. blast you, which he wasn't. Yeah. He was got up near Cooper. He started pivoting the same thing. He fell into that rut, dumped the clutch. He never released his wrist and just went, ah, and just yeah. screwed himself. If, there was, if we didn't know the backstory of this chick that Cooper's going out with that Webb, uh, Roxanne used to date, if you didn't know that backstory, I think what Webb did was fine and mm-hmm. what Kenny did was fine, although Kenny didn't have a very good chance of pulling that off, it was still fine. Yes, I agree. And so that's why I'm not ready to condemn Cam- Kenny for this, 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 this vendetta because both actions were racing actions. Yes, I, I'm not saying we're blaming Kenny. I'm saying what happened was Kenny's fault for just screwing himself. Well, yeah, basically. no, no, he, he, yeah, he tried to ride it in there, and yeah, and just, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it wasn't like was, a. Yeah. But I'm just saying we have a real like a a new era McGrath Emig battle when they were fighting right, over right. The P. Uh, so. Webb was good all day too. Speaking of Webb, though, he's coming good around, guys. right? He's coming around. Yeah, he was good. Um, main event didn't go the way he wanted to, but he was good in practice and uh, and everything else. The um, Anderson's got a big points lead though now. It's it's done, dude. Dude, it ha- I mean, unless yeah. someone screws up or he screws up. I mean, let Eli go in the, in the next few races. Yeah, I mean, go ahead, dude. Eli's seventy some points down or whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, go ahead. I don't know. I don't know how much you study him, but when I watch him ride, it's so crazy how his style is so much different than everyone else's because he hangs off the back so much and he almost yeah he's he's more RV. He yeah. almost looped out because he scrubs so hard yeah. and he caught rear wheel traction and he's like that everywhere. Oh, Anderson, you're talking. Yes, Eli rides a bit like Anderson. Yeah, I guess you're he right. He does. He yes. hangs up the back. He's taller, dude. Yeah. He manuals things if he can. Uh-huh. You know, I, I think they those They use two, their legs a lot. Yeah, those two, I think, are, are similar. And Hurlings is like those two also. Yep. Hurlings is very much like those two. Um, what were you talking about in your column that's going to be posted tomorrow? 
about Anderson? So same thing like I was kind of saying right there is when he scrubs, he scrubs so far off the back, but yet still manages to have a good scrub. Usually when a guy scrubs a jump, they're either neutral or far forward, but he's the opposite where he scrubs the jump. So he has this new way it gets low, but then that forces the bike to come down on the rear wheel a lot faster Mm -hmm. than normal. And he gets traction. And if you listen to these races, you listen to these guys. They, I mean, normally they rev their engine and they, when they go down. But now they don't chop it in the air. They keep it like tapped. Yeah. So immediately it's on. And 250 guys are worse. Yeah. They do it a lot. Well, that's what Osborne was doing. You could see he would just land. Rip, rip, yeah. Just and manual stuff. And as a rider watching like JA ride, I'm just like, dude, it takes so much energy to ride that yeah. way. You got to be in shape because it's you're moving around constantly on the bike. If yeah, Tomac or Anderson's got this, no doubt. If Tomac, uh, how many rounds are we down? Seven, right? Yep, seven. So, so it's twelve rounds left. If Tomac wins eight out of the next twelve, yeah, okay, yeah. so then he has eleven wins on the year. Mm-hmm. Is that a good season? Yeah, absolutely. Or just because he didn't win the title, that's that's. No, I think he had a good season last year. He won what? Nine. Nine. Should have won didn't ten. Win, he didn't win the title, but still was a good year. Yep. Yeah, is he going to be pissed? And is he going to is it going to be let down like he didn't win the title? Of course, but when you win eleven races, that yeah. kind of dampens the the hatred that because yeah. you didn't win yeah. the title, you know. I mean, to me, if you just drop the gate and nothing happens, Tomac has everybody covered in speed. Ah, see, I don't agree. No, I don't agree. Okay, I think JA. Yeah, we'll ask, we'll I think ask, JA we'll has speed. Tonight, maybe. Okay, um, Tomac looks so good this weekend. Oh, God, that he looked good. Yeah, he had, what, seven-second lead at one Oh, point. and then in practice, his his second practice, his third practice, the second qualifying one, his second best time was still quicker than everybody. Oh, it was? Yeah, yeah he just, just killed him. He was going before the triple uh, after the second turn. Mm-hmm. You make a third turn, that's a right. He's going all the way over the table, triple, and then big triple. He wasn't the only guy doing it, but... Did they do that in race? No, nobody did in the night show. Okay. Nobody did. Was it slower then? I think it kind of was, and you kind of had to stop and set your, you know, set yourself up. But mm-hmm. God, it looked good. Yeah, I, I, Anderson did it too, and a few other guys. But yeah, yeah. That, well, I saw. Um, I think Anderson was jumping off the dragon's back low, yeah, and going all the way over the tabletop on top, which was yeah. If you, I mean, if you go, for those people listening that don't know what a dragon's back is, it's freaking intimidating, dude. Because it's like riding yeah, no, a huge it, whoop section and then trying to jump off of it. It's the one um, obstacle that I'd be most scared of if if I'm that's, just a normal guy. False neutrals happen on dragon's back. You s- Body you, positioning happens on dragon's back. You stand at the bottom of a dragon back, and you're uh, like, you're like, you got to go off onto that table? Right. What? And when you look at it, you think there's no way it's going to be able to happen. But when you start riding, it looks, it's just a little bit easier when you're on a bike. Some of these times when I walk these super cross tracks out of these corners, you're just like, there's no way they're going to triple out of this corner. And then once you're riding, there's so much torque on those bikes, it's like nothing. Yeah. Uh, quickly, raining yellow. What's up? Oh, uh, just two quick things. Like, uh, is Cooper Webb, he hasn't signed with anyone for next year yet? Not that I know of, nope. Huh, and just, uh, he's just riding better, nothing's changing? Yeah, he's riding good lately. The last uh, couple weeks yeah. he has, yeah. yeah no ride need. red. Cooper Webb, next year, ride red. Huh, we'll see. And then, uh, secondly, who's going to be the fill-in for the fill-in? Justin Barsha. I don't know. Feels feel mm. too thin. We're gonna talk about that in a little bit. Yeah, we, I don't know. I don't know. Let's let's talk about in later on the show, Kiefer. 
Cowie fill in, Yamaha fill in, and a Honda fills in. Well, I know who Cowie fill in is. The Bear? Yep. Okay, we'll, we'll, good for him. we'll figure that out. Uh, anything else, Raining Yellow? No, that'll do it. Uh, I'll listen later then for that. Did you see my photo with Mookie in the JGR truck on Instagram? I have not. Believe it or not, uh, I was in Lake Tahoe all weekend, so I haven't been up to date. Oh. Mookie's on the pre-entry list for Tampa. Terrible, right? Hawaii, Lake Tahoe. Yeah, yeah, janitor life, life, bro. Apparently it pays pretty well. Absolutely. Riding dirt bikes, too. All right, buddy. Thank you. Yeah. See you guys. Uh, Vortex Racing. Speaking of Barsha, Barsha and Cooper Webb use Vortex F5 hard coat rear sprocket and front sprocket. The 7 Deuce Deuce runs uh, Vortex sprockets as well as the MV3 chain from Vortex. Jerry Robin uses Vortex. Did he get weeded? He weeded in practice. Is he all right? He got up and raced the night show, but he didn't look that good. I think, <sighs> I think the crash took some, took some uh, wind out of his sails. Damn it. Also, the GPF Babbitt's team, uh, Woodrow, Isaac Teasdale, Richard Jackson, use Cat5... Uh, black wrist sprockets, EK chains. Uh, so thanks to Vortex Racing for everything they do. Email Jake at vortexracing.com if you want a deal from the folks at Vortex, whatever they make. The bar, V3 bar as well is, uh, is a killer thing. And uh, Vortex is pleased and proud to bring you our first guest of the night. He rides the JGR Suzuki. He got his first career podium in the 250 Supercross. He was fast all day. He's Jimmy Dakotas. What's up, Jimmy D? How are you? What's up, Athos? What's up, Keith? How are what, you guys doing? What's up, Jimmy? Uh, you guys are quasi-teammates. I forgot about that yeah, right now. That's right. Yeah. Canadian, eh? Canadian teammates yeah, back in the day. We're mm-hmm. straight. We're straight Canadian boys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks for coming me on, Jimmy. Kiefer, me and Kiefer were teammates like three years ago. Oh, I yeah. know. That's what I mean. You guys were buddies talking like lines. I had, I had to pass him a couple times in a few different motos. <laughs> that's pretty sad. He crashes <laughs> twice, still passes. Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, that happens. Uh, hey, man, thank you for coming on. Congrats on the podium. We're a couple days out, but uh, you still must still be getting congratulatory texts and, and emails and things like that, right? I mean, it's still pretty cool. Yeah, no, it's definitely a cool a cool thing to do. Um, I'm, I'm happy with it for sure. I think uh, I rode better actually during practice than I did during the heat in the main. I just, I mean, I haven't raced since Colorado. Obviously, you guys know I got sick this summer with Lyme disease. So once the gate dropped, normally that's my best time. I actually got pretty tight and a little bit wound up. So to come out there with the yeah. third at the first round on the new bike and being right. so close so many times last year in Geico, it was yeah. like, it, it was really rewarding for everything I've been doing in off season. Well, people kind of forget, like, You've always been really good in Supercross, but I feel like last year you really broke through. You led the laps. You, you, you I think. Did you win a heat? I mean, you led a heat for a while. Yeah, I won, you won, I won Vegas, the, the the West Heat, right? Combined heat. Yeah, so you uh, were the hardest heat of the year. You didn't have the podium, but you were good last year, and you know your speed was there, and and so this is to me. This is kind of just a continuation of that, you know what I mean? Like last year, something clicked with you last year. I feel, and uh, and and it's just continuing on. Do you agree? Yeah, no, I, I absolutely agree with that. I don't know what it was last year. I think the training aspect of it, I took it a lot more serious. Mm-hmm. Uh, Swanee was helping me. Seth Rarick really helped me, and I think the discipline of going to the track and hey, you're doing three fifteens or you're doing just having the program of going out every day and executing a, a game plan mm-hmm. where I used to just go out as a privateer and be like, what am I going to do today? I don't know. I'll just ride. <laughs> right, right, right. You just show up at the race like yeah. so half-assed in it, and it's like you're never going to get success like that. So I think the structure is what really changed for me. Yeah, it was uh... – it was good. Uh, somebody today on Twitter said, uh, you know, you got third because half the pack crashed 
in the first turn, and I get that. It did wow. help you out, but people need to realize in practice, Jimmy, you were on the board, you qualified fourth. Whenever somebody bumped you off the board, you went back out there, you put another lap down, and like you said, like practice was very good for you. You were fast all day long, and so I don't want people to think that, oh, everybody I mean, crashed. You well, know? If, we, if we ask JT, I mean, Osborne was off the pace at point one off the lead, and I mean, I must have been off the pace at point two off the lead. <laughs> Trust me, I know. According to JT, we're way off the pace. I, I, I know, but I know. I, I don't understand where that me, came from. <laughs> to me, yeah, I got third. Everyone crashed, whatever you want to say, but that's dirt bikes. If that's the case, let's go to the test track and let's just lay down and heat it. Yeah, right. I can't control <laughs> what happens around me. I went out and I executed 15 minutes plus one lap. And yep. I had some misfortunes, but if I didn't put myself in the right positions, it would have never happened. And it's definitely bittersweet because I, I see people say that, but I don't I don't care. I know the work I did. I know how fast I was all day. No, yeah. yeah. And the, the best part of it for me is I know in that heat, the heat and the main that I didn't ride to my ability. Yep. So that that's the biggest thing for me that, hey, I was off in the main event and yep. I still got on the podium. Hey, I had some misfortunes from the other guys that might have helped me a little bit, but I put myself in that position. I fought hard the whole time. I had to fend off RJ coming. Jamar was coming towards the end a little bit. Yep. So, I mean, in years past at the 12-minute mark, I would have faded off and got fit. So yeah. I, beat, I beat personal goals with myself and – Every single person doubted that Suzuki, doubted me coming into the first race. So it was kind of just like a little like, okay, I'm here. Don't forget about me. Right. 702-586-757. You got a question for Jimmy Dakotas of the JGR Suzuki team? Please call in and uh, and ask him. Uh, Kiefer has a theory, mm-hmm. Jimmy D, on on your success. And, and here it okay. goes, Kiefer. All it, right. Here it, it is. Jimmy, it's not a theory. Here's It's factual it's, it's information. True. It's facts, right? Okay. <laughs> Kiefer knows. So... You you were good, just like Matt has said. You were good at times at Supercross. We knew you could ride Supercross. Along yep. comes a woman, all right, that takes yep. care of you. You fall in love. You know it's just not some right. it's not some <laughs> hit it and hit it and quit it chick. You're not worried about texting bitches when you get home from the track. All this yep. shit combined, you have a life. You have a dog. You get home. You have meals. You have every just like you said structure on the track. Yep. Now you have this structure off of the track, along with a great woman. Don't you think yep. that goes hand-in-hand hand to do better on the track? I, I think it has everything to do with it. And obviously me growing up and getting older, it, you see those things. And Boom. it just makes – it allows me to go and do my job without the extra stresses that Thank you. this sport puts on you. All I have to do is just focus on, okay, go out, do my laps, go to the gym, mm-hmm. do my cycle, do whatever I got to do, come home, hang out with Jamie, hang out with Marley. We kick it and it's we go out to dinner with our friends. We hang out with the team and – I think a lot of it this year for me, too, is that the family environment at JGR, you know, like these guys believe in me. They yep. gave me a full shot to do outdoors and really prove myself this year. And they they give you a chance. You know what I mean? Like they still have Phil on the team. They still have Weston on the team. Yep, yep. They don't write their guys off. They believe in them. And, um, and not that Geico didn't believe in me. They totally did. But just having the opportunity here to, to do the whole year and then give me a shot at it mm-hmm. and then to reward them with a quick podium right off the bat, it was like, okay, this is what we hired them for and this is yeah. this is what we're here to do. So I, I really think that just the structure and the environment at JGR and the way we do things, you know, Monday, everyone was in there today. We, we all hung out, went over, film, we did everything. Everyone lives by the shop. It's just such a different environment. I'm from the East Coast. I love it in Charlotte, like, I wasn't that happy in California. All that plays into your racing, whether people think it doesn't or not. Yeah. And I just think I'm in a good spot 
whether whether I got out when I got 12th this weekend, I'm, I'm going to be happy. And, and that's what's different now where I used to have a doom and gloom. And I think a lot of it was from the Lyme disease. A lot of people listening don't understand it and how negative it affects your mind and your mm-hmm. body and everything. But I just feel like I'm, I'm just happy no matter what happens. But I'm happy that think good things come together for me. Uh, Kiefer had the same theory, but some, who else was it, Kiefer? Your theory on uh, having a woman. Uh, I don't know. It was someone. I don't remember right now. <laughs> you also heard that but theory what I'm also. saying is, like, this: people that don't have that, and us guys being motocrossers, we grow up chasing things, doing things. Chasing. You know, yep. and, and it kind of takes away some of that um, sharpness, and because you're thinking about other stuff. Or, let's say your chick is some pro-ho chick and then you worry about her banging some other dude it's just when you have a solid just, chick that was, yeah and you don't have to worry about it and it just takes away all of that stuff and i just feel like home life is very important with racing i think it goes overlooked well, Keeper, she... is your chick in the studio yeah oh okay okay just wondering <laughs> <laughs> exactly she knows the program exactly it's uh well, she's from Manitoba, so... And Canadian chicks are cool that's, as shit. That's, that's what it is. No, you're absolutely right. It's Manitoba. It it's absolutely is. All right, Kiefer, I knew Kiefer was going to bring that up, because that's his theory on <laughs> any successful racer right now. <laughs> hey, but somebody in the press conference kind of asked you about, you know, showing your old team, you know, what was up, and they shouldn't have given up on you, and this and that, and I liked your answer where you were like, no... Like those guys are great. They Ziggy and, and and Geico guys did a lot for you, and it was time to move on. And you're happy at JGR, but this wasn't like an in-your-face Geico at all. They did a lot for you, and I liked your answer. You know, you were staying classy no, on that. Yeah. Yeah, and like I said, like the ego and all of us. Like, yeah, I wanted to go out there and, and beat those Geico guys, and deep down inside it, it it gives me motivation to try and do that. But it's not just the Geico guys. There's ten other factory guys, and even the privateers are good. So yep. I'm just going out there to try to win. I'm not trying to prove a point to anyone but myself. Yep. And when you start looking at life that way and just trying to do things for yourself, it, it changes. And not necessarily myself, but the group of people around me to see JGR and their reaction after, to see my family was there this weekend and just see how happy it made everyone for me to get up on that podium. It was like, okay, I need to do this more and yeah. keep this morale up and keep everyone happy. And yeah, I just, I, I'm not going to badmouth Geico without them giving me an opportunity two years ago. I would I would not be on JGR right now. I would yep. not be in the position I'm in. I wouldn't, and I, he totally set me up to to bash them. And I just no, I liked I've, it. Yeah, I've, <laughs> I've learned a lot about stuff like that in the way, and even felt educated us before a one on some of the questions like that. And I just think it's bad to badmouth someone that I wouldn't be in a position for me to. I would uh, not. I'm not in a position to badmouth them. You know what yeah, I mean? They. I think they, they did a lot for you. Yeah, they, I really do. They yeah. stuck behind me longer than they even should have. You know, like. It's unfortunate for them that, I mean, I got better this year and I got my first podium now yeah. on a different brand, but yeah. it, that's, that's how racing works. And I just, I gel with this new team. I gel with J-Bone and all these guys. And I just think we have a cool, yeah, a cool atmosphere here that I really like. They're a good bunch of dudes. It was Barsha, uh, Mark's reminds us. Barsha was the last guy. Yeah, exactly. Home life. Home life. Correct. Home life. You, you started talking about Barsha. Um, all right, let's get some phone calls for you, Jimmy. You got a lot of all these okay. very popular. Uh, Rob, what is uh, happening with you, Rob? Thanks for calling the Pulp Show. What's your question for Jimmy? Rob, you there? Uh, hey, Jimmy. Yeah, yeah I'm here. Uh, Jimmy, uh, I was a dude that won your jersey today. Oh, oh sweet. okay. I'm ship yeah. I'm shipping it out to to Mooresville tomorrow. It's about going to yeah, go about very two nice. miles and be at your Local house. Mooresville. <laughs> yeah, man. He's going to deliver uh, it. Cool. He'll deliver it right to your house. I You're can, in Mooresville. I can hand deliver it on the yeah, way to the track tomorrow. You can just drive it right by. Yeah, exactly. Um, 
Yeah, I met you guys over at uh, at the uh, Supercross track over here in uh, the, the JGR uh, complex there. It's pretty cool. You're oh, one of the coolest That's crazy. There. That's like how it came By the way, man. I pulled, your name out of, that I pulled your name out of the hat. Oh, it was, pull, cool. it was totally random, and, and it was a guy that in Mooresville. Like yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Well, well I, I sell merchandise on my website, and yep. anyone, basically, if you purchase something from now till Saturday, yep. um, you, you're entered to win my, my jersey from the main event. So that was how it went last week, and you know, Rob purchased something leading up to the race or the night of the race. And this morning I woke up and me and Jamie wrote all the names of everyone that purchased merchandise and we pulled the hat, pulled the name and it was his. Oh, so. cool. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. And, uh, yeah, that's cool. And, uh, you know, a lot of guys are giving me a little shit on, uh, on your website about, uh, you know, Giving your uh, race worn jersey away, that, that's, uh, oh, that's you know, something special you should keep. But, uh, you nah, know, I, mean, I like that. That's good. You know, if, if, I mean, if that's something you want yeah. to keep, just send me a replica. You know what I mean? I appreciate that a lot. And, I mean, I'm I'm going to be a man of my word. I never – I didn't know going into the race I was going to get a podium or just how I, I could have won. I don't I don't know, you know. And well, I I made that – that's part of the deal. If you get the merchandise and you, you want to support me, I'm going to support you. And, yeah, some guy commented on my picture and was like, I can't believe you're giving your memorabilia away. I'm like, yeah, but I you got get, my goggles. You get many jerseys. I got my goggles. Yeah. I got the trophy. I got – Right. I got – Bunch of cool stuff. I got the champagne bottle. You got the check. The check's going to come soon. I, yeah, I got I got everything I need, you know, and I'm thankful that yeah. FXR agreed to allow me to give the jersey away. And No, it's – the guy was all butthurt about me giving away my memorabilia, and I was like, honestly, man, if you're going to come on here and, like, yeah. I was like, hate only hate only brings all of us down. Second of all, it's my jersey. I'll be yeah, whatever it. I want. Suck it. Yeah, unless, Andy, unless Andy White or Milk calls me and says, don't give that jersey away. Right. We want it for FXR. It's gone, you um, know, and that's just – yeah. How it goes. Thanks, Rob. Thanks for the call. Okay. Uh, Kiefer, Jimmy D, was there a lot of Jimmy D hype at the FXR launch you went to? No, we didn't talk about shit about Jimmy. You didn't? No, okay. absolutely not. No, nah, they were pissed because he wasn't there. Oh, I know. They, I, I <laughs> heard, all Mike Brown. Dude, I heard they wanted you guys there, and I'm like, they're not showing up no. the week before the opener. Dude, they're so stoked <laughs> to have Jimmy. They're like, and just think about this. I, t- I told Heather this when I watched the race. FXR has never podiumed ever, and this is the biggest rider they yeah. have. So how cool is that for both for both guys, Jimmy and You know what? And I didn't FXR. think about that. Sure, that's FXR's first ever podium. I mean, it, yeah. It, it was a, a ride helmet's first 250 podium since 2006. Yeah. And, so, I mean, it was first podium for me. It was just a cool thing for every – I mean, I promised these guys going into the season, I was like, I'm going to get you guys a podium. And to do it at the first, first round, round yeah. stick by my word, I was like, okay, that that felt good. Yeah, it's good for those guys, for sure. I mean, I'm one of those guys, Jimmy, that, you know, doubted that bike and didn't like Hill going there. And I know I, you did. Yeah, Everyone yeah. did. I, and I don't blame you guys. Yeah, yeah. Right, ride the stock I get one. it. I get it. But <laughs> give us a chance. Like, right. everyone was doubting, doubting Hill, and, like, everyone thinks he changed something before his podium. He made his bike change after A1. Yeah. And then he rode four weekends and then got on the podium and then won. It's just... I don't know. I think for Hill, a lot of it was just all that talk of people being negative, and you don't even realize that a negative, like, it yeah. affects you. If you even if you're just reading it, it affects you. Sure, sure. So, like, I, I just think that's what it was. And eventually, he's like, you know what, this bike good, and he started riding like himself, and it started coming together. And he was like, okay, I'm, I'm good. And even J Bone said after San Diego, was like, the bike can win. See, and I was like, J Bone, I knew this bike <laughs> could win. Yeah. The moment I rode it and felt the engine. Yeah. I was like, you know, I knew we had a fast bike, and I knew the thing turns good. I know it handles, so I'm like, I know we can win on this bike, and that's, it was just, 
I just knew it, no matter whether Hill got a podium or not. Right. I, I felt like I could still no, run I, up front hey, on this bike. I've had off-the-record conversations with Phil. I mean, we're pretty tight, and feels like the bike's better, dude. The bike is better than last year. It's good. You know, I mean, Phil never once said, "Ah, oh, this thing's garbage." Even that's Phil, neg- right. negative Phil. And Phil, and yeah. Phil's negative. Yeah, Phil right. would be the first person to tell you it's garbage. No, yeah, off the record, he's like, "No, it's better. It's good." You and, know what I mean? So. And the thing is, too, those guys at J, they have some some of the best dudes at JJR they to do. build stuff. They do. Um, all right, let's get some phone calls. We got lots of calls for Jimmy D. Uh, Dan, what's up? What's your question for Jimmy D? Hey, I was uh, watching Jimmy on the uh, podium and during the press conference, and uh, you look really thin, look really in shape. I, I just wanted to view the fittest you've ever been in your racing career, and I'm hoping that uh, it'll translate to a win for you. Yeah, I, I would say it just it, the only thing I've changed, like, yeah, I started working with Swanee and Seth uh, almost two years now, technically, but um, the diet, you know, when I got Lyme disease, I, I talked to Dr. Corey King, and I had to make so many different changes to my lifestyle, man. I used to come off the track, go to go to Jersey Mike's and eat a steak and cheese sub. Yeah. <laughs> like, I used to wake up and eat, like, pancakes and just this terrible food. Yeah. All this gluten, all this cheese, and, like, it just kills your body. And, like, I'm so many people disagree with me and think I'm like Rhino preaching about the no gluten stuff. But <laughs> I haven't eaten gluten in over a year. If I do, I suffer bad. If I mess up and eat cheese, I'm in trouble. So, like, no soy, no cheese, no dairy, no coffee, no booze, none of that. Wow. Oh, my God. All, all it does is inflame my body that so, had Lyme disease in it. So g- give it us can a- potentially bring me work it can get me worse so i I can't take any chances and the funny thing you say that is friday night before the race we went to like a hibachi place yep and i got chicken and rice and vegetables and the guy put soy sauce all over everything i'm like oh yeah i can't i can't eat that can you redo it so then he did he redo redoes it then he puts butter all over everything (laughs) i I can't do the butter (laughs) then he redoes it again puts the teriyaki sauce on the chicken i'm like i'm going to chipotle i can't do this and the guy finally was like no i'll make it right and i just said Plain, everything plain. Oh and man! And then at the, at the end of it, he's like, "Pepper? Can I put pepper?" I'm like, "You can put pepper on it, man. Thank you." <laughs> uh, thanks, uh, thanks, Dan. Appreciate the call, man. Thank you. Hey, go back to the this way, Jimmy. Jimmy, yeah, how, how does much. how does Seth like? How does he have time to train you? Like, he's got so many chicks everywhere. Oh my god! I, he's probably uh, banging chicks all the time. Dude. How does he? How does he manage to train you, man? He just wakes up after it, and he just keeps on plugging away, man. Dude, my mom was here, and she's I mean, like, Seth's a good-looking man. What about my mom oh, giving BJ? That's Seth. That's oh. what we call him. And he always says, oh, I'm like, he's like, oh, dude, I'm having trouble. I'm struggling. I'm like, to yeah. Me, to me, though, like, I knew Seth when he was a grind ball like myself like, right. back in the day. Like, uh-huh. I, I know the real Seth, you know what I mean? So he, he doesn't, he's not as sexy to me. Hey, hey, a quick story about Seth. So Heather's working, and she does nails. She's following some girl's nails, and... With, they somehow got on dirt bike dudes, and she's like, oh, I know a cute guy. Let me show you a picture. She shows Seth. Yeah, shows Seth. Boom. What's his number? Boom. She got his number. They're talking already. I'm no like, way. How the fuck does that no. happen? Oh, yeah. Way. I'm like, uh, shit. Uh, Seth is just, seriously, it must be so hard to go through life as Seth Rarick. Um, you do. Yeah, being seriously, like, you yeah. just wake up, you train a bunch of knuckleheads like us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> bark, bark us around. Tell us to do how many laps you got to do. Yeah. Get all these girls and then just walk around the pit lay, like a big shot. Lay pipe all night long and get up and all repeat. Day. Yeah, get up and repeat. Yeah. Do um, runs and cycle and live the life. All right, Jason, what's up? What do you want to say to Jimmy D? Jason, you there? Hello. Yeah, I'm here, Jimmy D. 
Yo, how you doing, bro? I've been watching you for a long time, man. We used to go to Southwick and watch you rip the YZ85, number three. Yeah, high. thank you. That's right. That's the like, that's throwback number right there. Yeah. That's it. Three wide, bro. But congrats, man. And uh, I just wanted to, I guess I got to throw a question out there. So I'm on the West Coast now. Are you going to be hitting motocross or what? Yep. Yeah, I'm doing motocross. I'll be at all 12. I'll be at all 12 rounds. Well, I'll check in at Hangtown, man. I'll come see you. Awesome. Thanks, man. Yeah, Appreciate awesome. it. Uh, let's go. Speaking of New England, we got a guy from New England, Mike. Mike, what's up? You want to talk to, to Jimmy D? Hey, Jimmy. How you doing? How's it going, Mike? It's going well. I uh, You don't know me, but I used to ride at Chad Charbonneau's all the time. Yeah, I know Charbonneau's track. That was the best yeah. track in New England. Such a shame it's gone. I know, but how rough was that track? And that was the roughest track ever. That was when I had my worst days riding a dirt bike ever. <laughs> I know. I know. That's what Ziggy would want to strangle me. was great. That's what he'd want to strangle me out there at Chad's because I just couldn't get comfortable because the track's so rough. I don't yeah. care if you you put the best suspension in the world. not going to work. Yeah, like, I remember uh, Charbonneau showed, showed up a gopher out of the blue and got, like, second or third or whatever. Like, everybody's like, huh? Yeah, Charbonneau was so talented, man. Yeah. That guy was good on a dirt bike. He really uh, was. Uh, all right, anything else, Mike? No, I just wanted to say hi and, um, you know, thanks for holding the flag for New England, for sure. Trying, trying to do my best. Uh, thanks, Mike. Right, man. Appreciate it. Right. Jimmy, what is JoJo doing? What is JoJo um, up to? JoJo texted me last night, actually. I talked to him for a little bit. Uh, I don't know exactly what he's doing, but he stays in touch. We small talk a little bit. He hits me up every now and then, too. Joe, gotta love JoJo. You know who loves JoJo is Jim Hawley. Oh, I bet. <laughs> Jim Holly and he JoJo. He loves JoJo. Every time I see Jim Holly, we talk about JoJo. Dude. Every single time. Red Dog said JoJo's like his hero. Like when he was a kid, JoJo would be down in the Florida Winter Series just, just whooping up on everybody when Ferry was he, a kid. He's, he's so talented. It's crazy. Like I was on 80s one year. He showed up at my house, and he wheelied my YZ80 up the street, and it was in like Sound like it was in fifth gear bogging and just oh, just hanging a wheelie all the way up and down my street for ten minutes straight. I'm like, yeah, the thing's not even making power. How are you even doing this? Uh, I did a, just manually it. I did a podcast with him maybe a year ago or so. It was great. It was epic. Oh, so, dude, he's awesome. Uh, Does he still good, ride? Good heart. No, he doesn't ride anymore. He was working at a golf course then. Yeah, uh, I've seen him riding like three or four, maybe five years ago. And he was ripping. Like, <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, I. You've never seen someone go that fast for his size. It was amazing. Uh, Kevin, what's up? What do you want to uh, What do you want to talk to Jimmy D about? Yeah, Jimmy, you might know me. Uh, I went to one of your riding classes up there, MX two hundred seven. I also got the privilege of meeting you at uh, NHMX. Yeah, what, you don't remember Kevin, what's me. your last name? Dolson, D O S O N. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly who you are. Yeah, I just wanted to say I, I don't uh, remember names down very there well. You really oh. were. I just wanted to say oh, thanks, down there if you really were and. How, uh, yeah, I just, yeah, you're my idol, man. I mean, you, you, <laughs> nice, as, you, you. as a New Englander, you know, we all look up to you. You're our rider, you know. I just want to say how proud of each one of us are of you and that, uh, man, you're the ripper. Nah, nice, That's Kevin. right. No, nah, thank you. I, I appreciate that. And, I mean, I'm not a hero. I'm just, I'm just another guy. I just happen to ride a dirt bike, you know. So I, I try to treat people the way I I'd want to be treated when I was a kid and the way Dowdy treated yeah. me when I looked up to him and same with Treadwell and all those guys from New England that I looked up to. Yeah, they're, you know, they're, I try to right. be like those guys and just be a normal person because that's really, in the end of the day, when all this stuff's over, dirt bikes, I mean, it's it, we're all right, going, yeah. we're all dying, man. We're not, nothing special. Uh, 
Thanks, Great. Kevin. Thanks, man. Nice call. Yeah, yeah thank you. Man. Later, thank Kevin. You. Uh, Jimmy, rank the top four New England riders of all time. Ooh. Oh, Give me I the... got to put Jim, Jim Meenan in there for sure. That guy was a bad dude. Yeah, a good, good pull. I mean, right, he was, yeah. And then, I don't know, dude. I don't know, like, the older, older guys that were really good, but obviously, like. Dowdy, Henry. You got to go with Dowdy. You got to go with Henry. Um, I know I'm going to miss someone. Get, get, you got to go with JoJo, I feel like. Right. I don't really know. KJ. Like Treadwell. KJ, Treadwell, KJ. Barton. Yeah, Barton. Yeah, Barton. Oh, Barton. All those yeah, guys good one. Good. Pat Barton? Pat Barton, yeah. Yep, Pat yeah. Barton. Yeah. Pat still rides. He still rips, too. Uh, a few He's more. still got the sickest bike out there, too. <laughs> a few more questions for you here, Jimmy. We've got a lot of people on the line for you. Uh, Rich, what's up? What do you want to talk to Jimmy D about? Hey, what's up, Mathis, Jimmy, Kiefer, Kiefer's chick? I got a, I got a question. Uh, so I thought Jamie hates when people call, like when I call my friends chick, they're like, that's the chick, or anyone's chick. It's like, they have a name, okay? Oh, boy. Well, <laughs> you called him chick. You called her chick. He I, did. I he did. He said, is, is your chick right there? He did say that, Jimmy. I started it. I started right. it. Okay, what's You're up? Right. What's um, up? So I was at Arlington this weekend, and I was just wondering when you get through, you got through all that that carnage, does that change your mindset? Does that, uh, you know, are you like, you know, panicking? Or are you, is it just the same old hit your lines, hit your marks? Or what goes through your mind when you see all that, when you came around the corner and you see all them dudes laying there? Um, first thing goes through my mind, I'm just thankful I wasn't totally involved. I mean, I had to do 180 and move around some bikes and come out pretty far in the back. But the first thing I think about is just me, my mechanic, and my pit board hitting my marks and looking at my times. I don't care if Forkner's down or if, if some privateer I don't know is down or who. I'm just out there. I'm basically racing my pit board, and that's all I can do. And that's all I did the whole main event, and I got pretty tight towards the middle. And then the only thing that changed the whole main event was when RJ crashed. That was, that's when I see my opportunity. And, you know, me and Bud Man have been working together. He's been awesome with helping JGR and helping me and Peters and Phil and Weston. Like, Budman's really, really smart when it comes to riding, and we just kind of have little tips to help me halfway through or five minutes to go. And, you know, when five minutes to go came, I really started to drop my times again, and then RJ happened to fall. And if I didn't have certain goals in my mind to, to push it at five minutes or, or do certain things, I wouldn't have been able to capitalize on RJ's crash. So, yeah, it's just basically a game plan I have in my head, and I try not to change it no matter what, what's happening. It's obviously hard when you're in a battle with guys and you're and you're racing. You don't you don't even look at that pit point at that point. But uh, I had some open track. I was kind of just hitting my marks and laying down the best times I could possibly lay down and have a goal lap time in my head of what I think the leaders are going to be at, what I got to be at. And that's pretty much it. Just keep plucking away and just do the best I can for 15 minutes. Nice, awesome job. Well, keep it up. Thanks, man. Thanks for the call. Yeah, thank Appreciate you. Appreciate it. Thank okay. you. All right, last caller for Jimmy D. Nash, what's up? Gentlemen. Gentlemen, how are you, Nash? Great. Jimmy D's on the line, brother. East Coast, East Coast. Uh, Nash, you cannot that's claim right. Jimmy. You are in Jersey. You cannot claim Jimmy. Yeah, that's what are you no, talking about, dude? No, you, you're Karsten. You, can, you, you got heart raft. You got heart raft. Heart raft. And heart, and dude, in the New Jersey train. Yeah, come on. Dude, heart raft is gnarly. That dude's got some speed. Jimmy he D. He does. I train, I train with him. He's a bad dude. He, he's he's got it. I, 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 that was an easy pick for me this week on my fantasy. I was talking to Travis, but I got Jimmy D on the phone. Yeah, yeah, keep going. Oh, but I picked Jimmy okay. D in fantasy, and he killed it for me. So I, oh, I, I got the most points this weekend, right? Uh no, I don't think you did, Travis. Who got the most points in the fifties? John Jimmy Short. Good. Oh, John Short. I, I Sean, D, John Hart Short. Did. 
John Short did. Why? Well, why have I, how does it work? Do you have a handicap or what? Is yeah, the yeah. Your handicap was zero, I believe, for Dakotas, right? Mm. Yes, I think it was zero because so he was not an all star. You were not an all star, so you needed Jim or Jimmy to go oh. higher than top ten I, and double. Then you would be double points. Oh, uh, okay. So, um, but then, but Sean Short was uh, probably 10. sixteen or something. Yeah, yeah he maxed out yep. at fifty two. Right. So Jimmy D got wow. Okay, that makes six. Yeah, you were forty six, and John Short maybe? was fifty two. Anyways, enough fantasy okay. talk. I love it. That's okay, Jimmy. You, you, you touched on a little bit with the Bud Man and working with the Bud Man. And yep. obviously the sprint component and these mental tricks that you've taught, what else has he really brought to the table for your program? I think with Bud Man, he's a shorter guy too. So mm. a lot of the tips that he uses to be better in whoops, be better in corners and stuff like that, it really relates mm-hmm. to me. And Bud Man mm-hmm. being as good as he was in arena cross, I think in being as good as he was in the whoops, that's the biggest thing that like I can relate to what he's saying and I, I trust in what he's saying. And Seth obviously trusts in what he's saying too, so we kind of have a little dynamic there. And the more, you know, I just started working with Budman as I've got on JGR, and the more I am around that guy, the more yeah. I'm like, wow, I need, I need to listen to this guy. And yep. Sometimes yeah. all of our ego gets in the way, and we think we know it all, and we don't listen mm. to some things. And he worked with me on some things on the start, and I doubted it. And then <laughs> after the first practice start we did, I'm like, you were right, Budman. Like, I got to do what you said. <laughs> really? That's it, funny. It, yeah. yeah, and it's just like it's it's trusting in someone that's helping yeah. you a lot. And, and that's kind of what I have right now around me. So I just got to learn like to trust you, even, even more in what I'm doing and what they're telling me. And uh, I think good things will come from it. I'll tell you what, uh, I've talked to guys for, I've worked with Budman, amateur kids and some pro guys at Budman and help before he did this move to JGR. And mm-hmm. they, I don't know, Kiefer, if you have too, but people really love Budman as a coach, whatever he's telling people, whatever he's doing, I, there's a lot of ex-pros that are coaching, and you know they certainly need to do yeah. something for a living, and I get that. Budman is one that I've heard consistently from guys being like, he really helps. He, he really uh, makes a difference. He uh, helped Aiden, my kid. Yep. Um, I was I ride at Mumford's a lot, and uh, he was out there yep. helping Carson. And, of course, my son doesn't listen to shit what I say, so right. I go, here. Mm-hmm. But he's like, no, here, let me help him. And, then, <laughs> and he came back, and he's like, Dad, buddy taught me this. And the next day I watched That's him ride, awesome. and he was a yeah. lot better. Yeah, Budman, I, hey, th- I think he's if, smart. If yeah. you told him that, he would never listen to you. Right. No, no, of course not. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. the way it always works. And, and Jimmy, I'm sure that Budman probably even transmitted a little information from a man known as Factory. Oh, Phil. we got to go. Later, Nash. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> Nash, Na- Nash is a f- Factory Phil. I knew, we knew he'd get Factory Phil yeah, in there. Yeah, of course. Uh, hey, uh, Jimmy, uh, before we let you go here on the show, brought to you by Vortex yep. Racing, by the way. Email Jake at VortexRacing.com for a hell of a deal from the same Sprockets, Barsha, and, uh, and Web use. But uh, Jimmy, you've never really, I don't think, Correct me if I'm wrong. You've never really had a full guaranteed Jimmy D. You're doing outdoors with us all year long kind of opportunity like this. So mm-hmm. with your outdoor results, they've been up and down over the years. This has got to help you in the sense that you know you're going outdoor racing for JGR for the whole 12 rounds. Yeah, and let's be honest, they've been pretty down. They haven't been that up in the outdoors. But okay, all right. I think okay. <laughs> if we're gonna we're gonna be we're gonna be hard. If we're gonna be honest. No, right? I, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I did a lot of years as a privateer driving to the rounds. Like, at that point, you might as well not even go out there because you don't – yeah, I scored points and this cool accomplishment as I was a privateer and stuff. But, like, to do what I want to do and where I'm at, like, you can't you can't do it like that. And Geico, one year I did it coming off an elbow, a dislocated elbow, came mm-hmm. in the last four rounds unprepared. Yep. Last year I came in with Lyme disease and tried to race, and I got an 11th at Glen Helen. I was 
pretty good. Actually, I was in ninth the whole moto, and mm-hmm. I felt pretty decent from what I was actually feeling. You know, I felt like I was riding good during the week and stuff. And I don't know. I just haven't been able to just pluck away every weekend and build and build and build. And I think that's that's what I have this year, and right. I have a good mindset. And whether I go out to Hangtown this year and, and blow it or do great, I have an opportunity to go next weekend yeah. and race. It's yep. not like yep. – do or die, and I think that that changes everything. You know, some guys thrive on that, but for me to know I can just keep building and building, and if I have an issue, these guys don't. They encourage you. They build you up. It's it's different than what I've seen before. You know, if, like with Peters this week, they encouraged him. They built him up. We picked out all the positives Kyle did. He just right. had a couple crashes. He still rode good. You don't see that from a lot of teams. And mm-hmm. for me, I'm gonna I'm a person that that if you hit me negatively and harsh, I don't I don't respond well. Yeah. You come at me with positives and good things, and I think that's what's right. going to be the biggest thing for me this year. But yeah, I gotta, I gotta step my my outdoor game up this year for sure, and that's that's a big plan and goal of mine. And that was what I told J Bone, and you know, I, I didn't get any extra money to do outdoors. I just told him I want to do outdoors basically yeah. for free. Yeah, just get me to the rounds and and let me prove myself, and hopefully I can do that and and become a, you know a full-time next year 250 rider and then eventually move up to 450 on JGR. That'd be a good good game plan for me. Yeah, absolutely. Kiefer, question for Jimmy? Yeah, I guess I've never really heard how you got Lyme. And I want to know, I guess every time I hear you talk about it, you're really passionate about it, obviously, because it's hit you yeah. and it has affected you. And I'm curious, how did one, how did you get it? And two, you get, what, do you, what, what, what does it do to you? So give me an explanation of what it do, does to you day in and day out. All right, so you get you get it get it from a tick. You can potentially get it from a flea. You can get it from any type of insect that has bitten a deer or bitten anything, and it's it's in your blood. And like if you got a, re- I can't really explain it. I'm not an expert on it, but so what it is is it's it's the almost these little, they look like spiral type, little white things that dig into your whole body. When it gets in your bloodstream, it just burrows itself into your body, and immediately your body reacts to it. And it inflames your entire body. So most people that have it, they have chronic pain, chronic fatigue, and if it gets in your head, then that's where I had it. Was it gets, it just, it makes you so depressed. You don't, Jeez. it, it eats your whatever makes you happy. I take it endorphins yeah, and yeah. it eats those basically, and just it swallows your whole life up. Like, and that's why a lot of people with Lyme struggle because they don't clean their diet up. So they eat cheese, inflames your body. They eat dairy, yep. dairy say that they eat gluten, inflames your body. Coffee is good for you if you're not, if you don't have Lyme disease. Alcohol, all that stuff. You know what I mean? Like it's, so it's you okay never, sometimes in you moderation, never, but you never get rid of it. Is what you're saying? You still have it. You just kind gotta, of. You yeah. can get. You can get rid of it. No, you can get okay. rid of it. You got to do intravenous antibiotics, but. Okay. I can't tell at the moment if it's completely gone or right, if it's right. dormant or not. So yeah, that's yeah. why I take all the precautions to make right. sure I'm eating correctly, sleeping, recovery, all that stuff. And, I mean, so many people are like, man, you're so dedicated to this year, like your diet. And I'm like, I'm dedicated for, like, talking about yeah, racing. I'm, like, yeah, I'm, dedicated to being, yeah. I'm dedicated to my life to be happy. I want to be happy every day. I want to yeah. be, I want to wake up and not be like, oh, another day riding. Like, that's how I was on Geico last year. I got through it and I yeah. had good days and some days I shine, but like I was a mess inside. I was just going through the motions and I was like, it, it took me a while to be like, okay, why am I upset? You know what I mean? Like there's something wrong right now. Right. And that was kind of where I, I reached out to my doctor and we thought it was Epstein bar. And I'm like, great. Everyone just yeah. pulls us Ep- that Epstein bar excuse. Here we go. And <laughs> I, I even told them, I'm like, I don't think I have Epstein bar. Like yeah. I, there's something else wrong because it's mentally affecting me. 
and it kind of all came together at one time. Like one of my friends from back home that was working with a Lyme specialist, he like texted me. He's like, Hey man, he's like, I think you have Lyme disease. Oh, no way. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And then my doctor texted me 10 minutes later and he's like, he's like, Hey, you've ever been bitten by a tick? And I just, it all hit me at once. I'm like, I have Lyme. Wow. And we went and got tested and everything. And yeah, I was on antibiotics for four months. So that was the hardest part was getting off the antibiotics and then repairing my body from them because those things wreck your body. Has anybody, like I couldn't eat. I couldn't do anything on those. Has anybody checked Phil for Lyme disease with the depression <laughs> and they're grabbing a hold of your brain? Dude, anybody? a lot of people, there's a lot of people in the world, in New England especially, in states that have, have a lot yeah. of wooded areas, Canada, Yeah, a lot of people that struggle with depression, that struggle with inflammation in their body and they have no clue they have Lyme disease and they've been living with it for years. Yeah, I for bet. years uh, yeah, and they yeah. don't know. Can you get a test? Is it a simple uh, blood you test? You can get a yep. test. You just you, yeah, you get a blood test basically. Okay. I think it's an Igenics test and that's basically how you find out. Well, and there's so many different things to help you but it's it's such a it's a process. Like I'll battle right. this for the rest of my life. Like I'll never be able to eat bread again or cheese. That's that's I'll, it's eliminated. Uh, maybe if someone, I eat that stuff, I'm done. Maybe someone listening will be able to, you know. Yeah, right, man. Like, help someone. Yeah, like maybe you'll be able I to help hope somebody. So. I yeah. mean, that, yeah. that's the plan. If someone's, like, been struggling for a while, and like, well, maybe I should go get a test or something. That's why I promote it. Phil is the worst. Phil gives me shit. <laughs> if you say one more thing about Lyme disease, I don't, nobody cares. No one cares. <laughs> oh, no. You know, he already Phil, made a dude. crack to me. He said, oh, all Jimmy D does is talk about how he had Lyme disease. <laughs> oh, that's it. And, like, I, people say shit all the time, oh, I'll just get Lyme disease and take the summer off. And I'm like, dude, we didn't lay in bed for Jesus. three months dying. I'd go out in the California heat and just melt because the yeah. antibiotics. Like, yeah. I could not even be in the sun. I'm like, I'm like, dude, you don't get it. And that's why I preach it because I know what place I was in mentally last year and, like, the year before that. And I'm like, I I feel sorry if anyone's in that place. And, like, they yeah. need to go out and find a doctor and do it right. right. So. Well, uh, it, it, it's hard, but that's, yeah. that's life. God you know, bless. Goes <laughs> uh, well, thanks for coming on, man. I really yeah. appreciate it. Great job in uh, in Dallas. Um, like was I said, it great you, though. Or are you guys just going to con- dis- continue to discredit me all the time? No, I I, 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 I said so. I don't know. I said <laughs> I said you were fast all day. You were. You were that's good all day. Thing. That's the thing that I, I fight for myself. Is like I was on pace all day. Yeah. See, one thing about qualified fifteen. No, no, you, you were. I was. No, I was on pain. Go like, check the Eraser X Twitter. I'm the one in all caps saying Jimmy D. You were, you were. You did. <laughs> hey. Jimmy D looks comfy today. Yeah. What was it? Was it the heat race or the main where you scrubbed the shit out of the triple? And I thought, oh boy, he's going to freaking scrub it too hard. And it looked insane, dude. Like, yes. And I almost cried. It was a jump before the triple. And yes. I died. Oh. So bad. Yeah, oh, that was gnarly. Well, because all day everyone's hyped me up. Like, you're so good in that section. You're scrubbing that section. <laughs> so, like, I get next to the guy. I'm like, oh yeah, here's my spot. And then all of a sudden I'm sideways. So I'm like, Here's my spot. I got a little too cocky here. What am I doing? Yeah. Um, No, man, great job. Thank you for coming on the show. Yeah, Um, thanks for having me. Say hi to your chick for us. No, just kidding. Say hi to Jamie. (laughs) Just kidding. That's right. Um, That's right. uh, And, and yeah, uh, good job. And we'll see you this weekend in Tampa. Keep it up. Uh, Happy for you and the JGR guys, for sure. They're good people. If you guys need someone to marry you and Jamie, let me know. I'll get ordained, and I'll do it all up for you guys. Well, here we go. Down. I'm down. We're probably going to do it in Canada anyway. Yeah. Oh, but that's what I do. want to come up and yeah, yeah, you know, the exchange rate's pretty cheap. Right <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, man. Thanks, Jimmy D. Thank you, man. Yeah, later, guys. Later, All right, see you. Jimmy D, everybody. Saw the phone calls we had. Lines are full. Dude, still. People a lot love of people, people called for him. People love Jimmy D. They want to know him. why? Because he's a real dude. He's hey, just straight up. He's got Lyme disease. Do you think Rarick has, like, poontang disease? He's got some vagina disease. There's probably. so much of it. Dude. He just gets... I'm telling you right now, Mathis. 
Heather showed the picture of the chick. Chick says, oh, yes, give me the number. No, I, I yeah. Yeah, you like that? Yeah, whatever. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, my, my mom would be the same way if she was 50 years younger. Must be nice. Uh, Tommy, what's up, man? How are you? Hey, first off, I got to give it up to Dark Side for calling out the Steve Master Sperms. In yeah. The, uh, yeah. Conference. He did. And what did, uh, when Moosehan asked you um, if you were like the Bull Burns and Nets, what did y'all say back? You couldn't hear it in oh. the video. Oh, I just said, yeah. I, I, I'd given the mic back already, so I didn't know he was going to ask oh. me a question. Um, yeah, I said I liked them. Uh, I'm a big fan of them, obviously. You know, okay, so. got you. Because it seemed like everybody was just kind of like cheesing up there and didn't really know. It seemed kind of awkward, you know. I didn't know what was going on. Yeah, I uh, no, that that was it. I, Eli said he liked them and everything else, and and you know, I mean, I, I mean, obviously, I don't think Feld put them in because of me, but it's something that I've been ranting about for years, you know. Um, and so, like, I just felt it would be funny if I asked them, you know. That's all. Uh, yeah, but I, but awesome. but I was really genuine and curious about what they thought of that, you know, if they even noticed it, you know, like I don't know, so. Yeah, me me too. And I thought they kind of dodged around, like when Darkside asked the question about like all the changes, yeah. they kind of dodged around some of the stuff. Like they didn't really want to talk about it. But, yeah, I just yeah. think it's you know those guys in the, yeah, they, it's a little awkward. They don't quite know what to say or what, whose turn is it. When you ask all three guys, you know sometimes it's a little weird. So, um, yeah, yeah. But anything else? No, that's it. Man. All right, thank you. Appreciate it. Right, thank you, Chris. What's up, man? How are you? I'm good. How are you guys? What's happening? Hey, I just wanted to ask kind of what everybody's opinion was of uh, Osby going into the first turn and just crushing everybody. Hmm. Yeah, I, I wasn't. We did our re- Racer X review pod. Uh, check that out. I I thought, yeah, I don't think he's entirely to blame, but he's a good percentage of that to blame for that crash. Um, he. Well, what's the blame pie? I would say it's 80-20. 80-20 for Osby and 20, 20% for Jordan Smith. But dude, he completely took out Pro Circuit's chance of well, yeah, no, title. No, no. Am, am, I, am I not correct? He, that's why it's eighty percent him blame pie. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I mean, dude, he he crushed Martin Davlos's chances yep. of a title this year. Mm, no, I wouldn't go that far. You're allowed to have a DNF uh, and still win the title because there's a there's a combined East West coming up. Uh, there's one more race added to the schedule, so. With Vegas over the years, you can, okay, you so can win if the you're title. The pro, I'm sorry. I'm, I didn't mean to talk over you, Steve, but if you're the pro circuit guys, <laughs> I mean, how evil is that conversation that night? Yeah, it's not good, man, but it is racing. Kiefer, you've been there. It's racing. Yeah, it's, I mean, he's hyped up. He's uh, Osby's a good rider. Um, he has a chance to get in the top 10. I think so. And I think he saw maybe I could throw an elbow and then it will knock that guy straight. Well, I think uh, going that fast with the combination of not letting off, you see what happens. So I don't think Dude, he'll – here's the deal. He'll never do that again. I can guarantee you that. Yeah, yeah, I guess. that doesn't Because he's going to get ruined in the industry for that. No, nah, no, no, he won't. Nah, no, he won't. Nah, no, he won't. No, he won't. But oh, he's, dude, he's, come on, guys. <laughs> that's happened to a lot of guys over the years that people do that. He's not going to get ruined in the industry. Look at Freezy. He's still he's gonna get He's going to get stink eye from everybody. Nah. Nah. For a little uh, bit. He'll forget. Time yeah, heals. People will forget. I, I just uh, – what about, what about even McAdoo getting taken out in that thing? Yeah. Dude, what about everybody getting taken out on that thing? What about Forkner being mad at Osborne for taking him out? Wow. Um, you know? I don't know. It's racing a little bit. Like, 
Osby's just got to he's got to see Marty ahead of him. He sees RJ ahead of him. They're coming in from the outside. They're clearly a bike length ahead or more. And he's got to be like, wait, I'm on the inside. I can't carry momentum. And he, I have to stop. And he could creep around the inside of all those dudes because those guys are going to drift a little bit so he could salvage a well, top the next, five spot. the next corner was a right, so that would have been Oh, you're but, right. You're but right. you know what I mean? Still, though, like, he's got to be smarter for sure, Chris. Uh, yeah, he really does. Yeah, I mean, that's all I'm saying, guys, is that how much beef does everybody have to have with Osby I guarantee you no, there'll be, there'll be no beef. Nobody will say anything. Nothing will happen. And, you know, what if Osby just came out and said, you know what, I, I effed up, dude. It's my fault. My bad. Then, of course, you're going to forgive the kid. You yeah. know, he knows what he did. Yeah. But, Chris, well, you know what, boys, with my arena cross experience, we're going to have beef with that. I like that, Chris. If you If you like pull that, that in right. an arena cross move. Okay. Well, yeah. We're going to take care of that at the bar later that night. Wow. <laughs> I like that. I like that passion. Well, I don't want to go race the arena cross you're at then. I'm staying away. <laughs> Chris, you still, well, got, you still got a bike? You still ride? Oh, absolutely, dude. I've been riding forever. Well, all right. You want a Maxima oil kit? Maxima USA oil kit? Oh, dude, raw machine? Yeah, absolutely. Right? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, spending millions of dollars can get, can get a brand attached to a race series or a uh, sticker on a race bike, but they may or not be using the product. It can't buy heritage. Maxima USA defines aspirational because they've been there since the beginning, aspiring to be the greatest motorcycle oil in the world. MaximaUSA.com, year after year, voted the number one aftermarket oil in America. Maxima USA, the dogger uses it, Chris. That's all we need to know, right? That's it. Hey, Steve, I'm just going to tell you, I've worked for a lot of Iran Cross teams. We always use Maxima oils. Fantastic. Go. Good to hear. stuff out there, dude. Hey, dude, there's teams right now in the pits that are sponsored by other companies that use Maxima. I'm not even going to go there, but I know yes, what you're talking about. Exactly. Hey, so stay on the line. You got to pick a two-stroke or a four-stroke kit, and Travis will get your information. All right, man. Hey, you guys have a good night. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Appreciate it. Dude, uh, passionate. I like it. Snow. What's up, bro? What's up, man? Infama. He plays that damn. What's up, bro? All right. Quick question, guys. For you and Keith, for both. Going to Atlanta Supercross for the first time. I've been to, I'm actually from uh, Long Beach, um, but now I live in South Alabama. Lucky me. Oh, boy. That's, uh, a, that's a super easy to transition, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. A yeah. whopping city of 5,000 people. Is yeah. Great. yeah, Long um, Beach, same same kind of people around there, too, and all that. Yeah, yeah super similar. Yep. Very open-minded. Yes, yes. You know, yep. all that kind of stuff. Um, but going to ATL for the first time, as far as the area and what to do before and after the race, I mean, I'm the kind of guy that gets there, like, first thing as soon as they open the gates, right when they let me in there because I want to watch qualifying. I want to watch everything. And roam around the pit. Girlfriend's going for the first time to a Supercross, mm-hmm. and she's going to Atlanta for the first time. Oh, well. Want to show her a good time around Atlanta as well. What do you guys got? Stay in Buckhead. The Buckhead area is really cool. A bunch of bars and restaurants. It's a little bit of a drive to the Dome, but stay down there in Buckhead. Um, okay. And uh, got there early. The pits will be there'll be a big parking lot. I, I assume there'll be pits. Uh, you know, easy to get to. Uh, pits are always packed in Atlanta. So get there early. Walk around. Look at all the teams and the riders. Get a hug from Seven Deuce Deuce. For sure, going to the Seven Deuce Deuce. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Kiefer and Heather will be there. His chick will be there too. So I'm with you, bro. I don't know nothing about it either. So yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. No, it, it'll be something new. I've been to ATL one time uh, for a concert, mm-hmm. or, um, but never for a Supercross. To the, it's Mercedes-Benz Dome now, from what I understand. Yeah, so. yeah, I've never, yeah brand new, new stadium. Me, so. That'll be bitching. No, yeah, just get there early, cool. man, and get, walk around and, and, you know, talk to – if you see anybody – most people are pretty cool and friendly if they're not that busy. Um, so get a chance. Just make sure you stay away from Seth Rarick and bring your chick. Yeah. Just, yeah, yeah. Well, from what I've heard, yeah, I still clear that one. I might not go home with a chick. Yeah, do right. not, yeah, do do not, not say, hey, uh, chick, I want to introduce you to this guy named Seth Rarick. Don't do that. It's yeah, bad, bad do news. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I might find out she's a pro-ho. Yep. I don't even know about it. Right, you don't even know. Um, <laughs> all right, man. Yeah, I didn't even, never even saw that comment. Uh, Keeper after dark, do I have to wait to the end for that one? Yeah, you're going to have to. It's too early for that right now. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, man. All right, no worries, man. You guys have a good night. All right, see, ya. see ya. All right, everybody, we'll take our first commercial break of the night. We're going to come back with uh, Benny Bloss, riding very well lately. Mm-hmm. Tall rider on the KTM. Is he tall? Yeah. <laughs> Are you kidding or no? Yeah, I'm kidding. Oh, oh okay. Uh, also, too, on PopUpMex.com, Chris Kiefer's column is up. Daytime program. Oh, it's up. It's up right there now. It is. So please check it out. We're going to go to commercial. Mark, so you got this? Commercial, and uh, we'll be right back. Benny Bloss, uh, Chris Wheeler, Jason Thomas, much more. All right, here's the commercial. Thanks. All of us have one thing in common. When it comes to leaning that bike into a corner, floating a dirt bike through the air, or blasting a sand berm in a UTV. And that is passion. At BTO Sports, our foundation is built around family, which allows us to offer unparalleled customer service. Knowing we share a common interest, we look forward to the weekend as much as you. So we offer three-day express on orders over $85. BTOsports.com is proud to be a premier source for motorsports parts and apparel for well over a decade. Due to our reputation for excellent customer service and great prices, from motocross to mountain bikes, sports bikes to UTVs, BTOsports.com has what you need because our passion reflects yours yeah that's right people that's van halen i want to tell you about my two favorite things in life van halen and fly racing flyracing.com they make much more than just moto gear mountain bike gear snowmobile gear hard parts they've got it flyracing.com the f2 carbon helmet it's as close to a factory bike as a helmet can get. It's out of the box and onto the racetrack ready helmet for guys like Millsaps, Baggett, Canard, and Pike. Carbon fiber, Kevlar, Coolmax, Mips. Fly Racing's F2 Carbon has 10 different graphic styles, 22 colorways. Go to your local dealer, get them from flyracing.com. Please check them out. A whole line of hard parts as well. Flyracing.com. Everybody knows Racetech is the number one place to go for your suspension. Everybody knows that if you go Pulp MX 17, you get a discount at Racetech.com. But besides that, did you know Racetech? They are now the home of engines as well. Racetech suspension and engines, great guys. They've done a lot of great work for the, uh, a lot of privateers and, and different riders in the pits with their motor work. Precision engine services are dyno, flow bench, and then track tested to provide maximum performance and reliability. The Racetech Engine Services uses the industry's most desired state-of-the-art equipment and a championship-proven, experienced team. They're really pushing their engines, and they're really doing a good job down there, those people. What, think about how many years they've been doing incredible suspension. Well, they've added engine work to their program with guys that have been around the sport for a long time. Pulp MX 17 gets you a discount on their engine services, whatever it is. Rebuilds, performance, they can do it. Got four-stroke motor problems? Racetech.com, everybody. Check them out. 
Maxima Racing Oils was created for world-class racers who challenge the limits of possibility. Their demands on equipment drive us to look beyond conventional ideas and to exceed industry standards. It's in our DNA to identify problems, formulate solutions, and execute at the highest levels of competition. Case in point, the championship-winning Factory Kawasaki Race Team, longtime Maxima partners who extensively use Maxima throughout the bike. Maxima's USA-made products exceed JSO requirements and can be used in all motorcycle brands. Kawasaki, Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and more. Maxima Racing Oils. Experience the difference. Visit MaximaUSA.com for more information. The Rockstar Energy Husqvarna team relies on one company for all of its seat needs, and that's Guts Racing. We thank the folks at Guts Racing for coming on the show for a number of years now. Pulp MX 2018 is the code to save. Complete seats available for KTM and Huskies. Other brands will be added later. The Phantom Lightweight Seat Foam is the choice of seat foam for many teams in the pits. Kenny Roxon won a 450 National Championship using Guts products a couple years ago. And again, they've been with us for a number of years. Please check them out. Official supplier of the Rockstar Husky Husqvarna team for graphics. Live in 100 as well. And seats. Anything and everything to do with seats. Please check them out. GutsRacing.com. Pulpamex 2018 is the code to save. Hey, it's Mathis. RoostMX.net have been a big part of us, our show for a number of years, and we love those guys. A whole Pulp Nation section on their website. Pulp Nation code saves you 20% on there. They can make custom pulp graphics for you. Uh, they can also do shirts and hats of uh, anything you want. They can make custom graphics for your bike if you don't like pulp. And why? I mean, maybe you don't. Uh, they're also the official team sponsor for the Cycle Trader Rock River Yamaha team. And we have Alex Ray here in studio. Alex, uh, you love these guys. Yeah, love them. Shirts, hats, pit shirts, car wraps, yeah. everything. If you take some Cycle Trader uh, graphics off your motorcycle, will they stick to almost anything? They will stick to everything, bro. The best quality graphic out there. A-Ray 91 is the code to save, and we thank those guys. And again, check them out for the whole custom line. And uh, Alex Ray, you got one more thing to say? A-Ray 91 is the code, and if you don't use Rooster Max, then f*** you. I'm lost in Hi, Randy Richardson from Michelin here, and I'd like to thank the listeners for voting us as Pulpy Award winner for Best Sponsored Commercial for 2017. Dude, that's so fun. <laughs> I hope the Pulp Nation likes this year's commercial even more, and I'd like to share some information on our newest product for sport touring riders. That's old news, right? Actually, no. We still offer the Michelin Power RS for sport bike riders that we introduced in 2017. What I'm talking about is the all-new Michelin Road 5 tire. It features our latest patented technologies and is the new benchmark for wet grip in sport touring tires and provides maximum confidence in wet and dry conditions mile after mile. Visit MichelinMotorcycle.com for complete product information and third-party independent test results. Documentation. Proving that Michelin Road 5 tires outperform its major competitors in wet grip performance. Simply put, it's another innovative, industry-leading product from Michelin. I just want to hear the motocross stuff. Uh, thanks, Gringo, for interrupting me, just like Mathis does his guests. Uh, I just wanted the Pulp Mech Show listeners to know that in addition to the Michelin Starcross 5 tires, that Michelin also makes quality, performance products regardless of what type motorcycle you ride. 
from cruisers to sport touring, sport bikes, adventure touring motorcycles. You're bringing the ruckus to that. Whoa, easy, gringo. Yes, Michelin even makes tires for the Honda Ruckus, as well as many other scooter applications. I'm certain the Pulp MX show listeners know the key features and benefits of the Michelin Starcross 5 tires and how they're specifically designed for use in a broad range of conditions and terrain and are available in sand, soft, medium, and hard versions because there's one thing for sure. If you want something to get out, you tell Mathis. In addition to the exceptional performance and durability, the Michelin Starcross 5 tires feature a bead profile that makes them easier to install. In fact, there's a very high chance ability that you can install a new Michelin Starcross 5 tire in less time than it takes for a pizza to be delivered to your house. Easier mounting is always a good feature. True. Basically, even a retired racer who almost won a championship can almost install them himself, if he just would. Thanks again to the Pulp MX show listeners who purchased the Michelin Starcross 5 tires and given great feedback on them. If you're still thinking, I don't know, just ask a rider who has Michelin Starcross 5 tires on their bike. Follow us on Instagram on at Michelin Motorcycle and visit your local dealer or online retailer to purchase Michelin Starcross 5 tires. Thanks, and I hope you enjoyed our new commercial. That wasn't good or awesome. Well, I definitely was not going to let you sing. Want a chain and sprocket kit but aren't sure what you need? Then call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559 and get hooked up with a V3 performance kit. They have more gearing than your garage has room for. With over 30,000 possible gearing combinations, Vortex has the right gearing for any track condition. It's a ridiculous amount of gearing for nearly any bike. Join the ranks of Chad Reed and Cooper Webb on the factory Yamaha Supercross team at Rocka Vortex Sprocket. Available in red, black, blue, silver, and green. Yes, green. Call a doctor because things just got sick. Warning, may cause extraordinary power, excessive performance, and speed so fast your eyes will bleed. Call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559. Mention promo code PULPMX16 to get 40% off your next order. And don't forget to sign up for the Vortex Athlete Support Team for 2017. For more information, call 800-440-3559 or visit VortexRacing.com. Attention riders, welcome to Atlas Air Flight 604 with non-stop service to a better neck brace. Please follow along as we outline the safety features of this revolutionary device. Located on the underside of the frame is a convenient, easy open system. To fasten, simply insert the release bar into the left frame. To release, push the release button and pull the frame apart. We suggest that you keep your neck brace fastened throughout the duration of the moto, as you may experience an unexpected huckabuck from time to time. To ensure a safe ride, please keep your neck underextended at all times. In the likely event of an over-the-bars emergency, your brace will double as a suspension system. Although the Atlas brace will not be noticeable, it will be there when you need it. If you are riding with a child or someone who requires assistance, secure your brace first and then assist the other person with a prodigy, tyke, or brole. We ask that you keep your brace on until your moto is finished. Maximum surface area is located on your chest around the sternum, back around the spine, and up over your shoulders with extra padding over your collarbone. Should you need more, please request a Defender Roost Guard or Guardian Body Armor. We remind you that this is a non-rigid neck brace. Tampering with, disabling, or destroying the product is prohibited by the limited lifetime warranty. You will find this and all other safety information in the user manual located online at atlasbrace.com. At this time, we ask that you remain standing with throttles in the wide open position, elbows up, and two fingers on the clutch. On behalf of the captain and entire crew, thank you for flying Atlas Air. Enjoy the ride.
WUSA is the number one source for quality wheel sets and wheel building services. They are the exclusive importer for talent and kite hubs along with DID and Excel rims. Their wheels and wheel building services are trusted by the finest teams in the country. Teams like Factory KTM, JDR Suzuki, Rocky Mountain MCKTM, Rockstar Husky Star Racing Monster Energy Babbitts. They all trust up, yeah. No job is too big or too small. WUSA, everybody, we thank those guys for coming on board with us. Whatever you need for your wheels, hubs, wheel building services, they've got it. Mention Pulp MX when you call down there, and they'll give you a discount. They ship nationwide. Follow them on Facebook and Instagram at WUSA.com. WUSA, they're all things wheels. Do it. WUSA. Do it. Gear Alloy Wheels. Since introduced in 2004, the Gear Alloy brand has dominated the truck, SUV, and Jeep market with a wide range of styles, sizes, and finishes. Featuring unique, aggressive off-road styles, along with fashion-forward SUV styling for today's discriminating sport truck and off-road vehicle enthusiasts alike. Designed and engineered in SoCal in order to stay on trend with design. And sourced worldwide to ensure the highest quality, best-looking product available. With styles available in 16-inch through 22-inch diameters and 5, 6, and 8-lug applications, including 10-inch and 12-inch wide options. Whether you drive a Ford, Chevy, GMC, Dodge, Ram, Toyota, Nissan, or Jeep, there is a gear alloy wheel style for you with 20 different wheel styles to choose from in black, machined, milled, and chrome-plated finishes. Gear Alloy is a proud sponsor of the NFAB and Pro Yamaha GNCC race team. Be sure to check out all the gear alloy wheels at gearalloy.com or atdwheels.com. Get your trucking gear. Starting now, you can use the code PULPMX17 to save on Gear Alloy at SoCalSuperTrucks.com. Gear Alloy Wheels for your Jeep, truck, or SUV. Get your trucking gear. Back in 1989, Works Connection owner Eric Phipps was trying to find a skid plate for his own bike, but he couldn't find one that was as cool as the ones he had seen on the factory bikes. They say that necessity is the mother of invention, so he decided to build his own, and as they say, the rest is history. 29 years later and still located in Northern California, Eric and his crew are still supplying factory-level racing parts to race teams, pro riders, amateurs, and everyday riders who demand the best. Tested and trusted by JGR Suzuki, Star Racing, Moto Concepts, Babbitt's Kawasaki, and Hep Racing are just some of the teams that rely on work connection for their racing needs. From their pro-launch start devices, radiator braces, hour meters, and of course, skid plates, along with a ton of other cool products, Works Connection has you covered. Check out their all-new website for 2018 at worksconnection.com. Over 65 years ago, Vertex Pistons was born out of a small technical workshop in northern Italy's famous Motor Valley. 
Expanding and maturing among the racing legends of Ferrari, Lamborghini, MV Augusta and Ducati, today Vertex Pistons are the pistons of choice for motorcycle riders and teams throughout the world. Because of their renowned reputation for exceptional quality, Vertex Pistons is a factory piston supplier to KTM, Husqvarna, Beta, Gas Gas, and TM. From the Motocross, Supercross, MXGP, GNCC, National, and World Enduro Series, you can find Vertex Pistons winning championships. Vertex Pistons strives to provide you with world-class factory technology at a very competitive price. No matter which brand of bike you ride, when it's time to rebuild your top end, Vertex Pistons will have your engine performing better than new. To see our full range of two-stroke and four-stroke pistons in replica, high compression, or GP-style configurations, visit us at vertexpistons.com or stop into your local dealer and ask for a Vertex Piston Kit today. Tony, a trumpet, come on and spill some paint. Let's raise a glass of milk to the end of another day and to the kiss that's still intangible. And the kids are all right, just unmanageable. They won't do a damn thing, you say. Sound check this week. Oh, you're finally gonna do it. Yep. Zach is gonna run it. Zach is gonna run it. Ten songs. Okay, good. You narrowed it. How did that go? Are you angry about it? Yes, very angry. Good. I'm glad because I was angry. Oh, I'll part. This is you and me. Give me your opinion for you tenderly. Michelin Starcross 5, Kiefer. Yes, sir. I put a Michelin Starcross 5 on the back of my RM Army, and I have never been happier. You put it on? <laughs> Why you got to do that? Why can't you just He's go with it? it. I'm just trying to get feature. factual information to the people out there. Okay, I didn't mean it like... 
I physically put. I just meant I have it on, okay? And you should just, put we. Just fucking run with it. Okay, like, you go know, ahead. You know what I'm. So you put I the mean. Michelin Star Crest on, did you, Steve? It's excellent performance over a wide range of conditions and terrain, Kiefer. It's available in 21 sizes to ensure fitments for all uh, motocross, supercross, arena cross, off-road, and vintage bike applications. A few quotes from what Pulp Nation is saying about the Michelin Star Cross 5. Star Cross 5 is the best tire around. Although I'm a sponsored rider with another company, I can't wait to go back to my fave, Star Cross 5. Hands down, the best tire I've ridden. Wow. In addition to the Michelin Star Cross 5, Michelin offers a wide range of quality performance products for all types of bikes and scooters. Whether you own a cruiser, a sport bike, a sport touring, adventure touring, a scooter, go to MichelinMotorcycle.com. And please check out the Mission Star Cross 5, a tire that Chris Kiefer had a little something to do with. A little tiny bit. A little tiny bit to do with. Yes, sir. And uh, we thank everybody for listening. Uh, Pulp Mech Show presented by BTOSports.com and Fly Racing. All right, everybody. If you go by the uh, RMATV MC KTM team, you will see Blake Baggett there, and you will see another rider there. Right now, he is a rookie 450 rider. He is uh, learning the trade each and every week, getting better each and every week, even after an injury uh, kept him back a few weeks. Uh, we happy and pleased to bring our next guest on the show. He is uh, RMATV MC KTM rider Benny Bloss. Benny, what's up, man? How are you? Very good. How are you guys doing? We're good, man. Thank you for coming on. No problem. Thanks for having me. So... What do you think so far? Like, obviously, the crash at A1, you were riding very well, took some wind out of your sails, and you missed a race or two. You come back now. Do you, I mean, are you riding as good as you were before A1, or is it still, Benny, like a real bummer that you did that because now you're trying to catch up? Like, where are you at in, in, in for, as for, as a compared to when you came into the season? I feel like just last week, I would think it would be. I'm finally back to where I was before A1. Yeah, it yeah. was a couple rough, rough, rough weeks there for a little bit. But, <laughs> it uh, was, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it just seemed like every single time something would start to go right, then something would go wrong. Like I would get sick or mm-hmm. just something would happen. But, uh, no, I feel like I'm getting back to normal now. Definitely did not have the best weekend last weekend, but uh, hopefully I can turn around for this upcoming race. Yeah, you were supposed to come back at A2, and then did you get food poisoning? What'd you eat on Friday night? What was the deal? It was either food poisoning or just like a 24-hour virus type thing. Yeah. They weren't, they weren't sure at the hospital, but it was really, really bad. Did you? When did you start feeling it? Like on Friday afternoon or like Friday? About 5 a.m. Saturday morning. Uh, oh, no just, way. I just randomly woke up, and it was instantly horrible and i waited to go to the doctors until like i don't think i went to the hospital until like three o'clock in the afternoon and it was just horrible horrible all day and then i got to the hospital and it was great like i was good within an hour oh no way so from 5 a.m to 3 p.m it was unbelievably coming out both ends type sickness Yes. 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 That's exactly correct. Oh, dude, and, and like, <laughs> hey, and then how about when you like try to take a sip of water and instantly you got to run? Yeah. yeah, like that's the worst, dude. You just want to die. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah, I had my my girlfriend was like almost forcing me to drink water and Pedialyte like the whole day, and every single time I would do it, it would just be like, all right, time to go back into the bathroom. Yeah, that sucks. Sad. Well, um, listen, not to dwell on the negative, because like you said, you're back now, you're riding pretty well, and, and, and you're, you know what, it is interesting to see um, 
you're right. You came back, crashed some crashes in practice, crashes in the heat. You had a good heat, then you'd crash in the main, and you're just slowly kind of getting back to where you were before A1. And I felt like this weekend was solid. Uh, you know, like you're just you're easily into the main event. Once in the main event, you're racing forward, and that's where you want to be, right? Yeah, yeah. I feel like the heat race was probably the best I've ridden all year, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, this past weekend, I got a little arm pump in the main, which is super weird because I don't think I've had arm pump for like the past two years. Um, I kind of turned it around a little bit and finished a little stronger, but uh, mm-hmm. I'm definitely not where I want to be, but we're getting closer. The uh, The main goal is no crashing. Yep. And I made it through... San Diego and Dallas the entire day with no crashes. <laughs> nice. After like, right. I want to say I crashed like eight times in Oakland. Yeah, yeah, it was rough. It hey, was rough. On your crash that you had at Anaheim, were you wearing a chesty at that time, or, and then you went to a chesty, or did you have one under your jersey? Can we what? just call it chest protector instead okay, of chesty? Okay, chest protector. Please not chesty. Okay. Yeah. I was actually wearing an Alpine Star under protector. Okay. Um, And then... After I came back, it was kind of like a mutual decision between myself and the team to go with a little thicker overprotector. Right. Um, I'm a bigger fan of that, and I feel like it's more comfortable on the outside of the jersey. So, yeah, very happy with that. Yeah, it. Uh, well, you bruised your lung, right, in the crash? Like it was a, it was a good hit, correct? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I had a bruised right lung. Oh boy. Um. Benny Bloss on the team. Hey, by the way, Gear Alloy is a big part of Benny's team. Uh, they've got to stand there each and every week with Blake, Blake Baggett, and uh, A-Rod and Benny. Uh, GearAlloy.com. Get your truck in gear, whether you drive a Ford, Chevy, GMC, Dodge, Ram, Toyota, Nissan, or even a Honda Ridgeline. Because i got a set of Gear Alloy wheels for my truck. 20 different wheel styles to choose from. Uh, if you go to SoCalSuperTrucks.com, use the code PulpMX17 to check out, you can get a special deal on gear alloy wheels. Uh, do you have a set of gear alloy yet, Penny, for for one of your trucks? I do. My truck has got some pretty good-looking gear alloys, I would say. Sweet. Fantastic. Uh, this weekend in Tampa, go buy the truck, and they got a gear alloy display out in, out in the pit. So um, we thank those guys for sponsoring us and a big part of Benny's team, and that's why Benny's on the show, because of gear alloy. So anyways, um, hey, so... Yeah, what is it about the main events right now, Benny? You and Chad Reed are finding each other, it seems like. <laughs> I'm not really sure. It seems like every single time I'm on the track, I find him. Yeah. Um, are you like A-Ray? Because A-Ray can't fucking believe he's racing with Chad Reed. <laughs> like, A-Ray is... He's, he sent me a photo, no caption or anything. He's ahead of Chad in the corner. He's that's, stoked. That's all he sent me. Just a photo of him ahead of 22 that's awesome. in a turn. Like, he's he can't believe it. It's, I mean, I'm starting to be a little, little better with that now, but actually my very first 450 race for the team, I want to say it was two years ago, a fill-in spot in Boston. Mm -hmm. I was sitting on the line and Reed was next to me. I remember just looking at my mechanic and I was like, that, that's Chad Reed. (laughs) Like that's every guy that I've watched since I was on fifties. Yeah. Right. (laughs) And to be racing with him is super weird but it's pretty cool right right crazy that he's still yeah he's still kind of got it i I, th- I think it's great that a ray's like that i think it's funny he's just like yeah dude like i he's around me man i'm dicing with them that's funny <laughs> so i mean but at the same time you want to beat the guy now that's it right i mean yeah for sure um so you outside of that injury like 
are you happy with the way things are going or is this are you on are you depressed because of the way things are going and the injury and it sets you back and like you said you're finally getting to where you want to be but I mean how's the attitude are you just are you, are you pissed off or is this okay the attitude is good. I okay. think that San Diego was a huge improvement for me. And then going into Dallas, I had a really good week. And even Dallas, I didn't ride that well in the main, but it was still a huge improvement. Not crashing. I qualified way better than I had all year. Um, you know, it was very unfortunate to start the season the way that I did, but mm-hmm. I almost think I learned a little more um, okay. with that. And it's a struggle to be to have to like jump back in after the first couple races, but yeah, you know, I think I think it'll be good. I think that uh, I'm learning a lot, and each week seems to be better at the practice track, and then trying to transfer that into the races. Um, it's a little difficult, but I right. think we're getting there. Uh, Blake Baggett's got three podiums in a row, and he's been giving a lot of credit to Michael Byrne, who's a team manager there, and of course, Burner, terrific uh, pro career. How much does Burner help you out, Benny? He helps me out a lot. It's uh, I don't do his like training program on the bike, mm-hmm. um, like Blake. But yep, you know, having him there at the races, it's like every single time he comes back, we can go over things, watch film. You know, he has a very good, very good input on the bike. Um, as far as like testing different stuff and what to try. Um, no, he's been yep. a huge help to me, for sure. Um. Welcome to the Facebook Live uh, Racer X people that are watching on Facebook Live. That is Alex Ray's jersey Kiefer just put on. He's got mm-hmm. Alex Ray's moose jersey on. It's cozy, actually. I never wore moose before. <laughs> okay, it's kind of so nice. Just, just want to let you know, everybody. That's not Alex Ray. It's it's Chris Kiefer. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hey, so you're in Oklahoma. Um, when do you go out there? When did that happen? Do you, have you been out there the whole time? I have been in California until last Sunday. I came back to Oklahoma. So uh, second week. So this is uh, back. this is with Renard and Forkner and that group, that gang. Yes, Forkner is not going to be here until after I want to say Daytona. Mm-hmm. He's down in, at Carmichael's in Florida, but once after Daytona, we'll have kind of like the whole crew back together. But right. uh, it's been so nice to be able to ride and like I've been riding these California tracks for the past three months, and it's yeah. like, it's not like they're bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But there's always better. Uh, um, well, when he comes from Oklahoma dirt, dude, it's good dirt. And you come here, you're like, eh. Yeah, well, especially East Coast. I mean, you're yeah. on dirt that really helps you, right, Benny? I mean, this is, yes, it's good to be back home, but this also is better practice for the East Coast. Yeah, for sure. It's good ruts, nice, like, traction everywhere. Um, mm-hmm. Way closer to the racetracks on the east side um, rather than the west coast. And even... Like, the way the dirt had been at the West Coast races was more like Oklahoma than, like, yeah. Elsinore practice track. Yeah, that's true. It's a good point. They have – the last few years, they've really done something with the Cali dirt at Supercrosses. And sifting them through more. Yeah, yeah. it's sifting. It's softer. It running, it's not as – It's weird, too, because we haven't had any rain, so you think no. it'd be hard packed. No, it's yeah. not like it used to be back in the day. Um, hey, Benny, so uh, I was just pumped, by the way, that your dad – your dad had um, – uh, where were we? Glendale's. Uh, he, he was going to run over my rental car with his monster truck. I'm just happy he didn't. He said he was going <laughs> to run over my rental car. So that sounds like something he'd say. Yeah, I was just pumped. That I didn't have to take it back to Hertz, all crushed. Was he have like a big jacked yeah, truck? Yeah, it's a or monster something? monster truck. And then I told him he should have buy a Ridgeline. And I think he wanted to beat me up after that. <laughs> yeah, not not a good decision. No, no, not at all. Um, hey, uh, 
how's how's Jericho, your mechanic, Derek? How is he as a mechanic? Like, I don't really know him that well. I kind of got to know him a little bit here and there. And, of course, Nate's over there, and, and Nate's super weird. Uh, but how's, how's Derek? Derek is really good. He actually told me – I told him today that I was going to do the Pulp Show. Uh-huh. And I told him that he needed to be, like, in the living room when I was doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was like, no, because then he's going to call me Jericho, and then here you are calling him Jericho. What does Jericho mean? Why does he? He, call? he loves professional wrestling. Okay. Benny's mechanic, Derek. He uh, loves professional. Is that a Ray's guy? Yes. Okay. And he has a giant tattoo of Jericho's face on his body. Oh, Jericho. The, okay, got the it. Wrestler. Yes. That's how much he loves Jericho and wrestler. Wow. Wrestling. Wow. So I just call him Jericho. Chris Jericho is his world. <laughs> wow. If he could be a professional. Wrestling, like setup man for lights and stuff, he would do that in a second over over being a mechanic. <laughs> we talked about that today. It was what if you won a hundred million dollar lottery? And he was like, I feel like somehow I would be able to, with that money, get a job doing something for the WWE, <laughs> that's, that's whether that be a setup guy or anything. See, He's currently in the other room watching wrestling right now. Oh, I know. Monday nights or some wrestling. Oh, Monday Night Raw. Yeah. He's, he's glued to it. By the way, I wonder if A-Ray's bummed that he's losing his, his uh, motorhome mate, you know, in, in Lake Elsinore. They were staying together. I never really thought of that. Um, Benny, how's the bike? Uh, yeah. How's the bike on the team for you? What do you think? Kiefer, Kiefer loves this I thing. love that factory oh, edition. He loves it, and he won't stop talking about that and the Husky. But what do you, what do you like about it? I like it a lot. It's it's like a little taller, a little bigger than last year's bike. And that for me is huge. Um, yeah. Being somewhat tall. Um, somewhat. <laughs> no, but like for me, I didn't notice a huge difference in the bike between last year's bike. Um, mm-hmm. And like all my suspension testing that I did for this year, I did on the old bike. Okay. Um, and then just kind of transferred it over to the new bike and it, it works really, really good. It's like the first time I've ever had a bike where it's like so far with suspension. I've only ever had to change clickers like once every week, maybe uh-huh. do like one click or two clicks. Yep. It's pretty good. Like every track that I've been to different types of dirts. Um, no, it's really, really good. Can you, get a can you say that for your last year's bike though with the, the old frame or is this the new frame that's making that up? I think it's the new frame. Yeah. Last year's bike was really good. Um, but it seemed like, like when I would go to a track, like let's say California compared to Oklahoma, when I would get back on the softer dirt, I'd have to make quite a few changes mm-hmm. and it was a little less consistent, um, consistently good every day. Uh, yes. Benny, how, uh, how, how much does Blake, uh, help you out out there? How much do you guys interact, uh, watch film together, talk about different obstacles, different lines? Obviously you, between you and your Blake, your settings are quite different and your, your, your body types are quite different. So maybe it doesn't all work, but how much does he help you if at all? I mean, we share a little bit, um, not a whole, I mean, we kind of go over like as a whole, like as the team, we kind of go over film and, mm-hmm. and watch like. This weekend, we got to watch both heat races, both 250 heat races in the truck and yep. see the lines, and Burner would kind of go over and be like, don't take there, go there. Right. We don't share a whole lot together, but uh, yep. no, I like him. He's super nice. Yeah. Um, what about going down to his uh, Chupacabra Ranch at some point? 
That's a dream. I was able to go down there last year during outdoors. We did an outdoor test, mm-hmm. and it was it was a lot of fun. Yeah, that is pretty incredible. The track that he's got. I've um, heard. Yeah, I've heard. He's just dumping there. so much money into tracks and equipment. It's like this massive thing. Putting stuff back into it. That's good. Yeah. Um, hey, I got a question. Yeah. So you're obviously we know you're tall. So what about? And what's funny when I watch you ride because I like studying riders. Usually tall riders are really lame looking on a bike, even though at this level, you guys are all good. But the style is really not flashy. It doesn't look good. You know, like like Travis Preston's a taller rider. It never looks really good on a bike. But you actually, you're really tall, but you ride small. Like I feel like you don't look um, really tall and lanky on a bike. I just feel like you, you ride more of like a shorter rider. And is your setup any different, like between bars and the mounts and your pegs? Do you change much of that? Is that all, you know, stock? I've tried pretty much everything as far as like taller bar mounts, taller bars, different foot pegs, taller seat. And every single time I try it, I go right back to like the stock. I, uh, like growing up, I always had to deal with like stock height, everything. Mm-hmm. Um, we never changed anything. So I think I, I just got so used to, riding like the smaller bike um that it just feels it feels really awkward when i get on something with like taller bar mounts or the taller seat that's weird yeah i would oh. think that would just be so automatic for a guy like you but yeah you've told me that before you just you don't change that much yeah i actually in one of i think it was my last year amateur i ran pro taper bars and i ran the carmichael bend which <laughs> yeah. is the lowest wow bottom. yeah yeah Jeez. and then robbie kind of got me to go away from that but kind of kind of weird i would go like the complete opposite what everyone thought i would do can renard give you a little bit of a run on his track no way he can't i would i would say two uh maybe three years ago okay i think i think it was three three or four years ago okay he had like a race at his at his track Mm -hmm. and i'm gonna give it up to him he caught me passed me and beat me Mm mm-hmm but nowadays, yep. I don't. Hmm. Yeah, okay. All right. I think he. Could, I think he could come like for maybe two laps. He could be within a second. Maybe. Yeah, 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 yeah. But after two laps, it's over. God, he he was in, in his day. Was he ever? Was he ever good? Was he ever? Was he, he ever amazing? He likes to pull out the. Uh, he's got a tape from <laughs> Unadilla '98. Oh, catching and passing Ricky. Yeah. Oh my! It's like I used to live with him there, um, and it would always be at least once or twice a week. He'd be like, "Do I need to pull out the tape?" <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like it—it it is kind I've of a mic drop. Like, yeah. like it is kind of a. Not a lot of people can say what no, that they passed RC. No, caught catching and passing him. He—he's got a point, Benny. Right? Like, yeah, he's... he does have a point. I've seen that video probably forty times. <laughs> <laughs> and all right, it's, it's a, honestly impressive every time. Yeah, it's it's all right, Robbie. We got it, right? Is that what you want to tell him? Like, you were we good. We got yes. it, bro. <laughs> yes. Um, Benny Boss here on the Pulp Mech Show, presented by Fly Racing. Benny Boss is a fly racing rider. You've been a fly guy for a while now. Yes. Yeah. All the way from amateurs. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Flyracing.com. Also brought to you by Gear Alloy. GearAlloy.com. Get your truck in gear. Pulpamex 17 at SoCal Super Trucks gets you a deal on, on Gear Alloy. So, Benny, if you want a deal on Gear Alloy, that's the code to use. 
All right. The code. Yeah, if you want to save a gear alloy <laughs> wheels, Benny. Stay with me here. Yeah, Benny, need some coffee? What's up? I was completely zoned out for a second. Yep, it seemed like I'm back. Okay, all right, fantastic. <laughs> uh, hey, are you looking forward to uh, Daytona? Is that something that uh, you're looking forward to? I I kind of have mixed feelings about Daytona. I've only raced it one time. Okay. And I did not do very good. I struggled with the track. But I think we're going to make at Robbie's this year. I'm not going to go down to Florida beforehand. We're going to do some sandier, messed up sections, mm -hmm. just like Daytona gets. Um, I think it'll be good. I'm more of an outdoor guy myself. Mm -hmm. so, and I think now I'm better at Supercross than I was when I raced Daytona. So yep. I think the mixture will be a lot better this time. People forget, like, you don't have much 250 Supercross experience, you know? like Just one year, right? Yeah. Like, that's it. And you you got hurt. Correct? Yes. Yeah. So, yes. like, this is jumping into the deep end, and I think you're doing pretty well. So, I'm pumped, man. Thank I, you. I think Thank you're doing you. well. Um, what's the, been the biggest... I mean, I, I don't know, because, you know, you're racing against these guys, and, and I know you, you know the sport well. You've been racing for a high level, but has there been an adjustment, Benny, for the 450 class as far as your eye-openers eye for you? Like, something maybe you didn't expect that, that is catching you by surprise? Maybe not now, but when you first started racing this year? Um, Each weekend is kind of like, I remember when I rode 250s, making it out of the heat race was, like, not super hard, but mm -hmm. not... It wasn't like it was super, super difficult. Yep. And now, like, when you get ready to go up for the heat, you look and see who's in it. It's like there's, like, 10 or 11 factory guys in each heat race. Yep. And they only take nine. Um, I think maybe the thing that surprised me the most is just everyone is always on it. Like <laughs> Everyone is class. always on it, right. In the 250 class, it seems like everyone like has their moments here and there, but it's a little different in the 450. Everyone's like always on it, and it's always like you make a little mistake or you're getting passed once, maybe twice in the same corner. Like, yeah. A little, little higher pace. Yeah, every, and everyone's in shape too, right? Everyone takes it very seriously. Like everyone's in shape. They can they can go they, yeah. they can do the 20 minutes. Right. It's going to be hard to separate. No problem. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, all right, Benny. Uh, thank you for coming on. Appreciate it, man. Um, it's been uh, thank you for having me. Yeah, it's been been a while since we, I think we had you on once before, but I'm glad to get you back on. And I think it's been a good year for you. You've been getting better and better. And uh, I know for again, you don't want to hear this, but for fantasy supercross purposes, you've been doing a good job for me. So thank you. Well, <laughs> no problem. I'm uh, very happy to be able to help out your fantasy team. Yeah, I'm sure you get that at the races, right? All you guys do <laughs> a lot. I know, I know. You're just like, I don't care. I don't care, everybody. I'm not even sure how it works. They tell me about these handicap things, but I honestly have no idea how that, it works. Keep it like that. Keep it like that. Yeah, you don't want to know. Go about your business, and that's it. So Make um, life simple. Thanks, Benny. Thank you for your time tonight. Appreciate it. Tell Jericho I said what's up. The, I will. The wrestling, trivia, the wrestling trivia champion of 2018. <laughs> You were into that. You were really into that. I'm glad you were so happy. It was nice to see him finally be able to really, really excel at something that he loves more than anything else. Right, right. I, I was thinking I should have made a belt.
after it was over, oh, I should have bought God, one of those plastic belts, flipped. you know, and he could have had the belt. So could have worn it every single weekend, every single time he sees Wygant. <laughs> make right. sure he flashes. I know. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, Benny, thanks for your time, man. Greatly appreciate it. Good job this weekend, and uh, we'll see you in, uh, in Tampa Bay. Yeah, good thanks, luck, man. man. Thank you. Sounds good. Thank you. All right, thanks. Benny Bloss, everybody, RMATV, MCKTM team, brought to you by GearAlloy.com, bro. Get, bro, get your truck in gear. Gear Alloy. There you go. Uh, question for Kiefer from Robert. What's up, Robert? What's your question for Chris Kiefer? Yeah, hey, Kiefer, I had hey, a Robert. question for you. I got a 15350SXS, and uh, my battery was dead. I charged my battery yep. and put it back on the bike, and now it's just cycling the, the SI light and kicking the fuel pump on about every 10 seconds or so. Hmm. Is that you think that relay is stuck? Yeah, I've had relays. Shut. I've had relays go out on mine. Um, have you have you ever changed your relay out? No, I haven't. I, I've I've heard I've read your or listened to your pods when you review bikes, and I know you said carry extra relays on those KTM. So yeah, I just didn't know if you ever had one stick shut where it just keeps charging the system. I've unplugged the uh, starter button, and it's still about every ten seconds or so. It just cycles the whole bike you know yeah it could be that uh you have a problem with your relay and also even though you charge your battery it might be time for a, a new battery um i know the, yeah, battery... the battery i just put a, a wps feather light in it uh okay. about four months ago it's just it sat most of the winter all the spring races are coming up so i was actually going to pull it pull it out of the shed and get ready to start riding again and i don't know i got a whole boatload of shit wrong with it i need new bars and tires and Everything else, I'm like, oh, great, now relay's bad, too. Yeah, well, just put a relay. It's really easy. Just put a relay in, and if it, if it still does it, um, email me at chris at keyforingtesting.com, and I will try to see if I can get you an answer from one of the KTM guys. Okay, and where where were, where are you getting your relays? Because I've looked, I looked, I tried to look online at a couple of realtors and, and didn't find Um, Your anything. local KTM dealer will have them? Have you, have you, I, that's really where I got mine from. I had uh, the KTM guys give me a couple. So that's where I got mine from. They said they're at the dealer. If you ask your dealer, they'll have them there for you. Okay, yeah, I just figured all this out about 7 o'clock this evening, so. Yeah. All right. Thanks for the call, man. All, good. all right, appreciate it. Appreciate See it. Thanks. Kyle, what's up, man? Welcome to the show. What's happening? Hello? Hey, Hi, Kyle. Kyle. Hey, um, well, I had a comment about Jimmy D, but um, I must have missed him. Yeah. Um, my, my other one was about the IB Corp tryout deal. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you guys got a chance to tune into that or not yet, but um, obviously Lee was the one that won it, and I apologize to Lee family, but um, I kind of feel like it was set up. Um, after, like, the first episode, you notice that all the guys are in canvas gear, and I think it was, like, episode four or five, they bring in the um, Etera sponsorship, and that was, that was uh can't remember the first name, it's, Slipping off the top of my head now, but yeah, the gear company uh, the, or whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. The dude that the dude that runs it, his last name is Lee too. So it kind of just it kind of just threw me through a loop, and um, I don't know. I thought it was kind of more of a public stunt than anything. All right, All right. Just, wait, wait, so wait, I watched I watched the show. Um, I I watch it every time it comes out, so I'm familiar with what you're talking about. So Lee, the E Terra guy, is not related at all to Michael. It's oh, just okay. it's just coincidence. That's what it is. Um, okay. But they are wearing radical gearing, or I'm sorry, radical gear, and that okay. is uh, can't, so. Long story short, radical is a European gear um, similar to canvas. I think. Don't quote me on this. I think 
Canvas gets that gear from him, and then Canvas makes whatever printing you want on it. So okay. I think it's just uh, one and the same, but I kind of thought the same thing as you when I watched the show. I'm like, ah, it seems like I'm going to set up. But, I mean, Michael is the fastest guy that was on that whole deal anyway. Yeah, um, yeah, and I and I, I kind of got that too, but I didn't know if they'd want to kind of, especially for a 250 team, kind of lean towards, like, some, you know, younger talent that they could kind of mold and, you know. And I think that's what they did with Justin Heft, but they also probably wanted to vet like Michael, I'm mean, sure he could probably get top tens if he was healthy. So but Heff was off the yeah, team for, for a little sure. bit, and then Heff's back on now. No, Heff's always been on. Yeah. You sure? Yeah, yeah. Oh. No, that was uh, McConaughey. Oh, McConaughey. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Next, I'm sorry. McConaughey's I, back on. I need to watch these these, these things. Yeah, Steve. <laughs> everyone keeps talking about how Rhino's crazy, and I want to watch him. I, I like yeah, that, that Rhino. Was, seems crazy, but I like his passion. Out. He's a little uh, yeah. out there, but. Um. Thanks, Kyle. Thanks, man. Yeah. No problem. You guys have a great night. Thank See you. See you, Kyle. Trey, what's up, man? How are you? Hey, thanks for taking my call. Um, a little bit off topic here, maybe. I've never been to an outdoor national. I'm sitting here trying to figure out which race I want to go to, but honestly, I have no clue. Um, I live in Dallas, so I'm going to have to do some traveling either way. Yeah. My question is, which round would you say gives just the best overall experience to fans? Uh, I'd say Redbud. Yeah, I think Redbud. Um, it's an easy one to say. Best track is Millville, but you can't see that much. Uh, best overall atmosphere is Redbud. And they're both not that far from you, I wouldn't think, from Dallas. Um, yeah, they'd both be close, closest, the closest ones, wouldn't they? Thunder Valley? I don't, no, Thunder uh, Valley would be far. Tennessee closer? Uh, yeah, maybe. Don't go to that one, though. Muddy Creek? Don't go to that one. <laughs> uh, here's, right, I'd agree with, I agree with Mathis, but maybe for hype and to see everyone, I would say Hangtown because everyone's there, well, right? He's, he's driving, I think, right? You're driving, aren't you? No, I'd probably. I mean, if it's if it's, I probably wouldn't drive it. Oh, okay. Far. All right. Well, um, that's. I mean, I agree with Mathis. I'd go to Redbud as well. But I mean, yeah. if you want to see everyone and make sure no one's hurt by the time Redbud comes around, yeah, go to Hangtown. Yeah, go the go the opener. It's always good. Yeah, I agree with that. And it's good to watch. It's good good uh, good vision from everywhere in the track. So, yeah. Cool. Awesome. Thanks, guys. All right. Thank you, yeah. man. Appreciate it. Right. Let's go to Skippy. Skippy, what's up? Man, I got to talk about my boy Lane Shaw on the that's, LZQ. That's Kiefer's guy, Lane Shaw. He loves yeah. himself some Lane Shaw. I like Lane. Hey, Skippy, he hey, wanted you know he wanted Lane Shaw on the show tonight. He denied him. You know what? We'll wait until he makes the main event. Thank you, you know? Skippy. Thank you. That's, voice, that's, that's voice what Steve reason. said, too. We'll voice a reason. But you know what? He actually signed with X-Brand on top of the fly racing. Come on. Yeah. Like, that's, that's got to be your guy. And, and Lane Shaw now knows that the, the concrete is slippery. He now knows that. <laughs> he figured it out. You know, I, uh, he took out you know, Lissamore. I, he took I, out I, my buddy Lissamore, who was shooting photos. Yeah, Liss is not happy, dude. You know what, though? He, uh, he finished the race like a champ. He went out there, and uh, after he went down on the uh, concrete, he did some heel clickers over the finish line, and yeah. you know he had a standing ovation. Did y'all see that? I didn't notice that. He, he called me Sunday he, and kind of told me this story, so I thought it was pretty he's cool. He's also trained by Tim Ferry, Skippy. How much more? Do you, how do you not on the bandwagon yet, Steve? X-Brand, Fly, and Tim Ferry. Right. What are you doing? Can we just wait till the guy makes a main event? That's that, fine, but can, you should be on the wagon already. I'm not until the guy makes a main event. So if he doesn't make a main, he's not cool? He's way cool, but as far as getting him on the Pulp MX show, let's just okay. slow that track down a little bit. So riders, he he's led he's led more laps than Mister Lit Kid himself in the LCQ, though. I mean, come on, he led all the laps in the LCQ. 
Well, you got to get in, good. Skippy. Skippy, you got to get into these things, you know? That's what you got to do. Well, you know what? It's, it's probably his second Supercross. Come on. Like, hey, maybe his second Supercross. He's doing pretty well, good. Listen, listen you, you you can start the Skippy and Kiefer show, and you two can jerk each other off about Lane, Lane Frost the entire show. I mean, that's what you guys can do. You guys can just, you can just fucking have called the Lane Frost show. Hey, Skippy. And that's it. So I'm going to Atlanta, and I told Steve, I'm not interviewing anybody that made the main. I'm in, I'm doing all the pro circuit pulp casts for everyone that hasn't made the main. I'm doing all the guys who didn't make it. That's great. No one will listen. Good job. Hey, whatever happens, they still have the gas card, by the way. No, they don't. They don't have the gas card. They don't have a whole shot of award anymore. Nothing. Uh, all they have yeah. is a just short interview if you get fifth. That's it. Uh, well, you know what? You know, we have our moments, and at least he had a heel clicker over the finish line. Fantastic, Skippy. Hey, Skippy, listen. Do you want to set a Michelin star cross five tires? Hell yeah, I do. All right, fantastic. I, I like the passion for Lane Frost and Lane Shaw and everybody else. I like it too. And so we're going to give you a set of Michelin star cross fives. The best tires out there, they stick to the track like glue, bro. I love you. Okay, that's, this, I that, like that. That's super, I like that, that, that too. Got, that got super weird, Skippy. So I'm going to put you on hold, and then the guy in the corner will get your information. Good. All right? Later, Skippy. Do you have any more photos, Skippy, to share? Yes, please send them to my phone. Oh, I Thank got you. some good photos. You know, I got some good photos. Send right. them my way. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Skippy. Send them Kiefer's way. Uh, all right. Um, Kurt, you want to say thanks to Kiefer? Yeah. Hey. Hey, Chris, I, I wanted to give a shout-out to both you and Gringo, man. I, this is Kurt, the bad oral guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, not gonna get too much of the over uh, after dark, but uh, took your advice, man, and uh, opened up a whole new world. I didn't realize how bad I was at it till. Oh wow! Took your advice and started doing this. Key for after dark. Thank help. you. Yeah. Yeah. See. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's good. Good deal, man. Hey, I appreciate you listening, and I'm glad it worked out for you. That's why we're here. Yeah, this this show is all about helping people. I've decided. You know, it's, that's what it is. Like, On the bike, off the bike, everything. Yeah, we we do it all. Yeah, somehow you got to get that through if it failed, but uh, you're not all negative there, Steve. Thank you. Thank you. I, I'll, I'll tell them that. Tell, tell, tell them about my Kiefer After Dark contribution. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that'll get you on there yeah, for right, sure. Right. Uh, thanks, man. Anything <laughs> else? Is that it, Kurt? Uh, yeah, I do have one more thing. about. Uh, I got a theory about uh, Honda's program lately. Um, okay. I feel like uh, a lot of their program suffering because their amateur world isn't uh, as developed, I'll say, as uh, – some of the other brands. Mm -hmm. and, oh, no. uh, I mean, the Geico guys seem to be bringing up a lot of good dudes. Well, yeah, but they're like, I don't know. I, I just feel like they're they're missing the kids in like the 50 and 60 class. Well, That's shit. How far back they're Sign them up, Skippy. Eight-year contracts for five-year-olds. Go ahead, Honda. I'm going to tell you what. I ride with Carson Mumford all the time. I like Mumford because he he's likes a, the show. Uh, he's a good kid. He talks shit. I like that. And he could take shit, and he rides fast, and I think he's going to be good. So... They have they don't have as deep as an amateur um, program as some others, but they got Yoder on a one fifty. They got Carson that's coming up, so I think it's going to be good. Cool. Thanks, thanks, Kurt. Appreciate it. Thanks, Kurt. All right, before we get to JT, one more call for Kiefer. God, it's the Chris Kiefer show tonight. Yes. Kate, what's happening? How are you? Hello, hello. How are you guys? I'm Hi, good. Kate. I'm good. How are you, Kate? What's happening? Good. Um, so I just had a quick question. Um, looking at new clutches, I have a 14 YZ250F. Um, previously, I've used kind of a cheaper MSR Pro Raptor clutch, and it's not durable, but the thing 
feels like butter. Honestly, it's great. Um, that's being discontinued. Um, where do I go from there for kind of the least resistance? Like, is ASV better? Is Works Connection better? Should I do a hydraulic? Mm. Um, Are you all about easy clutch pull or... Yes, definitely. I've noticed in races, um, I tend to get arm pump on that side. Um, so the, this clutch has been the best that's worked for me so far, and it's just been cheap and easy. But, I mean, it does break fairly easily, and now I think it's going going out. So, yep. uh, so yeah, suggestions. Um, well, for me, um, I've been using Works Connection a long time, and their clutch perch and lever assembly have been the best as far as pull, um, making it feel like like new and buttery and, and easy. So, uh, but you can get um, a, you can get a stock use a stock plates for a Yamaha and then get easy lighter springs. That's what I was about to say. Oh, so, sorry. I always use OEM plates if you're going to clutch plates and fibers and stuff. I go mm-hmm. OEM most Listen of the time. And uh, with that, with the worst connection clutch perch and all that, and then if you can, I know FX. The YZ250FX uses softer springs, so you can go to one of their uh, OEM FX springs. So that might help pull as well. Yeah, just from your Yamaha dealer. So you would just get the stock plates for your bike and then no springs. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure I just have stock plates and springs right now that I've had on it. Um, But, yeah, just as far as the clutch and the parts Oh, okay. Oh, you were talking about – I thought you were talking about MSR hard parts like with clutches. Oh, no, no, no. no. This is just the – sorry. Yeah, no, no. Uh, She's just talking about the lever and the perch. Okay, yeah, then definitely the the works. Just the lever and – Works Connection one is great. I I, I, I put it on my bike just the other day. I love it. If not Works Connection, Bob at ARC, he's like a mad scientist when it comes to levers and things like that. And ARC, Works Connection actually – offers ARC stuff too. So they have like these bendable levers, Memlon levers that don't break and their pull is actually pretty good too. And their adjusters are large. So I would go ARC or worse connection. So one of those two. There you okay. go. There you go. Right. Thank, you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Uh, all right. Let's, without further ado, let's get to our uh, call in uh, regular co-host here, Jason Thomas. What's up, JT? How are you? It's about time. Hi, JT. Sorry, bro. We got a lot of phone calls. Yeah, that's all right. I mean, I like to talk to phone calls. You know, callers as well. That's all right. Though. Are you Thanks. on your Bluetooth thing, or what are He's you in the on? bathroom? Are you in the bathroom? What's going on? No. Does it sound bad still? There we go. Whatever you – yeah, you're good now. Um, all right. Fly Racing, flyracing.com. Check it out, bro. Uh, Kiefer, Fly Racing. Did you see that press release? The That's cool. Official motorsports uh, yeah. hard parts – not hard parts, uh, the power sports gear for Supercross. Yeah, it's going to be huge. In 2019? Yep. I'm looking forward to the 2019 gear that JT never sends me, but that's fine. He doesn't send you that gear, bro. Dang it. Kiefer is just, oh, JT, he's unbelievable. I'm waiting. Hey. He, has, he has an issue, for sure. Like, <laughs> okay. definitely some sort of problem. But get this. He told me some super secret top information for, in regards to next year that I can't talk about. But when the gear comes, he's all about that. Yeah. Like, Let he, me know on it. It's, it's, not a, it's not a two-way street here, bro. Like, I know. Oh, I know. I know. So you just got to hold your horses. I got to hold horses. You got to hold horses. Heather's got to hold horses. I just, I love gear. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's all he's got. I, I, I love gear. I love gear. I love gear. I do. I just love it. Love it. everything <laughs> about it. Like, if I didn't have what I was doing, I would work. At, i do something in gear. I love it. Or what if you had a regular job? How broke would you be trying to buy gear? I would buy a new set every week. <laughs> I'd J- be on. JT, he's currently sitting here wearing Alex Ray's jersey. Yeah, so much like I love he, gear. He, he's wearing Alex Ray's jersey. That's that's a little weird. That's strange. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of gear, let's get to this call real quick. 
Alexa, are you there? Yes, I am. All right. So you tweeted me. We are giving away a Weston Pike race-worn helmet, Pulpamex sucks, signed. And you think you should earn it because why? What happened? Because, so I took my best friend to Dallas, and this was like her first intro to the model world. She does, she like knows nothing apart from me. And okay. we're literally like driving up, and uh, she falls in love with Weston Pike just from the banner. Yeah, so cool. like, good looking dude. Legit love at first sight. And so we're like, okay, like let's go to the pits. Like you'll get to meet him, take a picture. It'll be the time of your life. Uh huh. And so we go there, and I'm standing like an idiot 20 minutes, like in front of Weston Pike. He's signing stuff, and I'm like waiting for her to come to me so that they can take a picture. And she's hiding, like just full blown, can't, like running away. And I'm like, God, please, just, I, I'm pretty sure he thinks I'm a stalker. Um, that's, probably, uh, that's probably what Marv did after that heat race. Right? Marv, Marv probably ran um, away too. <laughs> that's what I think so too. And so. Whenever, like, we came back, she was, like, so bummed. She was, like, I should have taken the picture because my brother and I ended up taking it with him. And she takes credit for him winning his first heat race. So Was he – I think – Was he cool? Yeah, he was awesome. Was he, like, quiet or is he talkative? Um, The 20 minutes that I stood in front of him face-to-face, it was, like, quiet. Uh-huh. 20 minutes? I think – it was like 20 minutes. Like, I was legit standing in front of the autograph line for about 20 minutes trying to convince her to come and, like, me staring at him. And it was just this whole – I'm pretty sure he might put a restraining order against him. Oh, boy. And she never came to see him. She never came by. She No, she would pass by, and then she would, like, run back, and then she would kind of come and get the courage and then run away again. And it was just, God, if I had a dollar for every chick that did that with me. Wouldn't it be cool, Steve, to be that good looking where chicks would be afraid to talk to you? Did your chick, right? friend, did your chick friend see Seth Rarick? Right. No. Yeah, go go look at that. Oh, uh, I must. Go yeah. look at that man. Yeah, he's a trainer now. Yeah, he is. Okay. Um, okay. All right, so this helmet, Wesson, Wesson wore this helmet, JT, at the – when did he wear this? For the for the um, the military appreciation, San Diego, I think, right? I don't know. I've seen the helmet, but I'm not sure. Oh, okay. I, I didn't know that if you, sounds right. I didn't yeah. know if you were in on a loop on this. It okay, couldn't sorry. get any more manly than um, armed forces and Wesson Pike. Yeah, so um, – all right, well, we're going to give you this helmet. He has armed forces. He, <laughs> yes, you guys are the best. It'll be her life. We're, we are going to give you this helmet. It's signed by Weston Pike. He wore it in a race. It says Pulpamex sucks on it in silver Sharpie. Hold on. What? <laughs> can we, on stipulation, Yeah. can you at least put it up on Instagram and like so we can see what she looks like? Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, can we? Can, yeah. yeah, she's hiding in the other room right now. I have a picture of it, too. All right. T- Perfect. Uh, That's right. Attach Fly Racing. Attach myself. Attach Weston. Attach me. Attach Kiefer. Attach Heather. Attach Marks. Attach JT. Everyone. And, and, and let's, and let's see you with the helmet when we get it to you and everything else. All right? I will. Thank you, guys. Okay, stay on hold. The guy in the corner will get your info. All right? Stay on hold. All right. Thank you. All right, JT. Let's talk some uh, some Dallas here. So. Yeah, yeah. Forkner was very upset with Osborne after the after the uh, the main event, and we watched the pass. What's your take on it? Uh, I mean, I, I can understand the anger, and, and if it was me, I would probably be angry also. But I think uh, I think there was more to it. You know, Zach definitely was aggressive there, but he also wasn't anticipating Austin cutting back down in that corner. So um, when you have the angle that Zach was at, he was more inside. And then Austin was trying to set up his own path. Mm-hmm. And if you, if you take all those things and you put them all the way, exactly the way they happened, yeah, it's, it's going to be ugly. And unfortunately that's how it went. But, uh, you know, if Austin had stayed higher and maybe Zach wasn't as sharp of an angle, 
you know, I don't think it's as bad. Um, it's all perspective, right? I think there's mm-hmm. so many situations and so many crashes and incidents that happen every weekend that are all about perspective. And, yeah, if you're Austin or you're wearing a green shirt, you're pissed. Oh, yeah. If you're on, you know, Zach's side, then you're like, yeah, but you kind of cut down. If you're if you're talking to Austin, you're like, yeah, but you can't cut down on the first lap in traffic like that because mm-hmm. you've always got to assume someone's going to be on your inside. Um, yeah. And then he, I'm pretty neutral, you know. Obviously, you know, Zach's one of the best athletes I have working for Fly, but um, I can all, I could obviously see where Austin would be pissed, and yeah. he probably has a right to. I just don't think it was very black and white. I think there's there's a few different interpretations of how it went. As usual, right? Yeah, I mean, there's always – well, like with Weston and Marvin, I don't know how you interpret that anything <laughs> other than what it was. <laughs> um, yeah. That was beautiful, Hey, that 250 – so we we broke down that crash in the first turn that took out a bunch of guys, and some people who called in were very upset about it. DV said it was 60-40. Osborne and uh, and Jordan Smith in the first turn incident. I said it was eighty twenty, Osby's fault. Um, you said Osborne. You said Osborne the first time. Oh, sorry, Osby. Um, what's your take on that thing? What do you think? I've watched it. I've watched it ten times, fifteen times on uh, on replay. I got a text today from another team member uh, who shall go with nameless, but he he said we were way too harsh on Osby in our review and from their team film, and he showed me the team film. Uh, Marty moves over too soon, too early. Osby had nowhere to go. Uh, we were way too harsh. He didn't. He didn't say Osby was was blameless, but he he, he this person thought we were kind of out to lunch with with putting Osby's uh, head on a stake a little bit. What? But what do you think? Well, you know, there's a lot to it. Um, in a turn like that, you've always got to realize that the guy on the inside has a lot of responsibility because in any situation, if you're on the very inside, if you want to take the whole pack down, you can, Mm -hmm. you know, if you want to be an idiot and go in there way too deep, you can knock everybody down in the whole start. So taking that inside, there's always an assumed responsibility that you're going to kind of use the inside to your advantage and break a bit early and, and cut to the inside, which is what your advantage is. You're able to take the inside. So, when he and Jordan got into a battle to see who was going to break later, Marty was ahead of those guys, clearly. So Marty, therefore, kind of has somewhat of control over when he's going to turn. To me, I really thought that Osby and Smith got into their own altercation as far as they were kind of bumping and like, I'm going to break later than you. I'm going to no, I'm going to break later than you. And they kind of lost track of where they were as far as how far down the star straight were they were. And by the time they realized that they were in there too deep, they were way too deep and they couldn't stop. And if you, the, really the way I could kind of break that down was watching Osborne to their right. Osborne breaks where he has to. Like he sees Marty's going to cut across mm-hmm. and he sees the pack is going to bend left hard right there because that's the apex of the corner. He breaks way harder than those two. And they're all three are all equal going in. He breaks, they, they break about five feet later. And then it's just, I mean, it's, they're done yeah. at that point yep. because, you know, Marty was there. He's going to try to cut under Hampshire. And, yeah, he cut left, but that's kind of what happens when you have the whole shot. Like, you're going yeah. you, yeah. yeah, he had to he had to react to RJ moving over, which RJ was tr- following the track, you know, and all that. So Yeah. yeah. Um, I th- and when you come in behind somebody, you always, always, always have to be, you know, I call it situational awareness. 
you've got to be ready for somebody to cut left. Like that's part of being behind somebody. You yeah. know, like you have to know where you ha- where your breaking points are, and so have to kind of you have to be set up for that stuff. Are you eighty twenty blame pie like I am, or sixty forty like DV? Blame uh, pie. I think it was uh, pretty heavy on both Ozzy and Jordan, just being way too worried about their own little race to the first turn right Uh, understanding where everyone where the pack was and how the pack was going to move left they were so deep on the very inside and that's one thing you can't do on the very very inside is get super deep i mean i guess you can if you want to knock everybody yeah yeah i mean if if you want the first turn to go smoothly that's one thing you can't do you've always got to break early and use that to your advantage Kiefer, you ever had an instance like that? Either never, not that either bad. Ben Marty or Ben Osby? Not no, no, never. Ne- neither one. <laughs> no, that was bad. Right, JT. What about you? Um, yeah, I mean, I've seen it happen. I've been on the outside. And You've been on the outside, okay? Kind of blows into you. Um, but if I was on the inside, I always knew that the inside was that was my advantage. I would go in there. And when everybody blew out to the outside, carrying too much speed, I would break early and then accelerate hard through the inside right there. So to me, in that situation, I would think that Jordan and Osby would want to get down there and break. So when they could, when they went left, they could accelerate really hard and then race to that berm in the next right and go around the mm-hmm. outside of everybody. Uh, that's uh, typically how that works out for the guys on the inside. And that's what kind of what Marty was trying to do. He was trying to cut yeah. back across and race to that next right-hand turn. It was a nutty 250E series, and, and, and Marty and Ferrandis and Forkner and Jmart and Jordan Smith, congratulations, you gave Osborne 26 points right, right off the bat. <laughs> I don't, and you know, I don't know if it's just me, and maybe JT can talk about this. I honestly think East Coast has m- faster guys that could win on any given night than the West Coast for me. What do you think, JT? Um, I would disagree. I think there's a lot of guys on the West that can win and have been winning. If you look at the results, it's been all over the place. Uh, from what I saw the other night, uh, I think Davos and Osborne are going to win a lot of races. Yeah, Forkner's good though too. Forkner's in the mix. You know. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't see that so much. I I saw those those two kind of all day and all night. Um, I think their their experience levels. And their speed and the 16-minute main events. Um, I mean, I could be wrong, and maybe we'll have a different winner every week. But I, I think it's going to be. I think Zach's going to win a lot, and I think Marty will have a couple nights where he just gets the start, and Zach doesn't, and it's you know it, it, he's gone before anybody even realizes you know where he went. What about Ferrandez? Do you think he wins one? Yeah, maybe, maybe. I, I, I he was good all day and all night. Um, I just worry is he going to be able to put it together week in and week out? Because uh, last year he would just have little tip overs and little mistakes. You know, this 250 class, you have to put yourself in good position, or you're subject to some crazy person's riding. Wow. You know, or is just so crazy with people making bad decisions and takeouts all over the place, and it's just you're really, really subject to other people's mistakes if you don't put yourself in good spots. Well, and Ferrandez also we saw him be very aggressive at times, and he could make himself, yep. a mis- right. you know, make a mis- himself make a mistake by being overly aggressive. Um, so, all right, that's the two fifty East. Moving on to four fifties a little bit. JT, uh, how good was Eli Tomac this weekend? Right, good God, he was he was awesome. He was amazing. Yeah, I mean it's one or the other. It's, <laughs> it's He's one the or new the other. cow. He's the new cow. Yeah, he is. I mean, you know, what was interesting is 
to watch Anderson try to go after him in the, in the main event, and he fell over before he really even got started. Yeah. Um, but that race is going to come. You know, we're we're not even halfway yet, and those two appear to have the most speed. You know, mm-hmm. it's hard to argue that at this point. And they're going to get out one two here soon. It, I thought we were going to get to see it last weekend, yeah. but it's going to happen here. And I don't know how much Anderson's willing to risk. You know, I kind of feel like he's going to go for it, just knowing his personality and uh, he's kind of NFG anyway. Um, but that's going to be a hell of a battle to watch for yeah. to finally get out together. And, and I think both of them feel like they're the best guy, and rightfully so. You yeah. know, if they could each make a case for why they would feel that way, yeah. uh, but they're going to want to settle it on the racetrack here eventually. Does, does Weston get a talking to by anybody for his aggressiveness? On... It won't be Mark. No, yeah, outside, I mean the officials. Um, I could see it. I could see them saying, hey, uh, let's tone it down a little bit. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah, no doubt about that. You know, But I think he did a good job of, well, he, he clearly took Marv out. There's no, you know, no excuse, no denying it, no anything. So if they want to, you know, they want to talk to him about that, then right. by all means. But I thought he did a good job of when he passed Tyler, he kept it pretty clean. Um, he Definitely got aggressive with Breezy. He actually went for the same takeout that he got Marvin on uh, in that turn. You know, and, and I don't know if he just felt like that was the only way to pass on the track, which I could see because it was difficult to pass, or he's just fed up with uh, you know not being on the podium or what the deal is. But yeah. man, he, he was bound and determined to get to the front. Uh, Chad Reed sets the all-time starts record this weekend, Kiefer in in Tampa, passing Mike Larocco. All-time 450 Supercross starts. That's great. I think it's awesome. It's a monumental thing that he's doing, but I don't know. Maybe JT knows, but I don't really know if he really gives a shit about it. Oh, he, he does. Does he? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's a big I deal. know he gave a shit about being the oldest winning guy. He wants to get that, too, okay. for sure. Yeah. Um, I just, I'm a little worried because I don't, I, I always hear, I always watch his thing after, you know, the races, his little video that he does, and he says, yeah, we have little small victories, and we're getting a little bit better here and here, but when I watch him ride or I'm on paper, I don't see huge improvements or any really small things that are making me like, hmm, okay, he's coming around. Like, I don't, I don't see it. Yeah, I don't know. I thought it'd be better by now too. Yeah, I did. Yep, yeah. yep. I thought he'd be sniffing. I he was a- Go ahead. No, I, I just, I was, yeah, I thought he was a little better in the heat race. Like he, he passed Tickleback. He made some moves back and forth. Um, I have seen so I've seen signs of life there in the in the heat race, but the main event I haven't seen much of anything. So uh, I I agree. I guess I agree and disagree. I've seen a little bit. Uh, definitely not in practice. Definitely not in the main event. But the uh, the heat races seem like there was a little bit there. But do you think it's all conditioning? Um, no, I think it's a combination of no practicing, so he has zero speed at all. You yeah. know, he just doesn't have any intensity. And, uh, I, you know, he just, the fitness is clearly not there either. So there's really, you know, and that's what we talked about so much going into the season where this is going to be rough because somebody show me one thing he has to rely on. You know, he's, he's older than anyone else in the class. He hasn't ridden this bike at all. He hasn't ridden any bike at all because he was hurt. He hasn't been able to train at all because he had a broken, you know, ankle. So he couldn't work out or bicycle or yeah. run or do anything. So he doesn't have speed. He doesn't have fitness. He doesn't have familiarity with the bike. He doesn't have youthful exuberance to, you know, to bounce back from. He doesn't have any of those things. So Testosterone. 
what is what, what is he going to really kind of uh, rely on to get him to the front without any of the aspects that it takes? And that's what we're seeing play out on the racetrack. Well, I agree with all that, but it's cool. He's the all-time no, I think it's cool. record holder. So. No, I, 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 I agree with that, too. I'm just saying it's yeah. for all people that are like, man, like it would be awesome if he was – back up their running top fives again here in a few weeks. And I'm like, I don't uh, yeah, think uh, uh. doing a disservice to what it takes to be up there. Because right now, yeah. he's going a lap down every week. You know, like Blake Blake got third and Pat, and he lapped in the last lap. So yeah. it's, uh, it's a long way to get to where he wants to be. Do you think this is his last year? I don't. I personally don't wow. because he's so stubborn. And he just refuses to basically abide by anybody else's you know rules or designation on when you have to stop so i actually think it's playing more into his hand as far as him wanting to race next year because he's going to have the setup he'll have the bikes you know he'll kind of have everything he wants to to use again yeah and he he's basically going to be like well i'm not going out like that i'm not going to you know i'm not going to go out my last season as getting 15th every week and i think that will fuel him to come back and be as prepared as he can be. And, and what that looks like, I don't know. Is that a top five guy? Is that yeah, a top yeah. I don't know. But I really feel like he, this is doing more as far as motivating him than less because he is doing so bad. I agree with you. I don't think, I don't think he's packing it in not like this. Um, before we get to no, the fo- he would just never he would just never end it like this. Before no we way. go to the X-Brown goggle tear-offs and uh, the phone lines, we've got a, all our lines are full with questions. Uh, I got an email, JT, from Zane. Hey, Steve, a friend and I attended the Dallas Supercross through the Rocky Mountain ATV MCKTM VIP with JT. It was the best Supercross experience I've ever had, and I've been to quite a few at Dallas. Getting to go through the race rig to track walk with all the riders was awesome, and the seats up in the press box were the best way to watch the race. JT was awesome. Anytime any of us had questions or needed anything, JT was there with answers or, or, or went above and beyond to meet our needs. I would highly recommend anyone who is thinking about going to Supercross to go through the VIP with JT. Thanks for all the great content that Pulpamex puts out. You do guys do a great job with it. Hashtag Nets. Hashtag Freecade. Good job, JT. Zane. Loved your program, JT. <laughs> yeah, Zane's a nice guy. And, and honestly, you know, the, the program's been awesome. It gives me purpose and it helps, you know, it definitely helps the team as far as uh, paying bills. But for me, man, I get to meet so many people that I would never meet otherwise. And there's so many fans that this this is what they love. Like motorcycles and supercross and dirt bikes are just like Keeper. Like this is their passion. This is what they live for. And it, it's just cool to get to interact with those people. And, and that's what I do all day. Like that's what I'm there for is to, to get to know these people. And, uh, man, it's, it was really unexpected when I started the program. I didn't, you know, I didn't see that coming, but that's been one of the one of the coolest aspects is meeting all these people that you know we sh- we all share interests. So. The uh, hmm. the VIP at San Diego who brought me the cheesies. Thank you to that guy. That was fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Well, and, and most of these people are pulp fans, so you get a lot of uh, a lot of kindred spirits in these programs for sure. A lot of weirdo pulp fans, <laughs> which we all can vouch for. Uh, first up, Trevor. What's up, man? You want to talk about Tyler Bowers and Barsha? What's happening? Yeah, I was wondering, uh, is, is Bowers not to blame at all for landing on Barsha a little bit? He was right in front of him when he tripled. No, no, no because so quick. the dude. guys were coming off in practice and coming off that triple and, and almost landing at the face and still making the triple, landing at the face of the triple and still doing it. Uh, the first lap of the race, like, I, I don't see it, JT, right? I don't see Bowers. Yeah, I, I would wonder once, 
Barsha had calmed down is, you know, not on any sort of pain meds or anything for surgery or anything to ask him why he didn't triple there. Because mm-hmm. just knowing from personal experience, even in first year, I've done triples in first year before. So I don't, I watched it a bunch of times in slow-mo and it, he backs out of it completely mm-hmm. and goes to the double. And I don't, I, I don't know why he could have made it for sure. So yeah. Yeah. it would be interesting to hear his, his, and you know, opinion of how that all played out. Um, and for Bauer, yeah. man, it, Slap yeah. on triple, and you're in second. Like you're going for it. Like you're you're not going to back out of it there unless you absolutely have to. So what else? Uh, what else, Trevor? What else is on your mind? Well, so the other thing was uh, everyone keeps bashing on this makeup to mud thing, and and I agree it's not the best show, but it's gotten my wife wanting to actually ride. She's never had any ambition to, oh, and well. every week we watch it, and she just goes, you know what? She goes watching these girls. She goes, I smell like I know any girls that ride. She goes, but this makes me actually want to do it, and I'm like. Well, hell, there it goes, and it's actually working. That's like, that's awesome. No, that's it. good to hear. I, I'm not going to bash it. Uh, I find it more interesting well, than the you guys. But no, no, yeah, no people, but people, people in general. Yeah, you no, know. no, for sure. And I said I'm not going to. I find it more interesting than the uh, the the vets from last year, the guys who were making buggies and stuff. Like to me, this yeah, is a little that more. Didn't seem all that entertaining. No, so you know, people need to realize it's a bought and paid for thing by Toyota to make you feel good about Toyota, and so I'm glad it's working, man. Yeah, no, thanks. Yeah, it's it's. I know it makes me excited. So yeah, good to hear. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. I mean, I like it. I think it. I mean, I had chicks. I shouldn't say chicks because yeah. Jamie doesn't like. It. Jamie I had. Yeah, we're I, we're trying to do this all gender equality. Okay. Get women riding, and then you call them chicks. <laughs> Way to go. Cooper. I had these women in my shootout, and I thought it was cool because they love riding just as much as we do. And uh, I watched this makeup to mud. And I I watched the last one. I thought that was the best one yet. So yeah. I, I'm interested in it. Uh, Jimmy, what's happening? What's your uh, What's your question, Jimmy? Just curious, Steve. What do you think about Hanny this year? Well, I'm waiting to see. Uh, yeah, he he showed up this weekend. He was very upset at not being in the he A. He showed practice. up. Yeah. Oh. He rode. I mean, well, oh. seconds off everybody else. What? I look at his practice times from yeah. when he was out there. He was ten seconds off. Yeah, it wasn't good. I don't think he put in one whole lap. I really don't. He was upset at the AMA for not putting him in the A practice. He sent out a tweet making fun of, of Thule. Uh, he, he texted John Gallagher a bunch of things um, from the FIM. And Which him and Gallagher have had. No, yeah, they, they are not buddies. Interesting history as it, but, as it is. But, JT, would you have put Hanny in A practice? I wouldn't have. No, I don't, I don't think so. No. I, mean, I can understand Hanny being upset, but by the letter of the, of the rule and how it's all played out, yeah, I don't. I don't. So. I, I don't see how Hanny would, would belong there. Um, well, if he, and, and all he has to do is do it one weekend, go out, get a lap time, go through the motions, get yourself in the main event, and then you will be in a practice, you know, at in Tampa this weekend if yeah. you walk up to the main yeah. event. Yeah. So, Jim, it, uh, it hasn't gone well, Jimmy. It's not gone, not gone well. I think it was just an e- it was it was a shot to his ego, and that's. But is that why he didn't try well. any JT? Is that why? No, he didn't? I don't. I just don't think he's ready at all. all right. So it just seems like he didn't even really try, though. No, he didn't. No. Yeah. Well, he tried to put some laps together, but I, I think he's nowhere near ready yet. So yeah. those laps didn't go very well on a track he's not used to. Yeah. All right, Jimmy. Thanks, man. So falling into the vital don't rabbit do it. hole. Don't do it. Oh boy. <laughs> back back away. You know, Step away. He had to hang up his bike and everything else, and that you know nut up wasn't going to be with him. 
Uh, I don't know. I don't don't know anything about that. Like, I guess we'll just see going forward. I know Suzuki was like, look, Josh, we gave you bikes. Michelle is hurt. You got to ride. Somebody has to be put on this bike. We need RMs in the main event or at least in the night show. So Suzuki was saying, hey, we're going to put somebody on your bike. Like you, we need a bike. That's part of the deal. And he, and so he was maybe forced to go before he was ready or whatever. But he, his speed looked off for sure. Um, now Phil, Phil told me at the test track, and he looked amazing. So he always looks amazing when he rides. Though. He's a great rider. Yeah, he is a good rider. Yeah. So, so the, the 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 long story short, Jimmy, is we have more questions than answers. Yeah. When it comes to we'll see you next week. All right. Stay off of Vital. Thanks, man. I think. I- I think part of the problem, part of the problem too, is you know the, the Suzuki test track is typically rock hard and and yeah. there's nothing rough or ruddy or anything, and then you go to a track that's just beat to hell, which would have been the 450B practice after all the A guys were out there. Yeah, yeah, I think that changes the changes the situation pretty quickly if you're not if you're not quite ready yet. Right. I think that shows up pretty quickly. Uh, Casey, what's happening? How are you? What's your question? Hey, Steve, first I want to say I loved the Nets question and Marvin's blank look at the press conference. Thank you, yes. I just I just wanted to get a feeling on how the riders felt about the Nets. I felt it was, <laughs> it was time. So, um, I, You know, I've been a fan. I've been riding since I was five, and I'm 42 now. Um, and I've watched Supercross for years. It, is it just me, or does it seem like there's um, more people that don't get back on the track near where they go off. And I know the rule is try to be as reasonable as possible, but you see the guy wipe out on the concrete and then the the other guy that had the head-on collision. Mm. I just wonder. Yeah. And then, like with Savachi last year, yeah. um, getting penalized. AP, oh at, uh, AP, AP at Oakland? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, no. Um, I don't know. JT, what do you think? Think there's more of it going uh, on? They're definitely cracking down on it. Look at, you know, heart ramp. And look at uh, AP, and I mean they're definitely not giving anybody any leniency on uh, yeah. that deal. I think going down the side of the lane, it's really tough to get back on. Yeah, it really is. They have tough blocks lining the entire side, you know, part of sponsorship and uh, just to keep people on the track. Um, I think everybody's going to reassess it after the that lane shock crash. <laughs> but mm. uh, yeah, yeah. I think as long as you don't hold it wide open along the side, I think it's okay. Um, yeah. Uh, also, you know, it, it makes you wonder, like, in 2009 at Daytona, J-Lock cut off so much of the first turn, and he led forever, and nothing happened. And you, you just go back to that, and you're like, why Why wouldn't you penalize him for that? Like, yeah. nothing was done, and then now they're doing it the other way. But I guess you can't really open a can of worms from years ago, you know? But well, I, uh, I saw Michael Lessey at Daytona. This would have been, man, 2011, maybe. But he got knocked. He got drilled in the corner, like, at the very end, like, down by where everybody sits to watch. Yep. Uh, the far corner, he got knocked off the track on the first lap. Somebody went in and plowed him. He went over the berm, and I went, like, I was right behind him, and I went past him. He, and I was, like, through the whoops, and there's always those tabletop sections uh-huh. down that way. He passed me going, I don't know, 65 miles an hour. (laughs) (laughs) And passed all of us and went from, like, 15th to, like, 6th. Right. That lane. And then nothing ever happened. Yeah. Yeah. Here you go. You're in. Yeah, I was so Um, pissed. Thanks, Casey. Thanks for the call. Yep, thank you. I'm with Casey. It seems like there's more guys doing it. Yes, Kiefer. 
What uh, did you talk about Savachi and the dig dug that picked up his bike last week? Yeah, pretty Dude, gnarly. Who? I got pissed when I saw this. I no, I mean, hold on. Let okay. me let me state my All case. Right, okay. Does Feld hire the dig dug dudes knowing that they know anything about dirt bikes? I don't know. He picked up the bike underhanded. Yeah, JT, dig dug picked up the JT bike underhanded. Mentioned that JT, didn't you? Who picks yeah, up a bike that way? The undergrip is immediately going to roll the throttle on. <laughs> he, I, I slow mode it. And I'm like, I got so pissed when I saw it. I'm like, who the hell picks up a motorcycle that okay, way? Okay, the bike, the throttle was stuck. Okay. Oh, yeah. Throttle was stuck when he got to it. Yes. Okay. But he picked yes, yes, the bike yeah, up yeah, yeah. underhanded. Yeah. That's, but you always pull the clutch in. Always. Yes. And that's what I'm saying. Does, does Feld say, okay, hey, dig dug dudes, do you, know, do you ride dirt bikes? Do you know anything about dirt bikes? Because obviously that dude... Knew nothing about motorcycle. I mean, that is, you know, you learn that shit when you're six years old when you ride a bike. That's it. You just learn it. And that guy didn't do it. I'm like, man, that's, um, I can't see that happening all the time. Yeah. It's, uh, I don't know. I don't know. But that was pretty, pretty gruesome. JT, uh, Kiefer's theory on the Roxon crash from last week was that Roxon's throttle was wide open, not because he fell into the rut and not because he was kind of, coming up next to, you know, his body position wasn't out of it, but because he was coming in to scare Coop, and his throttle was pinned already coming, you know, into the turn, and then he got squirrely, and then, you know, his, his he fell off the clutch, and, and the bike went, but Kiefer's theory is that Roxon was like, hey, I'm I'm scaring the shit out of you, I'm wide open right now, coming into the turn. Um, Yeah, I hadn't really thought of that, maybe. I, I think yeah. more he was trying to get super aggressive, like to rail through the corner. But yeah, either way, I mean, yeah. the throttle was definitely wide open and he was definitely super pissed off at Cooper. <laughs> if you um, go, if you go back JT and look at it, the last whoop that he goes through, he, mm -hmm. you see him pull in the clutch and he twists the throttle wide open, you know, can, you know how to scare someone like you're going to ram him. Yep. Yeah, he, yeah. Do, he does that and he goes to pivot, but he never releases the clutch or releases the throttle until he's in the rut to go. And then he releases it, and brap, that's what happened. Yeah, yeah th that wheel spin really bit. I, I can see your theory there. The wheel yeah. spin is what really screwed him. Because it spun and then caught, and then he was he was done at that point. Uh, Hunter, what's happening? Do what's we, your question about that? On, oh, sorry. One more, Go ahead, JT. Thing. Do we think that his arm maybe not being quite strong enough had anything to do with him mm. not being able to hold on to it? Yeah, I didn't think about that. Yeah, maybe, right? Yep. You Could never, be, yeah. never know, right? You'll, and you never find out, you know, like you never know. No, yeah, yeah, there's yeah. no way to answer that. Right. I was just thinking about it. Like, if, if he's 100% that the injury last year never happened, yep. does he have the arm strength to hold on to that? It's, right. it's an interesting, you know, question yep. to ask. Yep. You just never answer. Uh, Hunter, what's up, man? Hey, what's up, guys? Um, I was going to refer to the collision in the 250 heat race. I guess it was the first one. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, I was watching it with my family, and we didn't realize the collision happened until they, like, zoomed out of the entire track before a commercial break or something, and we saw the medical unit out there, um, and, and they never sh showed another replay. So we were wondering, first off, why, and then I've even seen Instagram posts that have been deleted of the replay. Are they? And then I saw maybe some speculation that they're hiding it because that was deemed an unsafe section of the track have y'all heard any who's, reason why they haven't well, shown that who's deleting it like on what feeds who's sent, who's posting it well it was just a random instagram post that somebody direct messaged me and then next time i looked in there the um the the huh. post was gone so i'm not sure 
Yeah, I, I don't know how they would be able to do that. The for one everybody. I the one I looked at right now, it's still up. And MX fails. No, Cooksey has it up. Okay, it's an MX fails one that I watched too. Yeah, they didn't really um, they didn't really talk about much about it. Um, probably because yeah, they, it looked like it was. Why didn't they have a, ban- a, a, a a tough block there? But I mean that they've never really had tough blocks in those situations, you know, before. Um, as soon yeah. as it happened, they went over and grabbed a giant tough block and put it there, you know, to stop that from happening again, which is props to them. But, yeah. I mean, I, you know, you can always mm-hmm. second guess this stuff for sure down, you know, down the line. I, maybe they didn't have a good angle of it on the TV, on the TV right. broadcast, you know. Um, yeah. Real, I didn't, real I scary. Didn't, yeah, I didn't know if there was, like, protocol for, um, for if a – crash was particularly gruesome like i'm sure they screen it before yeah. they replay it yeah some of that maybe came into effect it was ugly john ames broke uh, i think he has a broken leg uh from what i heard not confirmed just something i heard and uh the other guy was okay what was the other guy's name again that's uh, a good I question forget, i don't remember chaz sorry Braden. chaz braden chaz yeah. braden um so it was ugly man luckily both guys saw each other and they were like kind of like stop and starting Which way a little to go, bit yeah. you know so yeah. um no uh why did ames hit the brakes though what yeah, I don't know. Why didn't Ames hit the brakes? That's what I couldn't figure out. Like, hey, you're you're on the other lane. You hit the brakes at some point. Yeah, like, never never hit the brakes ever. Yeah. Until they, like, um, but but Hunter, yeah, I don't I don't, I don't think there's any big grand conspiracy, you know, with that. Myself, okay. maybe, maybe I'm wrong, but cool. All right, guys. Thank See you, you, man. Appreciate it. Dark side, what's up? What's going on, guys? Good seeing you this weekend, dude. Your pony is so long. I can't believe you haven't noticed that all the times I've seen you because it's always down. But don't you have it? Didn't you have it tucked into some sort of skull cap thing? Well, I always wear the bandana, but it's always still a long ponytail in the back. Do, do you always? You, so you don't put the pony up into the skull cap? Uh, uh-uh, no. And then I've never noticed it. Yeah, then I never noticed yeah. it. But I looked over and it is glorious. It's <laughs> it's so long, it's, bro. It's down to my ass. Have you ever, yeah. have you ever used? Have you ever used it as a fire escape? No, I, I saw Weeds put some tweet or something like that, or repelling from the stadium or something. I don't remember. But so no, when, no, not. So when do you take it? When do you take the elastic bands out and just let it go? Let yeah. everything fly. Dude, when we're at metal concerts, of course. You know, when you're out in the mosh pit, you gotta let it swing. Oh my god, dude! You need to take it out. Right. Do an Instagram video of you headbanging with the hair everywhere. I gotta see this. <laughs> oh, I, I know I've got pictures, but yeah, but I don't have any video, but. All right, man. I'll get it taken care of. I'll that, take... JT, does Fly I'm make that Pantera? Yo, go ahead. I was say I'm surprised you didn't do it with that Pantera guy there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Vinnie Paul was there, bro. I missed that. Yeah, my buddy, you know, my, my co-host Mark said something about it, and I was downstairs or so. I was I was out with Hal helping tear down the Saturday tent, and I missed all that. Yeah, you should have been there when Blair was introducing him and just headbanging in front of him back yeah. and forth. Walk. <laughs> I'm a cowboy from hell, Vinny. Cowboy from hell. What, JT? I, know, yeah, J- I just didn't know who that guy was. You didn't know who Vinny oh, Paul okay. was, JT. Okay. Like, you seriously never heard of him? No, Vinny- I, thought he was, I thought he was some, like, bear man. Like, <laughs> bear man? What the fuck know, is a bear like, man? He looks like half man, half bear. <laughs> I'm a bear man. Have you heard of Dimebag? Do you know who Dimebag is? Who? Dimebag Daryl. Dimebag Daryl. He died, right? Yeah, that's his brother. Oh, okay. And Eddie Van, Hale, Eddie Van Halen, Eddie Van Halen put his guitar in in Don Bags in Don Bags yes. uh, coffin. Don was murdered Don on stage Darryl. while Vinny was playing the drums right in, right behind him. Oh shit! Do you know any of that, JT? 
he was literally murdered? Yeah. Yes. A, a crazy fan walked on stage because he was mad that, their, that Pantera broke up and they were in a new band and shot him in the face. <sighs> Tried killing Vinny and the, um, the security jumped on him and a, sheriff, a cop came out and shot him. The, the shooter. That's what Steve, that's what Steve's going to do to Eddie Van Halen. No, I am not. No, I am not. Stop it. First of all, where am I going to get? Where am I going to get a gun from? That's true. Yeah, good, good point. <laughs> oh wait, it's America. I got one under the couch, the cushion, the cushion. Anyways, all right. Listen. Okay. Listen. Get a motocross. Listen, dark side. Listen. Listen. Yeah. That that is a glorious pony, and and I've never. I can't believe you have that. And all right, let's move on. Okay. So two quick questions. Um, from what I've noticed, they only have one set of nets at the track, but there's more than one bolter in it. I mean, is that all they have? Is it just because they're testing it out, or do you even know? They have two nets. They've used two this year. In two different sections? Yes. Okay, I had not noticed that. I believe, okay. well, I believe so. JT, am I, am I right? They've had nets set up in two, two turns before? I thought they had, I thought, I thought they had two at one, one race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. two. Yeah, okay. but but what okay, they I'm needed just, what they yes. needed to do was put it in that second turn and make a bowl turn there, yep. because yep. that's would have saved it. That would have been glorious. Like I don't understand. Because somebody could have tripled in there, it would have changed the section. Absolutely, that's exactly why I wanted a net up so you can put a bowl <laughs> turn there. Do we know yeah. if they tested the nets before and how do they know they work? Well, we saw a cold neck. It but I'm fantastic. saying before they brought them in. Yes, they did test them. Okay. All right. So they it. had like some, some. They had some random guy just like running into him with a bike. I think they tried to recruit JT, and he said no. <laughs> All right. Well, my didn't other question is. Like, um, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, didn't they like catapult, catapult something into it or something. Get one of those guys from the circus that gets shot out of a cannon. They don't do the circus anymore. Oh yeah. Okay. All right. So the other question, real quick, is um, with uh, Barsha being hurt and. Uh, you know, with Grant being out, is there any chance of somebody like Tyler Bowers or Kyle Chisholm getting moved up into a ride like that, you think? I think Bowers would step in. Kiefer, do you agree? I think Bowers is going to get that, dude. He's riding good enough to get it. I don't understand why they I wouldn't. I mean, there's literally only one other Cowie out there, and it's Bowers. Yeah, right. And Dylan Raper. Devin Raper. Yeah, right. So. Bowers. Uh, yeah. And Monster has a deal where they need bikes on the track. Honda, I don't think, replaces Roxon. They don't have an outside sponsor. And Yamaha... JT, who would you go with? I mean, I don't know. Right, into the, uh, right into the heat. Do you bring right. up one? Do you bring up a star guy? I, I don't know. You know, Chisholm. I, I mean, there's not a, anybody that jumps off the page. So, mm-hmm. yeah, not easy. All right, Dark Side. Anything else? All right, guys. All right. I think that's it, man. I really enjoyed it. Uh, good hanging out with you guys this weekend. All right, send me that video. I'll I'll, I'll make one. All right, thanks. See you. Uh, all right, let's do the X-Brown Goggle tear-off segment real quick, if we can. X-Brown Goggle is the choice of champions everywhere, like Lane Shaw. Don't ask questions. It's the X-Brand tear-off segment. 15-second rapid-fire Q&A. Rapid-fire. These questions submitted by Corey Moser. You know him at all? Anybody? No. Anybody? No? All right. Uh, never heard of him. No, me neither. Um, I've, heard, I've heard he's uh, – actually, I have. He's having a great time playing Pulp and Max Fantasy. Yeah, and, uh, that's true. He's really enjoying it, I heard. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, this is uh, X-Brand Goggles, a choice of champions everywhere. Kyle Chisholm, where is X-Brand? And uh, Warm in the main event. Among others others out there, uh, eksbrand.com. Use the 
Use the code PAPAMEXSHOW18 to save. If you don't wear X-Brand, you won't win. It's that simple, everybody. Uh, all right, let's do this, Marks. Steven. Yes. As a member of the RM Army, yes. what is the official don't ask, don't tell policy? When will the gay Suzuki rider be announced? Oh, we're still <laughs> waiting on that gay Suzuki rider. This Apparently. is in 2002. Yes. Uh, we have an open door policy. Remember? Yeah. Remember when you thought the chaplain was going to introduce him? That was the rumor, JT. That was the rumor. <laughs> <Chaplain> was gonna... <laughs> Do you remember the, the facial expression and the response he gave you when you, when you asked him if that was true? <laughs> no, you did. I didn't ask him. Or someone else asked him. I didn't ask. Sounds him. like something I would ask. Maybe him. we. Maybe we. Did. Someone maybe asked we him, did. and yeah, exactly. That was. It wasn't me though, but yeah, I did hear about it. So, uh, I don't know who it is. The gay Suzuki rider. We're still trying to find out. But he was coming out at riders' meeting. That was. That was so wildfire for about six weeks in the pits. Oh my god. Okay. All right. JT, has there ever been a rider as fast as Tomac that was as inconsistent? James Stewart. Yeah, nice question, Moser. He was distracted. Yeah. Kiefer, which Olympic athletes are hotter, summer or winter, and who is the hottest Olympian? Uh, I don't know enough about the chicks, but for sure, summer. Volleyball. You can't mess with it. All right, 7.5. I don't think so. Those chicks are so tall. (laughs) JT's out on that. Stay away from those. Hey, can you pull your mic up and talk into it? You're talking down into it right now. Yeah, there we go. Hello. Yeah, better. Okay. okay. Steve. Yep. Jimmy D got a podium. Filthy Phil hasn't. Doesn't that alone justify the decision for JGR to take the Ripa outdoors? No. JT. That was fast. That was a fast answer. That was a very fast answer with uh, not much to expand on. Collaboration. JT. Do you think Reed is pulling down more than 200K take-home pay to race Supercross this year? Yes. With all the things he's doing and all the uh, sponsors and everything, I yes, I would say, I would actually guarantee that. Yes. All right. Kiefer, mm-hmm. how much longer do you foresee Dirt Rider being around? It's gone. I mean, it's, uh, it's web, web, web. It's web only. So completely shut down, I would say by the end of this year. Alan Brown. Nah, he's done, I think. No, he's there this weekend. He's still writing for Dirt Rider Online. Really? Yeah. Good for him. All right. Do you think they get super pissed whenever they see something like what MXA tweeted this weekend, and then those guys are like, we can't even stay in business right now, and MXA is still talking with tweets like that? That's a good question. I don't know. But Kiefer, hey, Kiefer's not going to say anything because he loves that Eklund guy. They're bros. I like Daryl. I, I like Daryl, too. Yeah, really like yeah great guy. I, that, yeah. That, was, that tweet was rough. That's probably Daryl. Like that, that's Daryl who tweeted that, I would bet. No, it wasn't Daryl. I, I have no idea. I don't know who has control of that, but yeah. I do. Daryl's a nice guy. That was a rough, rough go. Well, I tried out. to make peace with Daryl. He didn't have very much, much, much interest in that. And I'm still yeah, you're pretty so. brutal, though. You, you, don't, you don't pull any punches, so. I'm pretty brutal. Actually, I wish. You are with that stuff. Like you're, you're really harsh on MXA. Dude, hey Daryl, when when you take things from my Twitter account and then post them as breaking news and don't give me credit, I'm kind of pissed. Why is it every time I'm on the show this comes up? It's Does so- it come up when I'm off the show? <laughs> no, it's JT. It's the the. It's stir- no, it wasn't. Yes, JT, JT fucking stirred it up. JT stirred it up right now. Yeah. Hey, what about what about our? We have a text uh, chain today with a certain uh, factory level rider, and he's in a group text. 
And he said something about Mathis always stirring the pot. And I said, Mathis lives in a giant pot and sleeps on a giant spoon. <laughs> That's not all true. Mathis does all day long. That's not true. Uh-huh. That is not true. If you want something to get out, you tell Mathis. All right, Phil, whatever. All right, next question. Steve, where does Cooper Webb land next year? I don't know because I think if he turns it around, not turns it around because he's riding well, if he gets some wins this year and podiums, maybe he stays. You know, I mean, everybody said he was going to KTM. And maybe he still is, but I'm not sure about that. Ride I don't red. Know. Ride red, I don't know. He was a ride red guy at one point mm. on the Honda. Mm-hmm. 105? 100? What is that thing? 150. 150. Would you think he was ride red on what? Cannondale? Yeah, we, we got it. Yeah, we picked up on that. Jam, jam. Hold on, hold on. Hold You're on. flustering him. Fluster? Hold on. Fluster? Yeah. Fuck you. There you go. <laughs> okay, next question. <laughs> G- <laughs> JT, with WPS headline sponsor of both Supercross and Motocross, what's next? The GPs? <laughs> uh, world domination. Pulp MX domination. JT, I'll sell you all of Pulp to WPS. Okay? Everything. You guys can have it as your official media source at WPS. You can take it all. You can take everything. All the shows. You're taking me too? Can we we pay you to keep the website? (laughs) What do you mean, pay me to keep the website? (laughs) That's fucked up. We just don't want the website. We We want everything else. You can have everything else, and I'll shut the website down. Yeah. Okay, perfect. And you can have marks and everything, all of it. That's fucked up. You're getting rid of us. Take Heather. Take take Kiefer. God. It's all yours. Okay. Nobody it's gets all, to say. It's all DP, WPS. DP. Easy. What kind of discount do it's we? It's all get double to take penetration. Don't worry about it. What's that? <laughs> what kind of discount do we get if we take the dogs? How many dogs do you want? Do you want the one with the giant tumor on the we side? We have an too? extra one today too, by the yeah, way. Yeah, we have an extra one. Three and a half. All right. You can have it. Every we get a discount for Benny because he can't see. All right. Benny's dead. All right, he died a long time ago. <laughs> oh, 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 crap! Which one's the one? Way, that way to go, Dick. Too soon. <laughs> D- Dad, you're a Dick. Benny couldn't see out of one eye and couldn't hear and had no teeth. <laughs> I didn't know he passed away. I do feel like an asshole. Thanks but. for caring. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, he, next question. Honestly, he, he's in a better place because he, man, like, let's be real. He had no teeth. He couldn't see. He couldn't hear. But that's not the quality of life's not there for him. Yeah, he still so. wagged his tail. <laughs> Okay, next question. Uh, Kiefer, last one. Describe the ideal way to watch a Supercross race from home. Mm. Live, on delay, watching while reading social media, eating a sandwich. Or getting oral. Or getting oral. Mm. While eating a sandwich. Okay. (laughs) Unlike what you might think, it's TiVo'd. Eat dinner, go in the jacuzzi, come out of the jacuzzi, sit. Heather doesn't fuck with me when I watch the show. Because I don't like to be bothered, because I like to study. And uh, I'm in peace. Everyone's quiet, hanging out on the couch. Got a fire built. Perfect night right there. And so you're not on social media then? Because you. I do occasionally get on social media, but I don't like don't like it because right. it, yeah. it's, it's. I don't know how you tweet so much when you're watching the race because you can't watch the race. It's tough, but I got magic fingers. That's spooky. So. All right. Next question. <laughs> X-Brand goggles, the choice of champions everywhere. Uh, we thank X-Brand goggles. If you don't wear X-Brand, you will not win. Kyle Chisholm wearing X-Brand, among others. How's that? What else, JT? Anything else? Mm. When's this? Oh, Springline Daytona? 
Oh, boy. Uh, tentatively, we may move it, but as of right now, yes, but I, I can't say move, that. Move it closer, move it away. Um, if we move it, it would go further out. That's bullshit. Uh, yeah, just for a lot of areas, it's early. Like, these places keep getting blanketed with snow, and it's, yeah, it just doesn't make sense in some areas. So we're... Some people... We're, Options. Some people count on Daytona for the release of Fly Gear, so do I not know, disappoint. Uh, Johnny, what's up, man? How are you? Hey, what's up, guys? What's up? Man? I uh, I was calling in because I uh, I heard y'all talking about me. I think on last show, I'm the guy that scored four points in fantasy. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> Chris is buddy, but we I think we figured out it couldn't be four points. We figured out it can't be four. What do you mean? Because well, I I did uh I did a first lap leader. Oh, maybe then, huh, JT? But uh, I just think, it was I, bad actually, team. I think I, I remember looking two. at it. And it was a bad team. Yeah, yeah, so, I don't think yeah. it was. A, it, I had Roxon and Cooper Webb. Yeah, it's not good, bro. I mean, I, it's not good. <laughs> no, but they. I felt like they would do awesome, but I guess not. Yeah. All right. Anything else? <laughs> yeah, I was <laughs> I was calling to see if uh see if Kiefer was racing amateur day in Atlanta. No, I'm gonna go to Randy Richardson's um right after the race. I'm gonna go do some mountain biking on Sunday. And then uh come home on Monday. So I'll be there Saturday. Where are you staying Sunday night? Sunday night? Yeah. Randy's. Okay. I ain't paying for a hotel Sunday night. Uh we already booked it so you gotta pay for the No, I pay Saturday night and yeah. Friday night. Yes. I'm not paying Sunday night. No, you're not. No. Yeah. All right, Johnny. No, he's not racing. But uh, I am racing. That would be there, cool if you did, though. I want. Well, I originally yeah. wanted to do Anaheim with yeah. Aiden, but right. Aiden wanted to do something else. So. Okay. All right. Oh, yeah. All, right. Awesome. All right. All right, Johnny. Thanks, man. See you, Johnny. See ya. Four points, Thank everybody. That guy was awesome. I yeah. love. Uh, <laughs> I love people that aren't used to being on the show, and they, you know, they just. Oh, I picked. I picked Webb and Roxton, and I thought they'd do awesome, but. Uh, apparently not. <laughs> yeah, no, he's, he's bummed out. Uh, John, what's up? It. You want to talk about starting gates? Yeah, well, I guess first of all, I'd just like to say I'm a huge fan of the show. and Thank you. You know, I don't know that this gets said enough, but, I mean, I, as a fan of the sport, I appreciate all the content that, you know, that Paul Max puts out. You know, the pro circuit post-race interviews, the follow-up show. I mean, it's up Sunday night, four to five hours of, you know, live content on, on, on Mondays. I mean, it's just really, yeah. I think it, it's, you're underappreciated. I, I am, too. I, I am. You're absolutely right. I am. Yep. <laughs> Um, but, but yeah, I do have I've a question. Had to go and do I think, it. What? I think that the um, the metal starting gates. I mean, I'm I'm not a big fan of of the starting gates in the sense that I think it kind of takes some of the skill and the art out of you know getting a good start, and it takes away the advantage of of maybe having a better gate pick uh, from whether qualifying or from from the yeah, heat races. Yeah, I, I, uh, I I agree with you. Yeah. And and I think it also creates a situation where you have more bikes piling into the first turn and, and maybe that's one of the reasons why we've had you know some 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 issues in in the first turn corners i'm not so sure about that Kiefer. what do you think though i don't think so either i think uh i do think they should if they if they really want to make it an even they say we did this to make it even for picking and starting they want to do that i would say put the grate a little bit past the 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 gate itself 
maybe make the grate go two to three feet past the gate and that I think will kind of make it even for everyone because the rut gets so bad and dug out from the guys right in front of it. Why wouldn't it get bad right in front of that three foot piece you put there? I think you'll have more speed okay. and more time to jump oh, so and not. get it straighter. Yep. You know, so yep. when you're when you're jumping off the gate um, and you're kind of still kind of wiggling and, and trying to put the power down, I think you'll gain a little bit more speed if you have the grate ahead of the gate itself. So well, that's my theory. I think we should take away the start devices and put put the dirt back and make it old school. No doubt. Cross grade again. Yeah, make Supercross great again. Uh, thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. Well, well I got one other thing. I mean, sure. any, I know you're not necessarily a big Ricky Carmichael fan, but I mean, I watch the, 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 the broadcast religiously, and yep. I mean, is it just me? Or, I mean, I mean, he cannot put two coherent senses together, or listen, I mean, or am I, I being no? Too listen, harsh? I, if I stay away, if I say anything, yeah, <laughs> I, I'll get in trouble. But JT, go ahead. No thanks. I'm out. I'll say something. I don't think Ricky's as bad as everyone thinks it is. I think uh, we need something new in the booth. Uh, I think everything's not, great. Everything's awesome. Nothing is wrong with... with Up with Feld. <laughs> Up with the TV broadcast. Ralph and Jeff, fine. But to me, I feel like I watched NFL this year and Romo did an excellent job. Like, he's enthusiastic. He knows the sport. He tells you what's going to happen. He's been there. Like, you're involved in the in the game when he's in, when he's doing color. Well, Dun- Dungey was no Romo either. <laughs> no, but that's what I'm saying. I feel like Daniel on Supercross Live is more of Romo-ish because he... Daniel's he, great. He gets involved. He knows what's going on. He, he elaborates a little bit. And I feel like we need something a little bit better. I'm not saying they suck. It's just I feel like it's time for something new. I, 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 listen. We need Steve in the booth. No, no, no. You, you need... Ricky's terrible, though. He is. He, I, I'm sorry. Sorry, not sorry. Uh, it's, it, I, I just watch it. I'm like, uh, okay. I don't know. It, Ricky's got so much money, so much going on. Does he really care? Is he studying this? Does he care? Probably not. I think when you're at a level of that high, you've been there, done that. It, the lust, the, the kind of yeah. like passion for the sport is not quite there. When, when you put Daniel Blair and Ricky back-to-back because they're doing the same job, yes. Daniel Blair crushes Blows it. Blows him away. So that's all. That's all I'm saying. So you're Fair right. enough. All right. Thanks, John. Appreciate it. Thank you. JT, you agree? I think Daniel's really, really good. Yeah. Okay. I don't. I don't think it's Ricky's strong suit. I think neither do I think it's Dungey's strong suit. I mean, they were two of the best racers ever, um, and everybody has strengths and weaknesses. I don't think that. Yeah, I don't think television broadcasting is their greatest talent. No. Uh, I do think. I do think Daniel's really, really good. I think he has a bright future in that. I agree. Uh, thanks, JT. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate it, man. No worries. Good All times. Right, we'll you, see you in uh, your hometown race, Tampa, this weekend. Kind of. I'll see you in Atlanta, JT. Yeah. JT, Keith. Crazy. We haven't been there since '99. Oh, Timmy passed uh, MC in the heat race in '99. It was glorious. Hey. I won the 125 LCQ that race. Oh, Pete wow. In 1990, was that Miami with the white dirt, or was that uh, '89? No, that 89. was '89. Yeah. '89. '89. That was like sandy supercross, yeah. right? Yeah. Yep. All right. Thanks, JT. Flyracing.com. Yeah, crashed like 38 times. Yeah, and Taiwan or something, right? No, Bradshaw won. I oh, did. Bradshaw passed him like right at the end. Oh, that's right. Uh, flyracing.com. Please check them out for more. Thanks to uh, I'm going to keep Thomas. cutting you off. Then you have to. Then you have to keep saying fly racing again. Boa real. Boa real. Right. Boa real. WPS yeah. is going to own yeah. everything. They own Marks already, and Heather and Kiefer and everybody. So, all right. <laughs> Thanks, man. All right. See you. Guys. See you.
Uh, next up on the show, he's been on hold for a little bit, uh, brought to you by Vertex Pistons, the OEM supplier to KTM Husky, Gas Gas Beta, and all that. No matter what brand of bike you ride, when it's time to rebuild your top end, Vertex Pistons will have your engine performing better than new. Pulp MX Show 2018 is the code at uh, vertexpistons.com. Uh, is that the website? Do I have the website here? Vertex Pistons? Oh, vertexpistons.com. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Stop on your local dealer and ask for a Vertex Piston kit today. I might get a high comp Vertex Piston for the RMZ 450. Some more bottom end up in there? Maybe. To talk about RMZs and more, former pro racer, head of Suzuki Off-Road Racing Division. Your, your boss. My boss, Chris Wheeler. What's up, Chris? How are you, man? Oh, just hanging out. What you guys? Sorry for the weather, but yeah. Thanks for coming awesome. on. We we appreciate that. Um, sorry for putting you on hold, leaving you on hold there for a little bit. Our bad. No, no, it's all good. I'm um, listening. Hey, so uh, first up, congratulations on. Look, you 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 uh, you were probably one of the main guys pushing this deal together with JGR. Came together last second last year. Now this year, you realize you got to get a 250 team out there. It's been a few years since anything had been done with Suzuki's and 250s. Well, you got this four man team from JGR. It started rough, but Hill's got a win. Hill got a podium, then he got a win, and now Jimmy Dakotas with the podium. So congratulations, man. That's got to feel real good for Suzuki and for JGR. Thank you. Yeah, we've all been super happy uh, just to see it finally coming together, like all the work that's put in and seeing all the speed at the track. It's always different, the practice versus racing. So um, finally to see it come come to what we who it could be is, is very uh, mm-hmm. it's very rewarding. It has been right, um, and almost and almost the Wheeler like like with Tomac dominating this weekend. Cowie's probably like, look at look at what could be, look what could be. You know what I mean? He 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 destroyed <laughs> it. So with you, maybe you're looking at Hill and you're like, oh, what could have been had he had Justin started off the year that way? Uh, yes and no. I mean, it was uh, puzzling just because we, like I said, we we yep. saw what what he was doing at the track track leading up to it, but. There was things we were still learning as a team. I mean, JGR is, um, you know, they hadn't done a 250 effort before, and it's been a while for Suzuki. So putting all those pieces together, all the staff in place, you know, get, even getting um, Japan, uh, that faucet turned back on. It was just a lot of moving pieces. And, um, yeah, the first couple of weekends were kind of had to make some switches. Mm-hmm. And Justin was really good about owning it and saying, hey, you know, these are the things that, that – I need to be better at and, mm-hmm. and, you know, voicing that, not writing, just, you know, what, what he felt and um, kind of learning for the future. And that's part of what this 250 program is too. Of, you know, the 250 and 450 piece together connected, um, you know, working with him to develop him into a 450 rider next year. You know, that's, that's, there's a lot of going into it. So uh-huh. he's helping build that 250 program. And I think he's going to ride 450 here soon, right? Can you give us a confirmation from what I hear? It's going to be real soon. Um, they're looking into it. They'll probably know in the next day or two. Okay. Um, just wanted to get him to, to feel out how it is. And right. I mean, it's a, it's, it's, a, it's a lot to that. It's not easy just like, hey, jump on the mic and go. It's, um, you know, see what, what it's like. Um, look at the schedule because it's a little bit different. There's east-west. There's yep. more. There's another east-west coming up quick. So, yep. Um, so yeah, the team's evaluating that, looking at looking at that. So they should know, but they should be able to make a decision here pretty quick. 
Um, look, bad news. You lost RCH last year. You won a title with Roxanne. They folded up shop. Good news is, is like I said, you expanded with JGR on the 250 program. When you first took the job a couple years ago, I was telling you, I'm like, look, man, Yamaha was nowhere with their 250F. When they had an oil tank and a carburetor, right. nobody wanted to ride the thing. Like, there was three of them entered. Out of 60 entries at Anaheim 1 one year, there was four, I think, three in the night show. Mm-hmm. Two were star bikes, one privateer, and there was one other dude on an YZ250F out of the 60 bikes or 58 or whatever it was. And I told you, like, Yamaha was once there, and you guys are there now, and you can get back to where Yamaha is now. Um, and you're like, yeah, we're trying and all that. So two years in, we were like, how's obviously, like I said, you, you lost RCH, but you gained this 250 program. How's things with Suzuki? How's the outlook and getting more bikes on the track and everything else for as far as your master plan? I think it shows that it's coming around. Um, you know, we haven't we haven't deviated from that plan, which was putting a stepping stone into place. You know, we as an amateur, you, you know, you want a place to go to, which would be the next step would be a 250 program, correct? So, you know, we have to get that going and, and then into a 450. So, all the pieces are coming. You know, we we implemented the Arm Army and <clears throat> basically giving um, Suzuki Suzuki enthusiasts, mm-hmm. you know, uh, a common thread and you know something to cheer with. Whether you're you know Weston Pike on the factory bike or you're Steve Mathis out there crushing it in the desert, yes. you're uh, yes. you're part of part of the Arm Army. We're all we're all on the team. So you know, we we implemented that and. <clears throat> Uh, building out our amateur program so it's uh you know the first year that when i started in it was a little bit uh you know we had a couple side steps um you know with rch thing and stuff but it's um you know we are where we are now and i think um the pro side with jgr and, and that collaboration you know it's all about the partnerships and i think we've got a really good partner in them mm-hmm. and uh it's showing you know everybody put their head down and you know, we all expected more out of Hill in the beginning, but nobody, you know, got sideways. Everybody's been working, you know, the, all the staff's been working really well together. Um, and it's showing, you know, it's like, all right, hey, it's going to come around, and it is. Um, so as far as, um, you know, we're doing what we can on the race side to, to mm-hmm. keep developing that and, and, and make sure when, you know, when the new stuff is coming down the pipeline that, that there's stuff for it. There's ready. There's yeah. development in place. There's rides. There's parts. There's all of the above. So, um, if it was just dormant and all of a sudden something new came out, it it you know would, wouldn't make sense. But now uh, we're ready for it. Uh, Henry Miller, Kyle Cunningham both made the main this weekend. Uh, Dusty Pipes is there each weekend um, on this new Hep Suzuki team. How have you been liking those guys? How are they coming together? George Holland's got a piece of it, of course. Former national champion. How's that program coming along for you at Suzuki, in your opinion? Those guys are good. They're they're all working really hard. I mean, you guys know as a, a effort like that, you know, they kind of got, um, you know, not the, the earliest start on everything, but they they the crew worked hard to get um, to get to the first round with the rig. And I mean, I went in there and I couldn't believe what they got done in, in a thirty day period. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you had Henry got broke off pretty bad and I think it was maybe four weeks before yeah. the first race, maybe yeah. less and he still showed up. I was I was I was surprised he was racing, honestly. So I think he's coming around. I mean he made it in the main again and he's been right there. So 
Um, we know he has speed, and it's just getting that experience. So it's it's just getting seat time and not trying not to be injured. That's part mm-hmm. of this whole um, racing thing is getting injured. You just set yourself back. So, yeah, Cunningham's been – I mean, Cunningham's super fast. We all know that. Um, I think, you know, just – They've also been learning that 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 bike, the 450, and um, it's it's there. It's good to have guys in the main representing. And um, and what about uh, what about Pike? What in the heat race this weekend? He's been good all year, but that's yeah, nice really to see good. see Pike get on the box with the, in the heat race win. Yeah, that was we. I was up in the with all the Suzuki guys. We had a bunch. Oh, of, that's uh, right. Sales guys. Hey, Kiefer, yeah, uh, Kiefer Wheeler's bosses and everybody were there this weekend. Oh, so it worked out great. This then. was great. Yeah, yeah. this yeah. was fantastic. Uh, oh, oh, it was perfect. I had a, kind of a funny story about last weekend. I was talking to Weston and the rig between um, between I don't know if it was between practice and the night show or whatever it was, but um, we were talking about. <sighs> Somehow his contract came up or something, and he wasn't a, he wasn't like aware of his. He's like, I don't remember seeing like heat race bon- win bonuses, and I'm like, yeah, you've got a heat race win bonus in there, dude. You like, you know, I'm yeah. like, oh, I didn't, I didn't know that I did. So then, of course, he goes and wins the very next weekend. So I don't, I, don't, I wouldn't call it a coincidence. <laughs> I text him like as he was going over the finish. I text him, and I said, oh, I said, of course. You find out you have heat race win bonuses in the very next race. Right, right. Race, you go out and, and win. I'm like, only Weston. Fucking okay. riders. Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> no, no, no doubt. Um, hey. No, but, but yeah, it was yeah. cool. I mean, he, he, that dude does not uh, let off. He just, no. he off the pegs, whatever, just to get it done. So yeah. it's, he's impressive. He's no, getting I, better every race. No, you're absolutely right. Hey, uh, question for you, uh, Wheeler. So uh, I, obviously I'm, uh, I'm a member of RM Army and I've got this 18 450 hmm. and I like it. It's fine. It's, it's, it's not holding me back whatsoever. It's everything I need. Race techs tune me in with a, with a suspension and, and it's, it's great. So, but let's be honest. It, the bike released this year. It was kind of redone, uh, and it's not didn't do well in the shootouts. Uh, it it I think it got last in everyone but one. It was fifth, and that that can't be great for you guys. But uh, and Kiefer, this this will be your conversation yeah, too. Like, yeah. how do you handle this, Chris? How do you? I mean, you've been there. You for people who don't know, you race pro forever. Then you worked in the R and D in Suzuki forever. Like, and you're friends with all these media guys, and you are plugged in as they come. But when you release this new model and it doesn't you know, it doesn't do that well in these shootouts. Um, how do you handle that, Wheeler? How, what's your initial take on the 18 RMZ? Which, by the way, again, one of heat races weekend is Weston Pike's killing it on it. But what's your take on that? Yeah, the bike's good. The bike's really good. Um, <laughs> these guys are idiots. Start with that. Kiefer's I mean, an idiot. Yeah, jackass. <laughs> no. Well, I mean, well, by the way, hey, Kiefer, I haven't talked to you in a long time, so I didn't get to uh, say hi. I but, um, but, yeah, I mean, like the, all the bikes are really good. Um, as regarding the the, the, the Suzuki 450, um, yeah, there was a lot, lot of changes to the bike frame, suspension, all of the above, um, and it's it's a lot of work developing that out. And I think one of the things on with that shock, mm-hmm. it was so new. It's the only one with it, um, and it's it, it has a completely different feel than what everyone kind of uh, the norm is. So I think. A, um, I think the balance wasn't quite where it should have been out of the crate, uh-huh. um, which is, and it, it really, it, it's nothing. It's just, that's an easy fix. Yeah. It's not like you gotta go do, but I think part of that, um, 
I, I've usually attended the shootouts in years past. We had kind of a change in staff along those lines. So we had kind of different uh, personnel out there. So I think it was a combination of a few little things that didn't really help us out in that. Mm-hmm. So I think if we would have, if we would have done a little bit better job with, um, just getting the balance and sure. settings and Kiefer, you can, you can probably attest to this. You were, you did a shootout with a lot of different guys. So, yeah. um, kind of my takeaway and what I listened to and kind of browsing through all the shootouts probably was the biggest, um, reason of why we were kind of near the tail end was just the balance yeah. online, yeah. which is an easy, easy fix. And you know, it's not like it's a, right. it's not like it's something major that you're like, Oh, this thing, I mean, all the guys that have that have got working on that, they, you know, they're, they're, it's still Suzuki, which is what you know we always focus on is balance, is getting the balance and turning to where it's top of the, the class. Well, the things that that I when I rode, it's here's the thing I try to stress when I did my podcast and all these things. All these bikes are so damn close; they're all good. It's just nitpicking little things in here, you know. And Wheeler, like Wheeler, is one of the OGs. If people don't know this, he's one of the OGs of testing. He's been testing many many years i mean as long as i have i'm I'm pretty sure and uh he knows he's one of the few guys that knows how to set up a bike so going back to the 18 rmz 450 it's just what wheeler said the shock's new it's a new feeling you have to kind of get used to that and then kind of know which direction to go to get a better setup um for me it was just a little bit soft in the fork so it was a little bit unbalanced but i just recently rode one of adrian's at ride engineering has one and he had a piston in it it's little things here and there, and, it's, and some suspension work. And, dude, it's a whole different bike, like way different than what I rode, and so much fun to ride. And when you guys were talking about not a lot of people having an RM and racing an RM, if I was a racer, and this is how I look at things, if I was racing, I would look and see, okay, all these bikes are good. There's not a lot of guys riding Suzuki. So I would go out and get these bikes that aren't on the track a lot, like let's say a Suzuki, because if I do good, I feel like I have more chance to get help because they're going to be looking at me more than an average guy on a Yamaha. Like, almost everyone's on a Yamaha. Mm-hmm. Yamaha's not going to do shit for that guy. But if you got a guy, you know, mm-hmm. Henry, Cunningham, you got a private trade like Schmidt or someone, you have more uh, people watching you because you're on something that's not normal. And that bike's capable of doing great. I mean, you see what Weston does. So it's just nitpicking things. and. When something gets sixed, it doesn't mean it sucks. I've been on some shootouts where things have gotten six. I'm like, this thing's a piece of shit. Yeah. So we're far, far from those First days. of all, it's the baddest-looking bike in the class. The thing looks badass. I think, it, yeah, it looks bitching. That it's, counts for something yeah. right there. Yeah. <laughs> those fork, the fork color right there. Says, oh, fork and shock color, the blue gas tank cover wheeler. Oh, God, it looks so good. Yeah, they did a good job, a really good job with that. Um, um the look and the forks coming like it looks like a factory kit. Uh, what I what kills me though is so okay, you know Kiefer and all these other guys do a great job. Michael Lindsay do a great job on these tests, and they rate the Suzuki so much, and that's fine. You know I've got the bike, I've, I've been riding it, and it just kills me when I see these people like, oh that bike sucks. Look that bike for ninety five percent of the people who ride and ride race their bikes, yeah. that bike will not hold you back. No. That bike is not holding you back from doing anything. Yep. It's fantastic. You do some mods here and there. They're all great bikes. And that, that is a cliche, but that is absolutely true. If your dealer by your house is a Suzuki dealer right. and he's bitching, yep. buy do, a Suzuki. Do it. I mean, because one, 
the frame is way better than the old frame. It doesn't have the rigidity like it did it once did. Still turns bitchin'. The motor's easy to ride because it's kind of mellow off the bottom and it climbs up really good. It's really linear, so it's not far off from from first to sixth. They're all so close. Yeah. So I just, I it kills me when these people are, you know. No, I, and I get and I yeah. get shit too because you know, hey, you must hate Suzuki's. No, I mean, yeah, I would go buy one myself. Like I said, yeah. I wouldn't wouldn't turn it away. So um, Wheeler, as for your R and D background, um, I don't know how much you get involved with this now stuff with Chris with this kind of stuff, but Weston's setup on the eighteen, how much different from the seventeen is it? Do you know? Do you? I don't even know if this is a is this is your area of expertise anymore. No, I don't dig dig into that stuff. I just kind of like a high level over yeah. look of what's going on. I I listen and I because I always try to you know any 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 in any area where I can add value. I you know I try to, but I don't. My main thing is I don't want to get in the way. Yeah, I'm not trying to to you know. So those guys all know what they're doing. Yeah, and they're experts and and all that, but. Um, I just try to help because I, I do have that background you from do. Yeah. Testi- testing and sometimes the riders um, can go sideways or they're trying to explain something or articulate something and I kind of can listen and and understand where they're coming from and I can try to, you know, just bridge that gap between what they're trying to say and yep. maybe... Um, so the suspension guy, the chassis guy, and and also too, what's cool is the the engineers from Japan. I, I've known them for you know almost two decades now from yeah. testing. So yeah, right. so the, it's the race guy. So the, the chassis, our chassis engineer, his name's uh, you know we call him Shorty. You know he's I've been I've been doing R and D testing with him for you know fifteen years, and same yeah. with the engine guy um, Taka. So. Um, so I know them. So when we're doing the preseason testing or when they're at a one, you know, cause they come to a, a few rounds, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's, it's easy for me to kind of, um, let them know what's, you yeah. know, Hey, maybe this is what Weston's talking about, or, Hey, this is the feeling. I remember we were testing yep. this on a production bike and it carries over. And so I think it, it helps. And it's just another piece that, uh, yeah. value that, 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 that helps for sure. For being so corporate, Wheeler, you have the most experience. I think a, a corporate guy in your level has maybe ever had. Well, maybe McCarty, but as I far mean, as like relevancy, yeah, like I, I think mean, Wheeler has a lot of that still. Yeah, so yeah. just wait till you you're, yeah. you spend it's more time. Ha- it's hard. It really is hard. Like I, I have to really um think about this that stuff a lot because you know it's it's like you got to think about the company and and I'm always looking at it from the you know the rider's point of view the company's point of view all different sides and trying to figure out you know what what's the best moving forward when you know sometimes like it's it's yeah it's a tough piece yeah so um listen I got to notice that I got to give my bike back do, do I can I keep it longer I'm just getting into riding wheeler. I got a track Don't pull now. It from I bugged the shit out of him for a long time. Yeah, I'm finally riding Kiefer or Wheeler. I'm finally riding because Kiefer keeps bugging the shit out of me. And now I got to give this thing back, or do, can we? We can hang on to this, right? I mean, we're gonna pull some strings so I can let Steve ride. Well, I was talking to I was talking to Nicoletti this weekend, and he's trying to get a practice bike, and he wants to try to race 452. So oh, my bike's got to yeah, go back to him. The, <laughs> that's where the notice came from. Nicoletti was <laughs> was like, dude, can you get Mathis's bike so I can practice? Oh, no. Red tag. Oh, can no. you imagine? No, I'm just, I'm God totally bless. kidding. That's, that's, that's not my department, but yeah, I don't, I don't, 
Listen. I don't know what went on there. It's it's early. It's early in the season for that to be happening. So I haven't been in the office since I heard that. So I am giving you guys well. a lot of press. I'm wearing the dog tags. I'm going riding now. He's you on know, RM Army. Know. You know. I'm on the website. Yeah, you know, like I'm on the website and everything. Like it'd be it'd be real shame right now. No, absolutely. <laughs> like the RM Army. Like that's what it's. You know, this is a. I mean, it's a little over a year out of the box, the RM Army. So people are still learning. You know what the RM Army is and what it's all about. And you've been very vocal about that. It's yeah. awesome. No, it's, it's great. It's what the whole point of this is to get get it out there. I mean, we. We have a dealer program now with uh, people who can go in and um, find some of the race dealers around the country. I think, I think it's on SuzukiCycles.com that has that. So, you know, the Arm Army program is expanding into all these different points, and I don't think it would be good to take your bike away. No, I am uh, I am a loyal so- <laughs> I'm a loyal soldier right now. And, uh, hey, so question for both of you guys. Um, as longtime test riders for OEMs and for different companies and everything else, Wheeler, what what do you find as a tester that is the most difficult thing to tell on a bike? Or if I flip it the other way, I want both answers for both of you. If I flip it the other way, Wheeler, what is something that you most improved on from when you started testing, literally when you were still racing, you started testing for Suzuki, to, to you know only a few years ago when you were actively doing it a lot? Like, what did you get really, what did you get a lot better at? Or what is the hardest thing to test on a bike and give accurate feedback. Um, I should have probably texted you and told you I was going to ask you this. So if either one of you could think That's about fine. that and start. Wheeler, go ahead. I think, yeah. I think, um, I think a simple, uh, like, improvement-wise, I think all guy, all racers that are riders just, um, they have a feeling, but the hardest part is being able to describe it or to articulate that. That's always the hardest part because even new test riders that are coming with you know to Suzuki like they'll come in and I'll listen to them Mm -hmm. and the hardest thing is just like okay how do I explain what I'm feeling and make it to where it's understandable um because that was that was the thing like now I could go out and I could tell you immediately like whatever it is yeah you know what the change is or what the feeling is I don't need to ride you know two three four laps I can tell you pretty much really really you can doesn't take long for for the most part, yeah, like, yeah. If you ride too too many laps, you'll you'll forget. Like I will, I'll okay. be like, wait, what happened? What was like? What was going on? So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, um, I mean, it's it's. I think that's the biggest thing is just articulating right. um, what what it is and explaining it so you can make changes. I'm I'm not really good mechanically. Like I'm I've never I've never claimed to be a, a mechanic, good mechanic. I, in fact, I probably wouldn't. <laughs> recommend riding a bike that I've worked on. Um, but I, you know, but I could tell you what, uh, yeah, what direction to go. Oh, okay. Um, uh. Interesting. Kiefer, uh, what about you? I'm the same way as Chris. Like, I think we both come from the same background as manufacturer testing is blind testing. Um, usually the engineers or the Japanese do not tell you what, um, what they're doing, which way they're going. I'm sure you kind of have a, a feeling like if you're doing suspension, obviously, you know, you're going to look, you know, look for suspension settings, um, but I'm the same way as Chris. I can go two laps and immediately tell you exactly what's, which way we went. Yep. Um, if it's good or not, if it's more comfort, if we're going performance. So, um, it really comes easy for me, but I learned, you know, um, from the guys, you know, way back in the day at Yamaha and, uh, 
I guess the hardest thing for me when we do stuff to tell the difference is, I guess what you're asking is, for me, it's ECU settings. Okay. They do minute, really slight settings to try ECU settings. And sometimes I can't feel the difference. But you'd say that, right? Yeah, yeah, Yeah. of course. You come in and say, look, I don't know. But some of these, I've been around people where they just start making shit. Oh, it's this way. And I'm thinking to myself. That's the worst thing you can do as a test rider yeah, is just yeah, act yeah. like you know what you're talking about and really you're just talking shit. Yeah. So for me, it's ECU settings because usually those you don't get that much out of it. You know, when they do something, um, you're not going to get a huge gain. Um, so that's the hard part for me with testing is ECU settings. Yeah. Wheeler, you too? Yeah. Uh, I, wanna, I agree. And it's what Keeper's saying is that it's I don't know what like what the, the process, like why they do it, but it's, it. I'm like, go big and go backwards so I can feel, but they won't do that. And it's, it's <laughs> I've, I've literally like burned out of the pits because I've, it's been the sun setting, the tracks just beat and they want to do one more change, one more change. And yeah. it's so small and you're like, well, I'm not going to be able to feel this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> or the track gets so, like, the track gets so fucked up yeah. at the end of the day. Like, you can't feel it anyway because you can't see or the track's baked. So it's like, yeah. look, we need to, to do this tomorrow because I can't feel anything right now. <laughs> that's, that's funny. You guys both have the same story like yeah. that, from that end of things. Well, and the thing is, too, I think Wheeler can say this. It's funny because they'll give you little, 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 little. And then 5 o'clock, they'll throw something at the, the, the bike that's so good and so different. You're like, why the fuck didn't we do this at 1 o'clock? Why are we working you know at 5 that, o'clock? You, you, you know what that's called, right? That's Cost. Five o'clock setting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Five I, o'clock setting. I think they try to see, the Japanese try to test you, okay, is it acceptable with less money, right? So then they have the good stuff that they don't really tell you about because unlike what you guys think out there, American R&D versus Japanese guys that come, we're not communicating 100%. Or even when I was with KTM, same way with the Austrians, it's like, you, you, you do what you're supposed to do, and at the end of the day, they might have something that they say, okay, this is going to cost a little bit more for the consumer at the end, yep. but I'm not going to break this out because right. unless... Um, I have to. And have to, yeah. and sometimes it just goes that way. Uh, Wheeler, um, question for you in the phone line. Gary, what's up? What's your question for Chris Wheeler? Yeah, Chris, I want to be the first one to uh, get in the bandwagon and say, let Steve keep the RMZ. Yes, right? yes, Gary, and, yes. <laughs> I mean, I can't believe he has the balls to sing that W Wheels commercial, but he says he can't jump a dirt bike. He needs to keep that bike until he's jumping and clearing them tabletops. I don't like jumps anyway, anymore, Gary. My question, yeah, jumps, Chris, jumps are scary, Gary. All right, go ahead. My question, Chris, is, has Suzuki ever thought about bringing back maybe a direct injection two-stroke? I knew the two-stroke question was coming, Wheeler. Uh, but, well, of course, a name like my chat room handles RM125. What did you expect? Eh? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, what, about, what about Wheeler? What about two-strokes, Wheeler? What's happening? Well, I think, I think you'd start with the two-stroke before the direct inject two-stroke. <laughs> yeah. um, but, um, yeah, I I'm an enthusiast just outside of just my job, and, you know, I I would love to see that happen. Um, if the hard part is it's like the industry was, like, you know, kicking and screaming for the four-stroke, you know, in what was this, the early 2000s? Yep. What, what was the timeline? Yeah. So it's like Japan's like, well, wait a minute. Like, <laughs> you're pushing, pushing this way, this way, and now you're, like, pushing back, wanting, you know, so 
that's kind of what feedback yep. I get. But I can tell you that, um, you know, there, there was a time not long ago that it was like, you know, when it being in R and D and we, you know, we would do projects and just yep. fun stuff. And, and, um, they, you know, SMC was like, ah, you know, they wouldn't even really think about um, it. Yeah. They wouldn't even, it was like the door was like closed, like just don't even bring it up. And, and now there's questions like, you know, so yep. whether they will, or they won't, I, I honestly have no idea, but I can tell you that it's, there's a, yeah. there's an ear to it and, and, and wondering, Hey, what's going on and, and why would we do, you know, what would be the benefit and blah, blah, blah. So, um, so yeah, I mean, yeah. I guess a long winded answer is that, uh, nothing planned, but who knows? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's hard cause even on the amateur side, like I've got kids I'm looking at, like I was saying earlier about building out the stepping stone and bringing a kid from the 85 super mini to the to 250. There's a gap, you know, the AMA made the rule to where you have to be 14 years old to, to race the, the uh, four stroke 250. Yeah. So like, like myself, when I was young, I, I started riding a one, two, five, two fifty when I was, just turned 12. So there would have been a two year gap that I couldn't have really raced because I was just really tall yep. uh, at a young, young age. So, so there's a, there's definitely a place in there for that, that 125. Um, so, and I think I, I know like our amateur team, you know, there's some, one of our, the bar X chaparral team, uh, with Larry Brooks, you know, they're, they're working on their own, um, cool project that you'll probably see out of some of the races. So oh, keep an cool. eye out for that. What do you think? Uh, Kiefer, do you think we'll see a two-stroke from a new two-stroke hmm. from the other three guys? Yes. At some point? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think they kind of have to. It's uh, Yamaha, KTM, Husqvarna. They're kind of forcing, you know, I think other manufacturers to shit or get off the pot, basically. Don't, I mean, I think that's th- a big selling point. Don't you think, Kiefer, you see more two-strokes at the track than ever before? In the Absolutely. Last, yeah, yeah. And I think that if you, you talk to any magazine or – I mean, I've been a part of Dirt Rider, and anything two-stroke related that we've posted or yeah. wrote about, it's huge numbers. Like, everyone's interested in it. it I mean, you yeah. could make a magazine round just based on two-strokes well, and probably be more M- popular than MXA others. pretty much is now. That's all I mean, they well, to do. That's, it's popular, so that's, sure yeah. that's why they're going that direction. Yep, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Wheeler, how many hours do you think you and RT, Rich Taylor of X-Brand, have spent at the test track together? Wow. Oh man, that, that a that's a big number. <laughs> well, I can tell I tell you my first um my first year testing was ninety six and RT actually um yeah, he def- I did a I did a couple couple days but in ninety seven they hired him on full time and then and then I came as well in ninety seven. So from ninety seven to literally um, <laughs> two thousand fifteen, fourteen. Jeez, yeah. No, well, there was a couple year gap where he he wasn't testing, but he's been back involved recently. Yeah. Um, and I want to think the last time we tested together was uh, six months ago, maybe not, maybe <laughs> less than that. So, um, buddies, yeah, forever. So, yeah, long. And it's that's the thing you're trying to entertain yourself because sometimes I'm not doing engine swap or whatever. Yeah. You know, we start talking about, you know, <laughs> anything, what's going on, anything. what's here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Come yeah. up with ideas and It's funny things and, he says that. Like, you talk about, like, Wheeler, Rich, those kind of guys. People are listening, like, why don't they just hire so-and-so to test? 
it's like a unicorn. You can't find good guys that can relate things. Just like Chris said, yeah. you can't find guys that can relate what they feel back to the engineer. It's tough. Yeah. It's hard to find the guys. Yeah. And then to train someone to be that way is hard. I mean, RT is what, 50 now? 48? Yeah, he's got to be tight. I mean, yeah. He's but, like, yeah, and he still rides really, really good. Yeah, and, and still, still using them, right. And, still, and, it's, yeah. and it's not necessarily that. You just, I mean, the job is to, is to get, uh, you know, you develop, the, develop the motorcycle and give feedback. And, and, uh, and he gets the job done. Like, he doesn't mess around. He doesn't go 50 million laps. Like, it's funny because he and I get pissed. Like, when we're out there and they, they bring a guy from Japan or something and the guy's out there doing a moto. And we're like, dude, we're out there on the truck waving the guy down. Come on, like, get off the bike. Like it's our turn. We need to get this done. <laughs> and uh, so <laughs> it's just kind of funny. So, um, yeah, it's like Kiefer was saying, there's a, there's a select few that, uh, that that know and just know the drill, basically. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, a, it's an art for sure. Well, Chris, thank you for coming on. I know you're under the weather, like you said, and I want to get you on with Kiefer to talk testing and everything. And um, thanks for uh, letting me use the RMZ 450. I've been enjoying it. I'm going out Wednesday again. Right. Um, RM Army. I'm a member. I got my dog tags and everything. So my wife is pissed that I wear them around all the time. Are you going to wear a shirt at all anytime soon? Can we get you a shirt? A Team Suzuki shirt? Or just like a, yeah, like an RM Army shirt. Uh, sure, yeah, whatever. I just I, I just put in an order, so I'll get you dialed in. There, yeah. perfect. Um, but uh, good luck with everything. Congrats on the win with Neil, <laughs> and congrats on the on the heat race win with Pike, and the the podium with Jimmy How about D. The and Jimmy D. He was on earlier tonight. So oh, and congrats on getting Gary. Oh, Gary Southern. Yes. Yeah. You know, yes. That's, Gary's a bad dude. Off-road guy? A lot, of respect, a lot of respect for that guy. Yeah. He so, wears X-Brands and he's, he's RM Army. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, so it's good for us, too, getting there and unpacking the off-road yeah. team. So it's at RMX as well. So. Well, yeah, props for yes, you guys sir. to uh, helping Gary because, he, you know, had he got screwed out and Suzuki stepped up and, and helped him out. So I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, that was the 11th hour and um, – I mean, I, I knew Gary. I met Gary through you, Kiefer. Yep. And uh, I remember seeing him back in the day, and I'm like, man, this guy's a good rider. And then just finding out more of his backstory, and you know, being you know, really good dad, and how hard he works and everything. And I was like, dude, let's figure this out. Let's just yeah. get this guy going. And and he's been actually helping us out a ton with just trying to to develop that that RMX. So you got um, a, you got Gary going on. You got the 250 program with Brooks. You got Hep, JGR 250 450 program. Turning things around at Suzuki Wheeler. Nice work. Yeah, we're trying. We're trying. It's good. We're we've got a we've got a plan, and it's it, it's it's a, it's in the middle of uh, getting there. So yeah. uh, we will get there too. Great. So um, I think um, I think everybody tomorrow I think should check in on JGR's Facebook Live page. Probably um, let's give a number of say eleven a.m. PST. Okay. Pacific time. Yep. So, uh, yeah, let's check that out tomorrow. Let's get okay. everyone to go to their, their Facebook page live. There we go. Facebook live JGR where the, where, where I imagine the announcement will be something exciting. Of what? Uh, Hill riding a 450. I'm thinking. No, Koi, Koi's going to fill in. Koi. That's awesome. I got a lot Koi, of problems with yeah, Koi. I already wrote HR at JGR <laughs> an email. I wrote an, an email to JGR HR department complaining about Koi. And I didn't get anywhere. <laughs> I got nowhere. So <laughs> that's awesome. It is. Uh, all right, man. Thanks for the time, Chris. Uh, we'll see. Are you coming to Tampa, or what's going on? Are you gonna be at Tampa? 
I'm not. I've been every weekend plus going to office all week. So, mm-hmm. um, and I'm under the weather, so I'm I'm, I'm not going to make Tampa. But I'll be Atlanta. I'll be at Daytona. I'll be at the Freestone the week after that. And, and oh boy, every yeah. So God bless. It's <laughs> you know you know the, the schedule. Yeah. Uh, awesome, man. It, so. Well, thanks for everything. Thanks, thanks for the Wheeler. time tonight. Thank you, Wheeler. All right, guys. Have fun. All see, right, you. see you. Chris Wheeler, everybody. Off-road manager for uh, Suzuki RM Army. All right, commercial break here. We'll be right back with uh, wrap up with some questions from you people. I got a race tech rant to go on. Do we have any after dark or no? No. All right. Well, you guys suck out there for not getting anything to us. Yeah, go ahead. Send us some after dark questions if you want. Uh, but we got to... Uh, Get this thing on the road, on the on the road, and uh, so thanks for listening. And we'll be right back after this commercial break. This is Lord Vader, and you jerkies are listening to the Pope MX Show. All of us have one thing in common. When it comes to leaning that bike into a corner, floating a dirt bike through the air, or blasting a sand berm in a UTV. And that is passion. At BTO Sports, our foundation is built around family, which allows us to offer unparalleled customer service. Knowing we share a common interest, we look forward to the weekend as much as you. So we offer a three-day express on orders over $85. BTOsports.com is proud to be a premier source for motorsports parts and apparel for well over a decade due to our reputation for excellent customer service and great prices. From motocross to mountain bikes, sports bikes to UTVs, BTOsports.com has what you need because our passion reflects yours yeah that's right people that's van halen i want to tell you about my two favorite things in life van halen and fly racing flyracing.com they make much more than just moto gear mountain bike gear snowmobile gear hard parts they've got it flyracing.com the f2 carbon helmet it's as close to a factory bike as a helmet can get. It's out of the box and onto the racetrack ready helmet for guys like Millsaps, Baggett, Canard, and Pike. Carbon Fiber, Kevlar, Coolmax, Mips. Fly Racing's F2 Carbon has 10 different graphic styles, 22 colorways. Go to your local dealer, get them from flyracing.com. Please check them out. A whole line of hard parts as well. Flyracing.com. Let's listen to some Van Halen. Maxima Racing Oils was created for world-class racers who challenge the limits of possibility. Their demands on equipment drive us to look beyond conventional ideas and to exceed industry standards. It's in our DNA to identify problems, formulate solutions, and execute at the highest levels of competition. Case in point, the championship-winning Factory Kawasaki Race Team. Long-time Maxima partners who extensively use Maxima throughout the bike. Maxima's USA-made products exceed JSO requirements and can be used in all motorcycle brands. Kawasaki, Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and more. Maxima Racing Oils. Experience the difference. Visit MaximaUSA.com for more information. Randy Richardson from Michelin here, and I'd like to thank the listeners for voting us as Pulpy Award winner for Best Sponsored Commercial for 2017. Dude, that's so funny. <laughs> 
hope the Pulp Nation likes this year's commercial even more, and I'd like to share some information on our newest product for sport touring riders. That's old news, right? Actually, no. We still offer the Michelin Power RS for sport bike riders that we introduced in 2017. What I'm talking about is the all-new Michelin Road 5 tire. It features our latest patented technologies and is the new benchmark for wet grip in sport touring tires and provides maximum confidence in wet and dry conditions mile after mile. Visit MichelinMotorcycle.com for complete product information and third-party independent test results. Documentation. Proving that Michelin Road 5 tires outperform its major competitors in wet grip performance. Simply put, it's another innovative, industry-leading product from Michelin. I just want to hit a motocross stuff. Uh, thanks, Gringo, for interrupting me, just like Mathis does his guests. Uh, I just wanted the Pulp Mech Show listeners to know that in addition to the Michelin Starcross 5 tires, that Michelin also makes quality, performance products regardless of what type of motorcycle you ride. From cruisers to sport touring, sport bikes, adventure touring motorcycles. You are bringing the ruckus to that. Whoa, easy, Gringo. Yes, Michelin even makes tires for the Honda Ruckus, as well as many other scooter applications. I'm certain the Pulp MX Show listeners know the key features and benefits of the Michelin Starcross 5 tires and how they're specifically designed for use in a broad range of conditions and terrain and are available in sand, soft, medium, and hard versions because there's one thing for sure. If you want something to get out, you tell Mathis. In addition to the exceptional performance and durability, the Michelin Starcross 5 tires feature a beat profile that makes them easier to install. In fact, there's a very high chance ability that you can install a new Michelin Starcross 5 tire in less time than it takes for a pizza to be delivered to your house. Easier mounting is always a good feature. True. Basically, even a retired racer who almost won a championship can almost install them himself, if he just would. Thanks again to the Pulp MX show listeners who've purchased the Michelin Starcross 5 tires and given great feedback on them. If you're still thinking, I don't know, just ask a rider who has Michelin Starcross 5 tires on their bike. Follow us on Instagram on at Michelin Motorcycle and visit your local dealer or online retailer to purchase Michelin Starcross 5 tires. Thanks, and I hope you enjoyed our new commercial. That wasn't good or or awesome. Well, I definitely was not going to let you sing. Race tech, suspension, and engines. Great guys have been with us for a number of years now. You know what race tech's all about. You know the top teams and privateers choose race tech. Look, maybe you don't race Supercross. I get it. That's fine. Neither do I. But you can at least get your suspension looked at. Change your oil. Change the bushings. Change the seals. Love your bike and it'll love you back. PulpMX17 is the code to save at Racetech.com. Suspension and engines. Of course, they got their gold valves now. They got over 200 gold valve designs to date. They're constantly updating and evolving to provide the best suspension products and settings available in the market. 100% guaranteed to exceed your highest expectations. Love the guys at Racetech. Love what they've been doing for us. Love what they do for you jerkies. And we thank them. We're going to help you save, whether it's suspension or engine services. Just give your bike some love with some suspension. We'll do it. Racetech Gold Valves, 100% guaranteed to outperform your highest expectations. All Racetech products are made in the USA. Racetech suspension and engines. Make it happen. I like that. Make it happen. It's a good little tagline. Let me try it again. Racetech suspension and engines. Make it happen. Hey, it's Mathis. RoostMX.net have been a big part of us, our show for a number of years, and we love those guys. The whole Pulp Nation section on their website. Pulp Nation code saves you 20% off 
on there. They can make custom pulp graphics for you. Uh, they can also do shirts and hats, uh, anything you want. They can make custom graphics for your bike if you don't like pulp. And why? I mean, maybe you don't. Uh, they're also the official team sponsor for the Cycle Trader Rock River Yamaha team. And we have Alex Ray here in studio. Alex, uh, you love these guys. Yeah, love them. Shirts, hats, pit shirts, car wraps, yeah. everything. If you take some Cycle Trader uh, graphics off your motorcycle, will they stick to almost anything? They will stick to everything, bro. The best quality graphic out there. A-Ray 91 is the code to save, and we thank those guys. And again, check them out for the whole custom line. And uh, Alex Ray, you got one more thing to say. A-Ray 91 is the code, and if you don't use Rooster Max, then f*** you. more than 20 years, Vortex Racing has been a leading manufacturer of MX race components boasting intelligent race design. A proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show, Vortex is offering exclusive discounts for Pulp MX listeners. Trusted by champions, Vortex Racing components are made from aerospace-grade billet aluminum to the tightest tolerances. Chad Reed and Cooper Webb of Factory Yamaha will be using our rear sprockets and will be rocking them for Supercross and Motocross. You'll find the right gear for any track condition from the vast array of sprockets. Cat 5, F5, Hardcoat Silver, our long-lasting laser-cut steel vortex sprocket. Our newly redesigned V3 Racing Chain 2.0 is the perfect complement to vortex rear and front sprockets. Create a custom chain and sprocket kit with more than 30,000 possible gearing combinations. In addition to sprockets and chain, vortex also offers the V3 MXSX handlebar that is 29% stronger than the competition. You can ride with confidence knowing that Vortex has put years of research, development, and testing into these super strong bars without sacrificing weight and speed. And that race teams like Team Babbitt's use and abuse these bars on the national stage. And don't forget about your wearables parts. Vortex recently released its own line of V3 brake pads, V3 performance lines, brake line kits, V3 oil filters, and V3 cycle straps tie-downs. Want 40% off your order? Just contact Jake at VortexRacing.com or 800-440-3559, extension 222, and mention promo code PULPMX2017. For more information, check out VortexRacing.com and see you at the track. WUSA is the number one source for quality wheel sets and wheel building services. They are the exclusive importer for Talon and Kite Hubs along with DID and Excel rims. Their wheels and wheel building services are trusted by the finest teams in the country. Teams like Factory KTM, JGR Suzuki, Rocky Mountain MC KTM, Rockstar Husky Star Racing Monster Energy Babbitts, they all trust up, yeah. No job is too big or too small. WUSA, everybody, we thank those guys for coming on board with us. Whatever you need for your wheels, 
Hubs, Wheel Building Services. They've got it. Mention Pulp MX when you call down there, and they'll give you a discount. They ship nationwide. Follow them on Facebook and Instagram at WUSA.com. WUSA, they're all things wheels. Do it. WUSA. Do it. The Rockstar Energy Husqvarna team relies on one company for all of its seat needs, and that's Guts Racing. We thank the folks at Guts Racing for coming on the show for a number of years now. Pulp MX 2018 is the code to save. Complete seats available for KTM and Huskies. Other brands will be added later. The Phantom Lightweight Seat Foam is the choice of seat foam for many teams in the pits. Kenny Roxon won a 450 National Championship using Guts products a couple years ago. And again, they've been with us for a number of years. Please check them out. Official supplier of the Rockstar Husky Husqvarna team for graphics. Living 100 as well. And seats. Anything and everything to do with seats. Please check them out. GutsRacing.com. Pulpamex 2018 is the code to save. Over 65 years ago, Vertex Pistons was born out of a small technical workshop in northern Italy's famous Motor Valley. Expanding and maturing among the racing legends of Ferrari, Lamborghini, MV Augusta and Ducati, today Vertex Pistons are the pistons of choice for motorcycle riders and teams throughout the world. Because of their renowned reputation for exceptional quality, Vertex Pistons is a factory piston supplier to KTM, Husqvarna, Beta, Gas Gas and TM. From the Motocross, Supercross, MXGP, GNCC, National and World Enduro Series, you can find Vertex Pistons winning championships. Vertex Pistons strives to provide you with world-class factory technology at a very competitive price. No matter which brand of bike you ride, when it's time to rebuild your top end, Vertex Pistons will have your engine performing better than new. To see our full range of two-stroke and four-stroke pistons in replica, high-compression, or GP-style configurations, visit us at vertexpistons.com or stop into your local dealer and ask for a Vertex Piston Kit today. Attention riders, welcome to Atlas Air Flight 604 with non-stop service to a better neck brace. Please follow along as we outline the safety features of this revolutionary device. Located on the underside of the frame is a convenient, easy open system. To fasten, simply insert the release bar into the left frame. To release, push the release button and pull the frame apart. We suggest that you keep your neck brace fastened throughout the duration of the moto, as you may experience an unexpected huckabuck from time to time. To ensure a safe ride, please keep your neck underextended at all times. In the likely event of an over-the-bars emergency, your brace will double as a suspension system. Although the Atlas brace will not be noticeable, it will be there when you need it. If you are riding with a child or someone who requires assistance, secure your brace first and then assist the other person with a prodigy, tyke, or roll. We ask that you keep your brace on until your moto is finished. Maximum surface area is located on your chest around the sternum, back around the spine, and up over your shoulders with extra padding over your collarbone. Should you need more, please request a defender roost guard or guardian body armor. We remind you that this is a non-rigid neck brace. Tampering with, disabling, or destroying the product is prohibited by the limited lifetime warranty. You will find this and all other safety information in the user manual located online at atlasbrace.com. At this time, we ask that you remain standing with throttles in the wide open position, elbows up, and two fingers on the clutch. On behalf of the captain and entire crew, thank you for flying Atlas Air. Enjoy the ride. 
Gear Alloy wheels. Since introduced in 2004, the Gear Alloy brand has dominated the truck, SUV, and Jeep market with a wide range of styles, sizes, and finishes. Featuring unique, aggressive off-road styles along with fashion-forward SUV styling for today's discriminating sport truck and off-road vehicle enthusiasts alike. Designed and engineered in SoCal in order to stay on trend with design. And sourced worldwide to ensure the highest quality, best-looking product available. With styles available in 16-inch through 22-inch diameters and 5, 6, and 8-lug applications, including 10-inch and 12-inch wide options. Whether you drive a Ford, Chevy, GMC, Dodge, Ram, Toyota, Nissan, or Jeep, there is a gear alloy wheel style for you with 20 different wheel styles to choose from in black, machined, milled, and chrome-plated finishes. Gear Alloy is a proud sponsor of the NFAB and Pro Yamaha GNCC race team. Be sure to check out all the Gear Alloy wheels at GearAlloy.com or ATDWheels.com. Get your trucking gear. Starting now, you can use the code PULPMX17 to save on Gear Alloy at SoCalSuperTrucks.com. Gear Alloy wheels for your Jeep, truck, or SUV. Get your trucking gear. Back in 1989, Works Connection owner Eric Phipps was trying to find a skid plate for his own bike, but he couldn't find one that was as cool as the ones he had seen on the factory bikes. They say that necessity is the mother of invention, so he decided to build his own, and as they say, the rest is history. 29 years later and still located in Northern California, Eric and his crew are still supplying factory-level racing parts to race teams, pro riders, amateurs, and everyday riders who demand the best. Tested and trusted by JGR Suzuki, Star Racing, Moto Concepts, Babbitt's Kawasaki, and Hep Racing are just some of the teams that rely on work connection for their racing needs. From their pro-launch start devices, radiator braces, hour meters, and of course, skid plates, along with a ton of other cool products, Works Connection has you covered. Check out their all-new website. Drop the leash! 
Here we go. Here we go. Drop the leash. We are young. Drop the leash. We are young. Welcome back, everybody. Pulp Met Show presented by BTOsports.com. Fly Racing, Race Tech Suspension and Engines, Vortex Racing, Gear Alloy, Roost MX, Vertex Pistons, X-Brand Goggles, Michelin Starcross 5, Maxima USA, FMF, Works Connection. I put a Works Connection perch on my bike, and I love it. Atlas Neck Brace, AtlasBrace.com, W Wheels. Official wheels of Jason Anderson, the Rockstar Husky team, as well as Zach Osborne. And they won this weekend with Zach Osborne. Guts Racing. Guts is also all over Anderson and Osborne's bike. GutsRacing.com. Code is PulpMX2018. Get Data. I think the folks at Get Data, Justin Barsha, Cooper Webb, using Get on the front fenders of their machines. I uh, love the guys at Get. It's, it works up. Works equipment for your production motorcycle uh, from the folks that get. Uh, we're going to wrap this show up here shortly. Steve Mathis, Chris Kiefer, Travis Marks. What's up, Hal? How are you, man? Hey, guys. Hey, Steve. Good talking to you this weekend. Uh, oh, the, yeah, Chris. this is Hal, uh, Chad Reed, uh, VIP. Hey, Hal. Hey, dudes. How's it going, man? Good. What up? Hey, man. Uh, got a question for you, Chris. Uh, trying to get through Loretta's this year. Um, what, what kind of. Uh, what kind of, uh, I guess, hints or tips or tricks, just the logistics of it all, if I make it, um, you know, what, what did you figure out last year um, in in getting there? You know, parking, camping, it's yep. me and my trailer Okay. and my dog. All right. So the deal is um, get there a little bit early. And right when they open parking, I would suggest be in line, ready to go, and – there's several parking lots that you can go in, but right when you drive up through the road, there's one main parking lot by the river. I would say try to get somewhere next to the river because that seems to be the nice place to get. And uh, you can just kind of camp there, and then you can basically hear what's going on um, throughout the park right right near the start area. So uh, that's my suggestion. And then also... There is only one area of cell service, which is up on top of the hill. So make sure you have some form of transportation to get around. It's like a golf cart heaven there. So if you have a golf cart, that's the way to get around. And you'll have to take the golf cart up to the hill to get cell service, to do what you need to do. Um, if you don't give a shit about a cell phone, then it doesn't matter. Um, and bring and, cash, Hal. And, yeah, you're going to have to have a deep pocketbook because there's a fee to get in. And there's a fee to hook up. There's a fee to park. So there's always there's fees to do it before you even start your racing. So um, when me and I did a podcast, I don't know if you listened to it, but Heather and I spent almost ten thousand dollars from the time we said, okay, let's do this, going to the area qualifiers, the regional, and then getting my bike over there. Her and I's, you know, flights, hotels, all that shit. Um, it was almost ten grand. So it is expensive. Is it fun? Absolutely. I had a I had a good time. It's a good experience. Um, I would recommend. Are any, you doing it again? I would like to, but not this year. No. Okay. I'm gonna go to Mammoth this year. So, uh, um, but yeah, do you make sure you ride ruts, man? That's all I gotta say. I thought I was riding ruddy tracks here, like right. going to. How's, how's on the East Coast? So he knows ruts. Okay, then yeah, you're good. No, no, I, I'm in Houston. I, I was in North Carolina, but I'm in Houston now. But because of Harvey. Three Palms is now an East Coast track. It's got ruts <laughs> from hell. Yeah, so ride, uh, ride, eat, ride Three Palms every day, dude. That's all I got to say. Yeah. 
<laughs> Roger that. Hey, what about a toy hauler? Would you uh, would you go to the expense of like you know renting one of those small RV style you know box van style toy haulers? Yes, Is that worth it. Absolutely, because me and Heather hoteled it, and it was a hotel from hell, and Heather hated it, and she thought someone got murdered in our room. And I tried, I wanted to bone during the week. She didn't want to bone because the hotel was dirty. So get a trailer, camp at the track. If I was going to do it again, I would totally just camp at the track. So make sure you do that. Yeah, a trailer would be awesome. Oh, yeah, and bring some yeah. tube, tubes to float and stuff, hang out in the river. It's super cool there, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah cool. All right, hey, Hal, uh, you're one of the guys that's used Get uh, on your bikes. Uh, you like it? Yeah. You've, been, you've been impressed with it? Yeah, dude, uh, fantastic. Uh, it's uh, it's fantastic. The the, the um, uh, start device is phenomenal. Um, I ride KTM's, and by the way, if uh, if your Suzuki guy is still listening, you know I'm 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 a brigade guy totally. Yeah. But when they when they provided uh, you know you with a bike and uh, Sutherland with a bike, mm-hmm. you know it started making me you know want to go a little bit yellow. Oh, there we go. RM Army Hal, yeah, so, welcome, welcome Hal. Yeah. Well, no, I'm still pretty. I know, but I'm saying we will welcome you. You are welcome. Hal, if you rode a Suzuki at Loretta's, I guarantee you, you would have support, no problem, at Loretta's with Suzuki. Nice. Well, I just I just dropped uh, about 20K on two new factory editions, so I I, I think I'm stuck. You got got the new one coming? No, no, no. I bought, man, I had a a 16, so I bought, you know, two more uh, 17 so that I could use all my parts and my cone valves and all that stuff, because the 18, you can't use very much of what I have, you know, stockpiled here. So I just thought it was a better deal to find a couple of brand new 17 factory editions that were stowed away. And, uh, I I grabbed those just to try to make it, you know, a little less expensive. Well, get data official. Yes. Hey, the get stuff is fantastic, but I'll tell you that, you know, the best part about working with get or, or, or have using get Uh is Dan, is Dan, Dan Truman. That dude (laughs) is a, is a a fantastic guy. It's just, it's good to work with good people. So the get, system is awesome but dan is even better fantastic thanks hal thank you man later hal thanks, thanks. Later, uh next up is abe abe what's up man how are you oh hey hold on sorry my lift sorry about that. my motorcycle lift oh. i was oh. dropping the bike what up so um you guys kind of touched on it earlier uh it's it about daniel blair and what he's kind of contributing to supercross bringing you know his his knowledge and his He's willing to obviously go outside the box that Supercross is no, you know, normally used to. And what I've noticed from that is Imig has starting to voice his opinion more on certain riders doing things. Like last weekend, he kept say, you know saying that uh, certain riders weren't protecting the inside. And he's like, I just don't get it. I don't understand why they're not doing it. And he's never really done that before. Yeah, hey, so. Abe, I, I feel like, don't you feel like... Uh... Somebody might have said something to Fro, and st- you know a little bit. Like he was more opinionated this weekend than than usual, you know. Jesus. So yeah, no, and it's it's an amazing thing too because it's about time. I can't personally. I I've met Fro a couple of times. He's an awesome guy, but I cannot stand him on the show. I think he's not he's not doing his job. But now, if he acts like he did last weekend, who? Yeah, I just I would love to have a little insight, you know. He, I mean, okay, why didn't he go inside? Well, you know, maybe he needs to do it this way because there's there's just something that he could contribute that he would only know, and he knows a lot. 
I mean, so. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Spread it I mean, around. The guy's a champion. Right. Yeah, no, I'm, Daniel's killing it, and I hope, uh, I, I see big things coming uh, uh, to him in the future. Yeah, he's, uh, He's doing a good job. His podcast sucks, but he's doing a good job announcing, for sure. His podcast does suck. I- I'm right. kidding. I was joking. <laughs> I'm, I'm messing with Okay, too. good. All right. All right. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Uh, by the way, Race Tech suspension, Pulpamex 18 is the code to save at Racetech, Racetech.com. Whether you've got a vintage bike, a motorbike, a street bike, Racetech can dial you in for suspension for your spring rates as well. Get your oil change or anything. Racetech ran of the night is simply my ran on the RMZ. That's that's it. That's uh, don't be worried about it not doing well in shootouts. It ain't gonna fucking hold you back. It's gonna be fine, and you can do some suspension changes like I have done and like Kiefer recommended. Put a pipe on it, high compression piston, go racing. They still pay contingency, and it looks badass, and it's a great bike. I got a rant. Yeah, uh, Race Tech has the WP technician from TLD last year back at Race Tech. So they know WP stuff. So if you have some WP stuff, cone valve, AER, um, don't be scared to send it there because uh, the guy who knows it probably the best out of everyone is at Racetech now. So I don't know if that's much of a rant. That's kind of well. I didn't you're know supposed, that. You're well, supposed I, to be angry. Well, I'm not angry. Yeah, no, you're not angry at all. Yeah. Uh, you switched jerseys. You went from Alex Ray's jersey to Zacco's jersey. Dude, it's so good. Zacco's this nation's jersey. Fly light hydrogen. I'm on a. I'm running run a large, but Zach's is a medium, so I think I'm going to go mediums. Right Marks now. can. Marks can vouch for the the medium jersey during the commercial break. Just blew his wig back. Just absolutely. You remember that twinkle in his eye when he was talking about sandwiches? Yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like we same. were there. I think we got it. I, I think, like I think we got the so same good. thing. I love it. Slaymaker, what's up? <laughs> yeah, thanks, guys. What's going on? Um, if a guy bought a modern uh, bike, like a 15 RMZ with the air fork, what if... Like, what would happen if you put a previous spring fork on it from previous models without sending it to the whole race tech thing? Nothing. Put a 2012 fork on that bike? So good. Okay, so when they're building the thing, they don't take consideration with the whole air fork thing, with the whole no. the rest of the bike and how it handles? It's all relative, right? So an air fork spring rate, which is the PSI, will be similar to what your spring weight, spring rate would be in the spring fork? So, yeah. um, plus that bike, 2012 to 2015 has changed just a little bit, but not much to where it's going to be drastically different in suspension. So, uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, spring fork, I would always go back to that no matter what. So, uh, okay. for sure. All right. Thanks for the call, man. Yeah. Take care, boys. Thanks. See ya. All right, everybody. BTOsports.com. Tweet at Travis segment. Let's do it. We interrupt this broadcast to bring you this important bulletin from BTOsports.com. Here's the tweets of Travis. Whether you're blasting a berm on your dirt bike, riding a UT, driving a UTV, driving a street bike, mountain bike, whatever it is, BTOsports.com has got you covered. Uh, call, mention PulpMX, or put PulpMX in the coupon code, uh, or in the notes, I should say. Put them in the notes section at BTOsports.com. Malcolm Stewart. Sponsored by BTOsports.com on the JGR team now. Unfortunate for Bogle to get hurt, but fortunate for Mookie to get that ride for the rest of the year. And and by the way, that, that announcement for JGR on Facebook will be Hill on a 450. Yes, of course. Yes. Um, but thanks to BTOsports.com, they make it happen. Number one online retailer for everything that you need. Uh, these questions are submitted to at Show on Twitter. The guy in the corner goes through them, picks the best ones. Here we go, Marks. This one is from... Oh, my God. This one's from Jake Zins. 
With all the injuries so Jeez. far this year, are we all in favor of a chase slash playoff system yet? Ah, I mean, I've I've talked about changing Supercross, and maybe a chase would be the answer. I'm not 100% sold on it. Look, we're having one of those years where everybody's getting hurt. It doesn't happen all the time, but it's happening this year. What I can't believe is these guys want to have 22 Supercrosses. Mm. 25. Jesus. They want to have more and more races. Like, that's what they want to do because they want to make more money. And if they do that, who's going to be left standing? Five guys. Right? <laughs> it's a dangerous thing. And uh, motocross is too, but supercross, I feel, is more so. So, um, I don't know, Kiefer. How do you feel? You, I like. Uh, I would love to have a chase. I know not a lot of people are for it, and I know the riders probably aren't as well. As a fan that likes to watch racing and close racing and close points racing, uh, I'm for having a chase. Ricky said on Twitter that he'd be for a chase, which I find hilarious because... When he was racing, he would have lost a lot of the titles if had there been a chase. Ricky's MO was building up a points lead and then managing it the second half yeah. of the year. I mean, just think about it. To this year, just to go off this year, how exciting it would be. You know, let's say Roxing has time to come back. These Tomac, other guys, Tomac, or Carver, Tomac yeah. can get back in it, and we're going to see a lot of close racing after the chase starts, you know? So I think it's it benefits us. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not 100% sold on it, but whatever. Yeah, so why, what were the reasons you wouldn't like them? Ah, I just, I don't know. I just, uh, I, I just thought I wouldn't like it. Let's just try it. Sure, let's try it. But I'm not like, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, let's try it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Right. This one's from Fed Up Writers. Wow. Where would you have placed Barsha had he not gotten injured? Like in that race? Yeah. Uh, I don't know how he was doing all day, so. Yeah. Uh, he was off. He was off a little bit. Um, fifth. Been off the last couple of weeks, actually. Uh, yeah, fifth, sure. Let's do that. This one is from Tyson Stegall. With the track record of Florida Supercross races having poor attendance, what are the odds that Tampa will be successful and return for 2019? Well, Feld is headquartered in Tampa, so it might be back no matter what. They want to have it in their hometown where they're, where they're located. Uh, but yeah, um, they Jacksonville and Miami... And Tampa back in the day, so many of these Florida races don't have great attendance, and I don't quite know what the deal is. Daytona has been better, um, but that's based, based around a whole week and everything. So hmm. um, I think it'll be back no matter what, but I don't know about the attendance. I'm interested, yeah, for sure. Never that good. Eddie O'Keefe wants to know, if Zacco, Marty, Savachi had moved up this year, would Dino and Josh Grant and one other rider be unemployed, would the classes be more competitive? I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's kind of a tough deal. I yeah, guess. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, probably Grant. Probably somebody moves into Grant's spot on, on Cowie. But then again, they really like him. So, I don't know. Um, Ken Heiss wants to know, Steve, you get after Twitter accounts for not having an avatar, but yes. you don't have one on your fantasy account. Yes, we do. No, you don't. You don't have an avatar on your fantasy account. What are you talking about? On Pulp Max Fantasy? Yeah. He's saying you have the stock helmet avatar. You don't have an A. Oh, on the site. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah He's well, saying your account. Yeah. Well, yeah. guess what? Ken. Was it Ken? <laughs> yeah. I tried to load one one time. Okay. It didn't work? No. Uh, it didn't sucks. work. Marks. All right, that beats me. But I will go back and do it again for Ken. Yes, he's got a point. But I tried one time and <laughs> cursed out Marks. 
It's on the list. The long. There's like buzzing inside list. of MX Sports. When are you working on the app? Yeah, one of these days. When are you fixing the PC pulpcasts? <laughs> when are you fixing the banners? What's wrong with the PC pulpcasts? I don't know. Something called Nijiks is wrong. Nugenics? I Nugenics something. That's head stuff. Nginx. No one knows. All right. But now Swiss Core has to do them because he can't. I can't do them because he can't do them. Love. What about the app? Doing real, the app? real job taking place here. I do have. I do still have a real job. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> listen, uh, listen though the live scoring has been working for a number of weeks mm-hmm. we gotta get better at some things putting it during the week we're gonna we're gonna try some stuff done tonight right Monday night mm-hmm. but the live scoring on Saturday has been working for a while and it is sweet yeah L- real live time fantasy scores as your guys go up and down like that that's pretty awesome so nice work on that hey thanks let's get the rest of the fucking thing working yeah yeah I'm working on okay. it um, Gus Keeter, you always that guy has a point. You ask the same questions from the same people. I don't care. You pick them, whatever. I don't care. But somebody railed on you for using this, picking the same dudes. Is it my fault the same dudes submit questions every week? Hey, just saying. Mm-hmm. Me too. After his heat win, Pike is even closer to getting on the box. What does he need to do to jump into that next group? I think they got him covered like in style and speed. Like they like he's he can go that speed, but it's scary. It's over his limit. He's gonna need some help. Has he pulled a whole shot? Not on the main. But he's been pretty good at so times. I feel like, like Glendale he ran second. Whole shot. A little carnage behind him. Yeah. Podium. I mean he's scored a four fifty supercross podium before, so he yeah, can yeah, do no, it. Yeah. Yeah, no. I think his speed's damn near he's close. I, I don't know. Maybe it's just recency bias, but goddamn was Tomac better who, than everybody this weekend. Who uh, scores a podium first, Brayton or Pike? I would go with Brayton. Yes, me too. What's Tomac's handicap this weekend? Do you know? No, I don't know. Okay. I'll have to look. I can't pick him, but if they changed it, if they didn't make it enough, I'm going to be pissed. So. All right. Ryan. It needs to be negative six. That's what it needs to be. So that all you bastards can't pick them. Do you want me to look right now? No. I'll look right now. Stand by. Tomac. Negative six. I will not eat cat poop. (laughs) It is negative six. Okay, that's fine. I'm I'm good with that. Yeah, of course now, because I can pick him again. Uh, Ryan Michael wants to know, I was listening to this other podcast they mentioned not having a triple in the first 45 seconds of the race. Give riders time to create some distance. Thoughts? Fuck. Whatever. I mean, there was a whoops in after Oakland, and there was a big crash, and everybody said, what about the whoops? Whoops can't be there. And then there was a rhythm where Weimer broke his leg, or his arm, where someone, remember he cased it? Yeah. Or maybe it was Wilbur? Yeah. I don't quite remember. Maybe it was Wilbur N. I got you. Yeah. Yeah. Why is there a rhythm right off the start? Shouldn't be a rhythm. It's Supercross. What do you want, outdoors? Yeah. That's fucking stupid. You'll always complain. I do agree with Barsha's rant on Twitter, though. Maybe they should take the tough blocks out of the middle of the triple. So if the you tough case blocks you, were out of the middle of the triple. They were? Yeah. No, they were uh, They were on the middle, and then they were disappeared from the yeah. landing of the second Between one. the second yeah, and the third, third they, they, were, were they were gone. But no rider's going to bail on that, dude. That's, yeah, like... They're not going to be smart enough to be like, oh, fuck, I don't got it. Like, these are racers, you know? 
Well, Dungey even said on the on the broadcast, man, if I'm not jumping it, I'm looking back. I'm That's looking That's fine, behind. but you're not you're not moving over. But he'd made a good point. Like Barsha never looked up and back to see who was coming to get the fuck off. He was he wasn't all the way to the left. He was a little yeah, bit over. No, he wasn't, yeah. So I feel like if he was all the way on hugging those tough blocks, I think he would have been okay. I just I don't it's Supercross, man. What obstacles do you want? Right. Shit happens. Yeah, exactly. Like, I can see points for no whoops, points for no triple. Uh, keep, I mean, points in a, in, a, in, a, in, a, hey. in a conversation. No whoops, no triples, no rhythm. And then what? <laughs> hey, the, the corner, safe. Uh, the next rhythm after the second corner or the, you know, the yeah. first real corner was mellow. Everyone was double, double, double through it. So how, double, triple, double. If you need yeah, to, yeah. So, I mean, you couldn't get any more mellow yeah. than that. No, All right. This is from Jordan. Which would bring more fans? A close outdoor championship in both 450 and 250 class? Or JS7 ripping a KX125 in these dream races? That's not a question, dude. <laughs> yeah, JS7 any, ripping any, a KX125. Yeah. Can you imagine? I just want to see James ride rip a Honda. I asked J-Bone if it bothered him that we spent 15 minutes talking about James when he was on the show. Mm-hmm. He said no, not at all. I miss, just, just I miss him, dude. I miss seeing him riding. Sucks. He'll be at Tampa, though, I'm sure. (laughs) (laughs) This is from Damon Courtney. Percentage pie of guys that are likely to take wins away from Osborne at this rate, with Osborne not fully comfortable with the track, falling and still taking the W, people have their work cut out for them. I think Marty wins. I'm with JT. I think Marty wins. I think uh, Ferrandez can win. I think Jordan Smith can win. I think Colt Nichols can win too. Okay. Hey, what's wrong with Jamar? Why can't he ride a two fifty? Supercross. No, bro. You're like t- it didn't me. look great. He didn't look great all day. Like not at any point were you like He's gonna podium. Like there's were no you way. like looking at Jamar. Like right. I, he wrote four fifties, he thought that would help, but What the fuck, man? I don't know, bro. I That's don't really know. weird because he kills outdoors. Yep. How uh, no, I got another question, but I'll, I'll save it. Go ahead. He moved up to fifth, wasn't he down? Yeah, in the, you like that? In early? Yeah, he was down. Got back up to fifth. But, but Ferranis beats him if they start equal. Marty beats him if they start equal. Yeah. Now he's seventh. All right. Um, was, this is from John Henning. Was CR22 having some choice words with Dino on the track this weekend? No, I don't think at all. Think Did you were, see the picture? Yeah, I saw that. They, they were fine. They looked like they were just talking. I think they're broken down. Yeah, a they, were, bit. they were just broken down. Uh, From what I know, I don't know for sure, but yeah. Right. Uh, Steezy Steve, I don't know if you guys talked about this on air or off air. What are Kiefer's thoughts on the geyser crash? I mean, how do you overjump that? Mm. He didn't overjump it on purpose, dude. He got whiskey throttle. I watched that whole race, and going up to that jump, there were some sketchy ruts and some braking bumps and acceleration. Um, braking bumps on the flat and then had some acceleration going up to the ruts. So I think he just got a little whiskey and uh, Doug Henry did into that next face. Which he's he's got to back it down, dude. Brutal. He's got he has been, and he's going to race this weekend, dude. They said he's going to race. He, he's got broken. with the jaw closed. Yeah, gnarly. Uh, if he, that happens, I'll be respect. Yeah, he is. He's not scared to send it. He's. I don't know why you don't like GPs more. I love GPs. I like GPs. I fucking love him. Okay. Like sandwiches? We don't ever talk about him, though. <laughs> I'm fucking busy with this. I got enough to talk Why about. Why can't we get GP guys on the show? We got Russian Bob on the show. Let's get Russian Car- Bob back. Caroli's been on the show. Let's get Jassaconis or someone. Jassaconis. Okay. 
Yeah. All right. I'll, I'll work on that. <laughs> Russian Bob was good. He was good. That was a good interview. He said uh, he had had it in and out on his lap the whole interview. And And you made him wait. And he was looking at the in and out, and he was just like... (laughs) You made him wait to do this interview, to eat his in and out. That's awesome. I mean, what do you want? I set up a time with him. That was it. I don't know. Sorry, Russian Bob. Russian Bob's on uh, Suzuki. He's RM Army. And he wears Atlas Brace. Brad Ross wants to know, Kiefer, any word on starting a YouTube channel? More for a visual spec? Like him and Heather, or Jesus, I, I'm so. I'm, it goes on a different. Uh, I'm only website. one guy. I'd love to do more videos, but I'm just so busy, and I'm one person. I want to get the stuff out there to you guys. So, the podcast and writing articles are the most important thing. If I have a videographer with me, I'm sure we could do more. But uh, I did a bunch of Rocky Mountain videos, so you can check that out. But yeah, it's tough, man. I can't do everything. John. Yeah, hey, Mathis, why don't you start another podcast? Yeah, why not? Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, fuck off. I'm busy. <laughs> John John Crock wants to know, why doesn't Cole Seeley have an energy drink sponsor? Seems like he had one last year. Remember, he had uh, fucking Red or something. Oh, yeah, Red. Bogle had it. I don't even know. What uh, that yeah, that's how good it worked. I don't know. <laughs> wow, I think energy drinks want the chin bar, and I think Honda's got the chin bar with him. Yeah, Red Red goes there. Okay, so yeah, so I don't know energy drink guys want that chin bar, and if Honda owns it as part of your deal, you're out of luck. Yeah. Um, LAX defense coach. Steve, hypothetically, A-rate of factory Yamaha fill-in. No. Do you come out of retirement to relive the glory f- glory days? I guess it's wrench? Yeah. No. Yamaha wouldn't even do with me. Um, they're not going to do that. They're, gonna, they're not going <laughs> to take them. <laughs> That'd be awesome. He said hypothetically. Yeah. It wasn't supposed to be serious. Come on. Uh, does any oh Jeff Horn wants to know does anyone else think Osborne looked like a wrecking ball coming through the the pack it was a win but it wasn't pretty I'd give him that yeah Yeah, he fell he slammed into Forkner he you know him and Cantrell went out a little bit yeah no I mean he's got his jersey on right now so I think it's um all waiting to go race you know you're finally going racing you're watching these fucking races you're training 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 and riding 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 and all of a sudden let's go race you're like ah i gotta win and i think that's just a little bit i think he'll mellow out he's fast as shit though holy crap this one's from at randy flowers 17 Mm. can you talk about the financial burden that parents go through to get their kids to the top and have you seen the kids that do make it to the top repay their parents it's a lot of money. I don't really know for sure the, the the deal, but yeah, there's tons of money and there's tons of families seemingly chasing this. They're putting their kids homeschooled and they're chasing this dream that, you know, 2% of them have a chance to make. It's insane to me. It's just insanity that you would do this so much. Like your kid, if he's going to make it, he's going to make it. Like maybe when he comes 14 years old, start, start, you know, clamping down and really sinking some money into this thing. But until he's like 14, unless he's some sort of prodigy. All right. Just let the kid have a life, man. That's my opinion. But, uh, yes, as far as the, the parents, yeah, riders have, well, we've seen lots of fights over the years between parents and money. Tons of that between high-profile parents and high-profile riders and relationships just destroyed over money. And other riders uh, set up and pay back their dads, you know, their, their family. I've seen that, too. There's a few riders I know personally that have told me that they, after they made it, they repaid their parents. Weston helps his dad, I think. And, Does he? Yeah. And his dad started a business. And, right. Um, like I said, I ride Mumford. I didn't know nothing about Carson 
and Scott, his dad, until I met them, until they bought Alessi's old land. And uh, I was expecting, you know, a mini dad yep. and him riding his ass. Um, Scott, Carson's dad, is a great person. He lets Carson be who he is. He's not riding his ass. Um, Carson's a normal kid. He's not douchey. And He listens to the show, which means I, I have to like him. And uh, I don't know. I just kind of it kind of made me like, oh, that's cool. Like Scott's just a normal guy. He's really laid back, and and he put all this money into all the land that he's bought, obviously. And um, but he's not going over the top. So, um, well, he bought a lessee compound. I'd say he's kind of going over the top, Kiefer. A I'm talking over the top of riding his ass because oh, yeah, he yeah, bought yeah, him yeah. all okay, this yeah, stuff. Yeah, right? Hey, I got you all right. this fucking property with tracks. Got it. You know, got he's it. not yep. doing that. You yep. know, so got it. He's still letting him be a kid. And, you know, I'm, and, and the holidays, he's like, hey, we're going home for the holidays. You're not going to ride a dirt bike for a week. You're going to spend time with the family. just going to hang out. I thought that's cool. You yeah. Know, that, you know, yep. So I agree. Steve, any names that you can give about parent, about kids repaying their parents? RV and Weimer are a couple of them. I know something was set up for those two, but not without some issues. Like, you sure. know, yeah, but yeah. But at least attempts yeah. were made. Yeah. Attempts are made. Uh, this one's from Robert Burrito. Kiefer, with manufacturers... Burrito would be a cool last name. Burrito. Burritos <laughs> are close to sandwiches for me, Chris too. Chris Burrito. Yeah. <laughs> Heather Burrito. Queefy Burrito. Yeah. All right. <laughs> there we go. Uh, Kiefer, with manufacturers... Where, where's the burritos rank for you? Like, where are they? Like, Chipotle? One? No, Chipotle's horrible. Okay. Yeah. Moe's. Good, yeah. Chipotle is not horrible, but it is not... It's not my go-to. No. Baja Fresh. Baja Fresh is good. Moe's is good. Moe's is good. Um, there's another one. Quidoba. Um, Quidoba is good because I got the cheese. Yeah. I'm not good on that new one that opened up. What's that one? Cafe Rio. That place sucks. No, Cafe Rio sucks balls. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Cafe Rio. Sucks Cafe Rio is delicious. Ugh. Ugh. Horrible. horrible. Yeah. Too much yeah. bullshit. Yeah. Too much. Hey, listen, bro. We just want a burrito. We don't need your fancy ass shit that you have. Right. Just make the burrito. What about Zabas? Don't know that one. Never had that one. I had Zabas. I had Capriotis today for some. What about Wahoos? So Wahoos? Nah. What? Nah, dude. <laughs> nah. He was so Miguel's. offended. Miguel's. Miguel's. Ah, that doesn't count. Miguel's no, Jr. doesn't count. No, Why that's that? a sit-down, fancier place. No, 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 no. No, it's not. Miguel's no, no, Jr. No, 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 Miguel's Jr. is no, no, the no, fast, no, 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 no. fast one. Fast food one. Miguel's restaurant is there too, but Miguel's Junior. Okay, that still doesn't count because it's like a SoCal only little Mexican place okay, drive through. It's, right. it's it's different. We're talking change. Can I get a SoCal hole? You're getting her all worked up here. It doesn't count. It's um SoCal only like chain, you know, right, right, yeah, right. like we got to talk national chains here. But why is it Moe's successful here in Southern California? They close two of them in Vegas here. I don't get it. Uh, East Coast is Moe's everywhere. Right. Mm. Baja's number one. Baja Fresh. Stamp it. Quesadilla is good. Rubio's. Ah, oh, it's good. Rubio's Chipotle good? Rubio's is money. Chipotle Rubio. Chipotle the sauce. Oh, the sauce, yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Enough burrito talk. Uh. <laughs> you're, you're so creepy, dude. Uh, why? You're just so creepy. Why? So, are you seriously? You think I'm creepy? Just like how you get into it and then, then that laugh and everything, right, Mark's like... I don't know if creepy is the word right. I... Right. I feel passionate. creepy is like a rapist. He's passionate. Creepy. Like, if I met a chick, you like... You think <laughs> a chick would be like, dude, Kiefer's creepy. Or he'd be like, no, Kiefer's a loving, fun guy. Like, he's just fun. Yeah, you're just fun. Sure. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> he wants the show to move along. That's why I say <laughs> Like, you know? Like, dude, it's burritos. <laughs> All right. So good. Uh, 
what was the question again? I freaking don't. Robert know. Burrito or something? Oh, oh yeah, no. you didn't even ask the question. I got cut off like four times. Kiefer. Yeah. With ma- with manufacturers developing bikes a few years before their release, does Husqvarna plan to continue to develop their bikes similar to KTM's, or do they plan to move towards a completely different bike in the future? Ooh, man. They claim different bike. I feel like they are going to branch off and do their own thing. I think they're kind of doing that now with uh, some street bike stuff. So I think we're going to trickle that into some dirt stuff and uh, not be the exact um, same parts and engine and suspension and stuff. So mm-hmm. um, I would see that, yes. No Wahoos. Nah, no, it's okay, but it's not, it's like... Yeah, not it's, the fish, though. They're for, I don't like the fish. Yeah, I like their yeah, bowls. Right. I eat the bowls pretty okay. good, but it's not a burrito. They have burritos. I know, but it's not that good. Too much rice. Right. They have a lot of rice. I can't... Hold on. (laughs) I can't believe you passed up Capriati's today. Speaking of sandwiches. Uh, I couldn't wait for you. I was too hungry. Okay. Pookie got Jersey Mike's. Oh, my God. You you like Jersey Mike's. But compared to... You have a Capriati's 10 minutes down the road. She was already out. Uh, Right by Jersey Mike's. I'm so glad it's not at my house because I would eat it three, four times. You don't have Capriati's? No. We don't get the closest ones in L.A. Oh, so there are there are in SoCal, but yeah, not but around. way deep. I just want to hear the motocross stuff. All right, where's Gringo? Gringo doesn't call for. Yeah, he, uh, he texted me and uh, he was stoked about that guy's <laughs> VJJ story. So <laughs> the guy that called in today and says you helped me with the VJJ stuff. I don't know who that. What do you know what that story was about? No, I don't. But oh, Gringo does. That must be Gringo's homie oh, or something. Hold on, he texted you tonight. Yeah, he DM'd me and Marks and everybody. Oh, I'm probably me too. Oh, you did? Yeah. You blew it You by trying to get him to come on the show. He hasn't come back since. Oh, yeah. Scared him off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Uh, This was from Kurt Delicious. Steve, how many riders are going to crash in the sand rhythm section this weekend? Yeah, have you seen a track map for this weekend? There's a ton of sand. Really? I don't know. Let's wait and see. Uh, they're going to end those, up. Those track maps are unreliable, so I'll be surprised if it's really there. Um, Icaro wants to know, who are the oldest mechanics in the pits? Goose, Berlou, Zacco's mechanic. Who's been wrenching the longest? I think Berlou's the oldest. Really? I think Berlou's older than Goose. How old's Berlou? I don't know. 60s? No. 50s, right? Yeah. I, I think, feel like he's the oldest. I think Goose is high 50s. Feeney's, Feeney's got to be 45, 47. Feeney's No, next. Feeney's yeah. older than that, dude. Feeney's 50. Yeah, I don't know about that. Feeney. 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 What's that show? What was that That's show? South Park, I think, isn't it? No. Oh. It's got a guy with the curly hair. Boy Meets World. Remember mm. that show? Yeah, I remember that, but I don't remember. Feeney. Feeney. Yeah. I feel like Moe's and Cadoba Queso <laughs> Perfect. put put them over the top or close to the top. Moe's Queso? Because we used to go to Colorado and I stop at Moe's every time. And the queso is good. What about Cadoba Queso, though? Good. Also very good. Chipotle's Queso sucks. Sucks balls. Sucks. Yeah. What is it? Queso. Queso sauce. Oh, Cheese. At what place? Chipotle. <laughs> it's all right. He's... Ch- ch- what? what? Chipotle. Chipotle. What am I saying? Chipotle. Chipotle. Is that better? There you go. It's like okay. he's a real Mexican. I get shit because I say height sometimes, too. I use H, and it just kind of... My mom says right. Chipotle. We make fun of it. Next question. Don't worry. Yeah. Uh, we gotta go. Come you guys on. already talked about Bear filling in. Yeah, we think that's gonna happen. That should happen. I mean, who else would they get? Right. Percentage pie? 80%. He's gonna do it. 
Lewis Long wants to know how do the points work out for the Indy shootout? Wouldn't the West 250 guys get an extra race? Yeah, they do. How does that work? What's awesome is they have an extra race, and if you look in the rule book for the AMA, I didn't look, but Wygant told me this, there's no rules for a nine-race series for pointing out. Like, the AMA is, is so dumb, they didn't even, hmm. like, put in rules for a nine-race series, and the West is a nine-race series this year. So they could, guys could point out just I, from a nine-race. Who, who knows? I don't know. They just forgot, which is so AMA. Is there any way you could email AMA these questions and get anything back? No. Okay. I got some questions for him about live scoring. Really? Why? Not just they could make it easier, better. Oh, for me, that's selfish, but what I don't understand is how come the TV broadcast has the split times and everything right from the beginning? Mm-hmm. You know, and we don't have that on a computer like like give us the live the live timing changes all the time, mm-hmm. and you can see right at the at the at the line at yeah. the whole shot line. Yeah. What guys in what position? Yep. Let let us see that. Let us use that data. Let us have a documentation after the race with whole shot stuff with with who was where at that line because it's available. You see it on the TV broadcast. But is it at the whole shot line though? Yeah. I feel like no was, one of one of the one of it is it does pick up the whole shot line. It'll show you right away, like up on the screen. Yep. Mm. And then it'll at, have the segments and everything else. Right. Yeah, I don't know. It's the way they have it is kind of. I'm not surprised. Janky. They just changed Phil's headshot this year from 2010. Yeah, sounds about right. Right. Yeah. Um, this one's from Michael M. Steve. Is it a conflict of interest for you to be part of Arm Army while still driving a Honda Ridgeline? Mm. Oh, nah. Fuck you, Michael. It's a good question. He was on his best behavior this week, Michael. Oh, is that the guy? I yeah, oh yes. Oh yes. Yeah. Um, no, Honda's fine with it. I'm a um, uh, yeah. Speaking Honda of- Honda car division is separate than motorcycle division, so Steve's safe. Speaking of which, Honda World Downey, thirty minutes anywhere from LA, with six oh five and five freeway meet. Best prices around for a Honda, everybody. Mention Bumble Max when you're there. Talk to Steve. He'll give you a hell of a deal. Honda uh, World Downey. Word. Um, this one's from Tony. Do you think Jordan Smith was saying congrats to J-Mart and vice versa after the race with the number one finger being thrown up after the little chat oh, they had? Oh, no. No, no. I, I think J-Mart has a right to be pissed. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. Was, that was a little dirty. <laughs> yeah. Kiefer likes Jordan Smith, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, man, that's all. Okay, we're done. Yep. All right. Thanks to Jimmy D. Thanks to Benny Bloss. Thanks to Chris Wheeler for coming on. Yeah. Uh, BTOSports.com, Fly Racing, Race Tech Suspension and Engines, Vortex Racing, Gear Alloy, Roost MX, bringing you Chris Kiefer tonight, Vertex Pistons, X Brand Goggles, Michelin Starcross 5, Maxima USA, FMF, Works Connection, Atlas Neck Brace, W Wheels. Talked to John lately at W Wheels? Uh, a couple weeks ago, yeah. yeah. Guts Racing, official seat foam, seat seat graphics, seat seat everything of the Rockstar Energy team. Pro Circuit as well. Get Data. Love those guys. Honda World Downey, of course. And you people. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Swisscore, Moser. Thank you, Pookie. Thank you, Heather. Kiefer, thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. Thank you. Um, what's up for next up for you? Uh, I have Alta testing this week. I have 60 stuff this week. I have mm-hmm. WP testing this week. Oh, boy. So, and then Atlanta next weekend. Atlanta next weekend. I got a vet race coming up at Glen Helen. Oh, yeah? Yeah. 
Transworld's having a vet race, and I'm going to get ready for it and do that. Oh. I think Brownie's going to come out and do that with me. Oh, you doing a motocross school with Brownie? I'm going to help Brownie put on a motocross school while he's out here. So uh, those of you interested in doing a Brownie motocross school, hit my email up. Will he show up for his own school? <laughs> well, I'm going to be there for backup. Right. I think there's a 30% chance Brownie does not show up for his own motocross school. I hope not. God, that would suck. But I spent a lot of time with Brownie in Minnesota. Yeah. Very good dude. Oh, hell of a guy. And he's still competitive as shit. Did we ever get his vintage bike figured out that we, you and I got suckered into? Yeah. He okay. got his homie got it. Okay. So, yeah, he finally <laughs> got it. So, uh, yeah. So, anyway, Brownie's going to have a yep. school. So, uh, be on the lookout for that. Hey, did you see my review on Instagram with the Tech 7s? No. Oh. When did you do that? Uh, like last week. Oh, on the Instagram. Yeah. Yeah, I did see that. Okay. That was good. I liked it. See, I wish you'd do more of that shit. People said I should have put that on key for ink testing. Yeah, you should have. Oh, okay. Anything test related, let's use it. All right. Marks, thank you. Pulp Max Fantasy, everybody. My pleasure. We're going to give away a read jersey. Uh, and, and you people, thanks for listening. I really appreciate it. I think DV's here next week. Oh, good one. V DV. So uh, drive safe home, Kiefer's, and uh, we'll see everybody next week. Thank you. Wake up, Supercross. Eat, Supercross. Shit, Supercross, <laughs> fuck Supercross, <laughs> and sleep Supercross. There's something I want to get off my chest, and it's about that summer when you went away to community college. I got an offer to do Playgirl magazine, and I did it. I did a full spread for Playgirl magazine. I, I mean spread, man. I pulled my butt apart and stuff, and I was totally nude, and... It was weird. I I mean, you probably didn't hear about it because I went under the name of Mike Honcho. But I just wanted you to know that. If you could hear me, if it got into your brain somehow, that I spread my butt cheeks as Mike Honcho.